You watching me glow, you watching me go I'm all in my zone, I'm holding my own I'm feeling like Bane, I'm breaking your bones I am a blur, black and a nerd So this is my own, this is my zone And this is a show you already know like My grand blur, YouTube blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Cosplay blur All day blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Bet you wish you so blur Talking about what we heard Talking about what we seen All through the eyes of a blur Everything that we do urge Flying like a super person Plus I got super friends We be teaming up early Welcome to Blur Vision, your window into the world of all things geek, movies, TV, or news. We talk about it every week. It's your boy Jordan with. Hey, it's Michael. No, no crazy no. I, voice. No, I was waiting nothing. for you to say something. I was waiting for you to say something. <laughs> it's become so usual that when you didn't do it, it feels naked without it. No, not today. Uh, my, okay. brain, my brain is overloaded with Comic-Con news. Yeah, it's San, we're post-San Diego Comic-Con, and boy, was it an eventful event <laughs> yes we got trailers galore to talk about there's some things that kind of happened with some of our favorite marvel creators like uh nice. james gunn yeah that we need to discuss man it's like it's like karmic balance like when marvel does terrible <laughs> dc succeeds dc succeeds <laughs> i'm not gonna barely lead to my feelings about the aquaman shazam trailers they were fucking great i enjoyed both I mean, perfectly balanced, People. as all things should be. <laughs> I thought I was somewhere laughing. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we had three movies to talk about, Michael, but uh, like our joke, I don't think we watched any of the three we mentioned. Well, you didn't. I, I, I watched First Purge. Wait, three movies? Yeah, you said you, you wanted to review three movies this week. Oh, I did say that. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> Well, it's no time. It's no oh, time. But there was time. I w- you invited me to see the first purge with you, and then, oh, the irony of ironies, you fall asleep instead of fucking me for once. I was going to say, don't act like you, have, you haven't done it no, already. No. Ulta Artemis is on me. I fell asleep at like 7 o'clock, and you made fun of me. And now, fast forward like a month later, I guess it's possible at 6.30, yeah, motherfucker. Actually, I fell asleep before 6.30. <laughs> making fun of me you're like oh I'm gonna make it too late and they're gonna fall asleep Jordan then I'm sitting there in the theater I'm like the movie start Michael where you at funny enough I woke up like woke up bro yeah I woke (laughs) up like 30 seconds before you sent me that text message I was like fuck and you're like the movie about to start where you at I'm like I'm still in the bed I had to do that awkward thing where I'm sitting between like two dates I'm just (laughs) just like did you see that to no one but the chair next to me that's empty I mean make new friends like, hey, hey. <laughs> kind of had to. <laughs> I was that creepy third wheel guy, thanks to you, dick. <laughs> but whatever. Whereas, no movies to talk about, but that's fine. We've got My Academia, new episode to discuss. Uh, we've got another episode of Cloak and Dagger. You could do a rapid fire. Of what? The Purge. I could I mean, be like, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. I could, but there's like so much Comic-Con news. Do you really care about The First Purge? I liked it. I mean, I'm going to see it at some point. Mm, some point? Yeah. Next week? I can wait. I can just wait to talk about it next week. I don't mind. Maybe. I, I, actually, I could probably. I, maybe. I'll, I'll try. I was say. I was gonna say. I could probably try to see it tomorrow. We could watch that and um, the other black movie. Yeah, I heard that was good. Yeah, because the the first purge really is like it's heavily it's leaning into the main minority characters in it. So it very much is a commentary on some of the more fucked up racial inequality going on in society right now. 
Yay, black people! Yay, black people! The main character is like a freaking um, main character. drug dealer. He's a all, drug he, lord. Main character, I recognize him from Insecure, which I know you don't watch. <laughs> no, but he reminds me of T'Challa from Black Panther, which is weird. Like He, he seems like a drug lord. Yeah, all Bozeman. black people are like, ooh. No, but he's got swag, dude. I'll save it for next week, but yeah, I just I was surprised about how much they were able to make me root for a drug lord. <laughs> I was like, wait, a drug lord's the, the protagonist in a Purge movie? And I when mean, you have to fight the racist government, yeah, kind of. <laughs> aren't you a fan of Kingpin? True, but I'm not rooting for him <laughs> by the end of Daredevil season one. <laughs> Go, William D'Onofrio! <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we've got Cloak and Dagger, My Hero Academia. Um, Went to about Flash War? Yeah. The end of that. Uh, and we'll segue from that comic into the Comic-Con news and your News of the Week segment. But before we get into all that, we have iTunes reviews. Comic uh, Geek is black and gay. He always gives you comics right away. Hey! Did you that the thing you practiced? Is that your, your... I just came up with that like two seconds ago. That's why I took that little second part. I was like, something's coming to me. It's coming to me. Like Deku. What is what is this thoughts? <laughs> The, the, the ceiling is breaking. <laughs> Brain blast. Jimmy Neutron style. So is that, are you going to, do you remember it to actually no, do it again? I, was like, I can't even repeat it because wow. I forgot what I just did. <laughs> Run the playback. Run the playback. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't remember either. So this is not going to be any, uh, I think every week is going to be a new comic book corner bumper then. Uh, all right. Our first review comes from. Awesome Nick 04. It's a five star review. Subject is an alliance has been created. Me and Akka, which, you know, aka the Spider Man, Jacob. I'm like, who the fuck is Akka? Okay. Well, it's because everybody says aka, but it, you know, phonetically, when you look at that, it looks like Akka. <laughs> yeah. Me and Akka have created an alliance. Be wary for what happens next. Nothing I just wanted to say we've made up, and I don't want to eliminate him anymore. Oh, it's oh, it's well. This is Xander, so it's it's our Bakugo of the podcast, uh-huh. and we actually get along from our conversations on Instagram. So the Xander and Aka rivalry has ended. Now to call someone else out who leaves a review. Well, any anyway, peace and stay nerdy. My what blurry. there's unity? There's no unity in Blur Vision. <laughs> it's gonna lower our ratings. Oh, fight to the death. Yeah. <laughs> Bakugo versus Deku. <laughs> Drama. Ah, <laughs> uh, good for them. I'm glad they're becoming friends. Just like Deku and Bakugo will eventually in the show. Eventually. Maybe. Possibly. Yeah. Uh, next review comes from Princess. It's a five-star review. Subject is joining the My Hero crew. Oh, see, we got like a whole thing going. Uh, well, I already fudged up my last review and accidentally wrote I kissed Jamie instead of Miss, lol. Did I read that? <laughs> yeah, you did. I remember I remember that now that she said it. So I might as well nominate myself as the adult hero midnight. Ha ha. <laughs> that was a good way to do it. Uh, I like how it came together. I also wanted to dial it back a little and mention something you guys keep missing from Cloak and Dagger. Uh, in the episode where they go on that weird spirit journey, the voodoo aunt mentions that besides taking uh, the spirit bath, an other way to go on the journey is by getting a concussion. That's how Tandy went on her spirit journey, journey because she was in that car accident. Just had to point out since oh. I've been yelling. Oh, so the same. Okay, makes sense. Um, just had to point that out since I've been yelling it at the podcast by myself. <laughs> <laughs> Keep up the good work, guys. Oh, thanks, Princess. I do remember now that she said, I do remember her saying that. That's She's an like, interesting insight. Because she thought about giving her, she was like, you can take a bath or I can give you a concussion. Yeah. 
deep, deep <laughs> thoughts with, <laughs> with Blur Vision. Uh, our next review comes from Black Mamba Forty Three. Jesus! Wow! Every single review is about the My Hero Academia roles. This this is five star, and Black Mamba's subject is so. I'm claiming Tenya Ida. So okay. Jacob, if you're listening to this, you got a lot of notes to take, bro. Like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this roster is quickly filling up. Uh, still an amazing podcast. Still one of the podcasts I listen to the most, and is good for a drive home or on an elliptical. Uh, and I'm officially claiming the title of Tenya Ida of Blur Vision. By the way, I'm willing to spar for my title like the Todorokis are going to have to, lol. Especially since I'm 6'2", 225 pounds, wow, and I have a judo and kickboxing background for my reciprocal kick. God damn. Oh, wow. <laughs> Uh, plus ultra. Basically, he just said, "Don't fuck with me." Yeah, <laughs> like I'm calling this now, and whoever wants some can step up. <laughs> uh, plus ultra and free smoke. Free smoke. I don't know. Is he selling weed? Like, what's going on? <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> Reciprocal kick, and I got that weed if you need it. Uh, side note: No shade, but Jordan was right about cloak and dagger. It was an oil rig or platform, not a ship. See, I knew I wasn't. It wasn't like a ship ship. I knew it was like some kind of like structure in the water. Why was it? It looked like a boat. Uh, whatever. Black Mom was a massa. Plus, start selling merchandise, y'all. We gotta start because everybody's selling this. Yeah. But thanks, uh, thanks, Tenya Ida, Black Mamba Forty Three. Um, man, every single review is about my academia. The next review comes from Regis the Lion. It's a five-star review. Subject is, are you ready to go pro? Hell yeah, I'm ready to go pro. Gran Torino is back. I'll do this more structured than last time. This week, the kids try to get their permits, and we meet the other schools. Looks like the students should have stayed off the radar. Uh, Deku Explosion King Murder. The future of the podcast relies on you. Shoot beyond. Plus ultra. By the way... Hajime no Ippo manga is done? Really? I did not know that. That was mm. a very long-running manga. I'm so sad. You don't... You didn't <laughs> shut up, poser. You didn't, you didn't read my... You didn't read my, uh, Hajime no Ippo. You didn't even watch Hajime no Ippo. I did. No, you didn't. It's about Ippo. Who's Ippo? Hajime Jima. <laughs> what? <laughs> he said Hajime Jima. You're right. He is a Hajime Jima. Yeah. That's exactly what the anime is about. <laughs> I know. I, 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 that's why I was schooling you. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> I've been schooled. Um, thanks, Regis. Uh, next email comes from our old pal, me Immaculate. And it's a five-star review because we finally reviewed those comics he wanted yes. us to talk about. Barbatos. Thanks you. So he's also spelling it with the emphasis on the bat. So Barbatos. Or, I mean, I'm sorry. Barbatos. Barbatos. It's Barbados. <laughs> Barbatos. It's like the uh, guy from Future Barbados Slim. Um, it's like the symbiote, symbiote argument. <laughs> exactly. You're putting the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable. <laughs> uh, me Immaculate says, as promised, you may have all your five stars after finally reviewing Dark Knight's Metal. Since everybody is claiming their My Herkidemia characters, I claim Tokoyami. Uh, I am also half man, half bird. We both strive to be the best and have a shadow demon living in my stomach. Whoa, you have a medical condition. <laughs> that might be called hunger, bro. <laughs> Probably you need to eat something. I don't know, some kind of biracial half man, half bird creature. I don't know what the fuck's going on with you, but sure, Jacob, write down. Uh, I also... Uh, oh, also as long as... Uh, wait, what? I also, as long to listener, I do... Bl- 
As also a longtime listener, I do believe you need a Patreon. Would uh, I do believe a Patreon would be beneficial for both you guys and the fans. And until next time, stay nerdy, my blurdy. I got a little bit of a tongue twister there with all the typos, but other than that, yeah, I mean, we totally should. I do want to do a Patreon just to help support. Where the shit on the fan. Oh, your message is crap, bro. So many typos. Did I say that? Again, always. That's exactly (laughs) what you said. I I couldn't read it because of all the typos. You need to get your shit together, bro. (laughs) This is like the the two black shit. It's all (laughs) fucking. You just take sound bites and change it. I can send you an itemized list of all the typos you sent me in text form, Jordan. What? As if you don't make typos. But I'm not. But I'm not calling people out. Did I call him out? I literally just said it. There's a tongue twister. Oh, there's too many typos. Of typos. Uh. I'm gonna drop kick you from across the seat. Don't fuck with me. But yeah, me and Maggie, thank you so much. Um, and I guess I guess that's, that's the proper uh, the proper pronunciation is Barbatos, since now it's like what two or three people saying that Barbatos. And it makes more sense, really. And think about it, it's about bats. Bar Batos. Okay. <laughs> I give up. Well, speaking of bats, our next review comes from Nightwing the Acrobat. Um, he says, fuck Batman. <laughs> All right. I do want to fuck Batman. That's not what Robin meant in that trailer. <laughs> uh, it's a five-star review. Is it and though? Nightwing says, Mimir is the head in God of War. I remember we were trying to figure out what he meant by Mimir in the other review he sent. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's that? Didn't you play God of War, the new one? Why wouldn't you know that? Who cares? I'm not that... I'm not big on Norse mythology. <laughs> what? <laughs> it was in the game. <laughs> hey, guys. Nightwing here. I shall accept Black Comic Geek's Agni Kai and tell you it was episode... It was episode 48 when you officially claimed the throne as Mr. Prediction Head. Oh, yeah. He sent me a DM. I, I never got a chance to check his research. Well, I mean, he says it's episode 48. I, I'll just believe him off the bat. Mm. <laughs> I, test, I test your theory. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> you should do the research then. I meant to. I forgot. Wow. Good job. I messaged you guys earlier during the week and told you guys, but I'm just letting the Blur Vision audience know. I'm pretty sure he's right. I'll, I'll trust you. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Podcast historian. Nightwing Acrobat. It's official. Gabba Gabba. We accept you. Uh, and in case anyone wants to follow me on Insta, my at is Juan underscore Rojas 406. Uh, it's J-U-A-N underscore R-O-J-A-S 406. And maybe I'll start a Blur Vision facts page, maybe. <laughs> maybe twice. That means no. Yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe I'll start a facts page, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> what By fa- the way, facts? Jordan likes to jerk off to Elastigirl. Fact number one. <laughs> <laughs> and I will co-sign that fact. <laughs> No, don't judge me. Uh, by the way, aka the Spider Man, add me on Insta so we can collab on the Blur Vision shirts. I have some ideas and designs, and you know it's nothing but love here. Oh, and you know it's nothing but love here, man. And put me down as Nezu, Mr. Principal, or Best Genius. Damn, son! Everybody's taking a roll. You better if, if you're listening to this now and you haven't left the review, you better do it now before all the characters are taken. Because yeah. like <laughs> this really became a thing. He I was, love that it became a thing. Well, he won. He won, the principal, Nezu, yeah, the Nezu. principal, and who else? The cute, adorable thing with the scar, or no, best is, genius. He, oh, best genius. Wasn't somebody else best genius? No. I thought we. Someone. I, I, you I, tried I, to give it to me. Really? I yeah. thought it was somebody else that left like an email or something. No, maybe I don't know. Oh. 
This is why we need uh, Jacob. <laughs> Keep it all straight for us. Uh, P.S. Fact number one. Jordan, well, there, well, we're already starting. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, fact number one: Jordan, episode sixty-seven. He stated all the reason why he thinks black lining is too black. God damn it! Hey, it's too black. <laughs> but he said it's joking <laughs> because you know it's not true. <laughs> I beg to differ. I hate you. Uh, fact number one is Blur Vision. First episode was back in December of twenty fifteen, and it was on the Force Awakens. Yeah, man. Wow. Memories. Nobody cares about that one. Wow. <laughs> I, was, I wasn't here. <laughs> Fact number two Michael's a dick. <laughs> I have a dick. I also. Never mind. <laughs> don't, don't start. <laughs> oh. Oh, speaking of Jacob, here we go. AKA the Spider Man's next review. Uh, it's a five star review. Subject is I apologize. What are you saying sorry for, Jacob? Uh, Jacob says, Hey guys. Awesome podcast as always. Funny thing, while listening to last week's podcast, when Jordan told me to take notes, I had already done so. See? All right. That's a Deku move right there. I am proud. Almighty's proud, bro. <laughs> also, Nightwing, I bid you the Blur Vision podcast historian. You seem to know your stuff, dude. Keep it up. I shall nominate myself the Blur Vision secretary. <laughs> okay? All right. Uh, since I already take notes about the details within the podcast. That's very true. Anyways, I updated the list of all the people associated with the podcast and their My Hero Academia characters. Myself, Deku, Jordan, Blurred Vision, All Might, Michael, Bucket Comic Geek, All For One, and or Eraserhead, Xander, Kachan, Regis the Lion, Grant Torino, Flaza Dude, Shigaraki, uh, why would he choose Shigaraki? <laughs> Ginger the he's, Weeb. He's my underling. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Ginger the Weeb, Kirishima, Stanley Wannabe, Todoroki, Princess, Midnight, Black Mamba, Tanya Ida. Man, we got a whole squad. Me Immaculate, Tokuyami. Nightwing, the Acrobat, Best Genus. I say Ginger is Kirishima because he has only red hair and Todoroki has red and white. Uh, plus, Stan's point made sense. Plus, that's just me. If anything changes, let me know. I have my notepad ready. Yeah, he... Wow, yeah. The things that people left in these most recent reviews, he oh, already yeah, he, added to the list. He's gone through the reviews. Wow. <laughs> Hold on, let me give it just a little, little, little round of applause. That, that's impressive. Do a, do a poet snap. It's like real time. He was updating the list. Like, wow. Um, and Nightwing's request, I dubbed him Best Genius. Based on the little information I know about him, I say Best Genius fits his profile more. Anyways, I apologize if I started shit. That was never my intention. Whoops. Anyway, keep doing what you're doing, guys. And I'm working on the Blur Vision Stay Nerdy My Blurry t-shirts. Stay tuned. Wow. It's funny how people are doing our work for yeah, us. Yeah, what's going on? <laughs> it's, it's, it's a point where it's like, we want to spend money on you so badly, you're not doing shit. <laughs> like, do I feel flattered or lazy? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. A little bit of both. <laughs> a little column A, a little column B. Uh, that's it for this week. Thanks, guys. Bye. P.S. Yes, Xander, Kachan, and I have become equals. The world works in mysterious ways. I mean, hey, in the My Hero Academia uh, opening trailer, when you see All Might, you see both Bakugo and Deku. Yeah. So, unity! <laughs> Friendship, <laughs> teamwork makes the dreams work. And our last review comes from Flaza Dude, your Shigaraki. That's uh, a five-star review. next. Oh, God. <laughs> That's funny. Right after Deku, it's your Shigaraki. <laughs> 
uh, see what your underling has to say. Last week I was on vacation, so I didn't have time to leave a review, but I have returned from the shadows, and with all for one, <laughs> we'll turn the podcast against you for calling Black Lightning too black. See, what is this? I'm not the only one. <laughs> well, of course he says it. <laughs> he, he, he wasn't the only one either. <laughs> Didn't uh, Juan just leave a review say it was episode sixty seven? Yeah, yeah, he was joking. But your your underlings no, like no, no. even DC. It's all true. Even DC Comics nerd said the same thing no. when he was on the episode. It's all people who don't do research. <laughs> Go back and listen. I never said that. This is all <laughs> you liar. <laughs> Anyways, in regards to you saying One Piece is a power of friendship show, it's not really. It does seem like that at first, but it is dark at times and does delve into serious issues like corruption, slavery, and more the further it goes. The first uh, few episodes aren't groundbreaking, but it does pick up real quick and feels like a drawn-out story like My Hero rather than an arc-after-arc type anime. So I guess that means like Dragon Ball. And I'm I feel not- like this is going to be a thing. Well, he loves One Piece, obviously. Yeah, you keep pissing him off. Yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't think that's- <laughs> I don't know what to say. I can't say anything. Otherwise, it's gonna be construed usually as every, criticism. Usually, every time somebody says, every time somebody leaves an angry review, it's because Jordan said something. I haven't heard from Noir Bear in a while, so I guess you haven't pissed him off. <laughs> That's because I, I I take the hard stances against things that you don't watch, like my like like One Piece or anime in general. Uh, he goes on to say, additionally, Static Shock is back. Saw him in Justice Outsiders trailer, and I'm hyped. You guys spoke him into existence as well as Black Lightning in the show, which means Jordan can't watch because now it's too black. I hate you. <laughs> Wish you the best on this new section this week, Master All for One. Man, he is like <laughs> my <I> master. <laughs> like full on like a Sith Apprentice right now. I can feel your anger. <laughs> Jacob Smash is fool. <laughs> <laughs> Everything uh, is going according to my plan. I know a lot of the news will be tough to swallow, wink, wink. Uh, yes, you're yes. You're making your perverted, <laughs> your perverted double entendres. <sighs> but all in all, I wish you guys luck on the road Feed to 100. Me more power. <laughs> stay, stay nerdy, my blurdy. Stay nerdy, my blurdy, Flaza. And that could get this guy. <laughs> I can't believe this guy's over here. Lend me your energy, guys. <laughs> it's disturbing, to say the least. Mm, it's not. <laughs> well, I guess on that note, speaking about My Academia, I guess we just jump right into the anime of the week since nobody but me watched a movie this week, Michael. <laughs> I watched a movie this week. What was the movie? It wasn't The Purge. What was it? It was... I don't remember. <laughs> I don't even... I don't, I don't even... <laughs> you know what? Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Master of forgetfulness over here. That's your quirk. For it was Michael, a, quirk, forgetfulness. It was an old, it was an old movie. It was, it was an old movie. It was something new. So old you don't remember it. Oh, no. That was last month. <laughs> Wait, the movie you thought you saw, you saw last month? Yeah. <laughs> it's too much going on. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. We're not going to get bogged down by the ridiculousness. I'm like the guy from from uh, Voltron who's like, what dimension is this? <laughs> And with that, let's talk about My Academia this week. This episode's title was The Test.
week, Deku had the revelation that instead of just breaking my arms, I'll break my legs! Yeah. <laughs> and now, lucky lucky thing he did realize that, because the new, which what could be a very tropey, um, like a new tournament arc, after last time we had those exams, we have a new exam, but this time it's a provisional license test for, uh-huh. the, uh, for our students to become semi-pro heroes. Just like you get your provisional driver's license, mm-hmm. you gotta get the provisional hero license. But instead of it being a tournament style thing like last time, which if it was Dragon Ball Super, you know goddamn well it's been another tournament. It would be no difference. It was like now we're having another tournament, guys, and it would last like seventy-five episodes. <laughs> yeah, but luckily my academia has something called originality and good writing. So instead of doing that, it's gonna be what seems like the the biggest, most epic dodgeball fight ever. Yeah. <laughs> Where you have to not get tagged by three balls over the course of just this all-out brawl. So it kind of like the Tournament of Power where it's not like a one-on-one thing. Now it's schools versus schools. Schools versus schools. So yeah. all of the Harry Potter Quidditch goodness, but now we're doing it with dodgeball. Basically. Which I'm down Which for. I guess could have just kind of the same. Quidditch It's kind of the same thing because they're using a ball. Yeah, balls and it being like school versus school type of thing. Mm-hmm. But, but I like that how... Like, My Academia constantly builds off of, like, its previous arcs. Like, it's not like a, like, uh, what's his name mentioned earlier in our reviews, an arc versus arc to arc kind of uh, episodic kind of anime. It's not like that. No. Like, in this way, the first tournament was about learning about the characters within Class 1A, and by, I guess the easiest way to do that is have them fight each other, so you learn about the quirks, their abilities, their personalities. But now we're kind of going one ring outside of that, and instead of having it be in like uh, uh, something internal within the school. Now we're going outside of the school, so we're going to we're finding out about all the schools other than UA, and it kind of even teased that um, in the previous episode with uh, Deku saying that instead of just going to UA when his mother was scared for him to go to UA anymore, he, he even said he'd go to other schools. Go to another school, yeah. Yeah, so we kind of even got that little bit of a like a, a, a tee up to this arc in that. Constantly building. And also, it makes sense because, I mean, just like you said, learning about the people that you're going to school with, 
you're also going to run into situations where you're uh, going to be working with other heroes and you need to know how their quirks work and their weaknesses so you could better uh, formulate a plan and teamwork and all the other stuff. Mm-hmm. And now by fighting each other, now they do have that kind of understanding of each other's power sets. And that's very good because now they're going to take those power sets into the bigger battle of all the other schools. I think they said it was like 1,500 students or something in this mm-hmm. little battle. Yeah. Little big battle. <laughs> um, but before we get there, I like the fact that they do continue kind of teasing the new costumes, new power sets of the characters. Costume Gamma! Which, these names make no sense. They don't. What does Gamma have to do with anything? I guess because it's green, but it was always green. Yeah, I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but meanwhile, we, we do see um, the electric guy. His He's got like a new attachment to his wrist, and Kirishima even has a new costume. Mm-hmm. And they kind of like, right before we even get an inkling as to what these new costumes and new like abilities or training are... I'm assuming because he said he wanted to make like an electric sword. So I'm guessing that helps him do that. Oh, that's right. He didn't mention an electric sword. Yeah. I also was thinking maybe it's a way for him to channel his powers and not become stupid. I'm pretty sure that's that's part of it too. Yeah. But every character kind of like, they kind of do like a quick tease of each of the characters having some addition or mod, mod to their costume. So you get the idea. And then with that little bit of a... Th- and My Hero does this great thing where they don't show you all the training. So then when they jump to these like these action arcs, you don't know completely what everybody's capable of. So that way, I guess in these in the big tournament, we're actually going to see these powers in like you know crucial moments instead yeah. of just like, oh, here they are in training. Like We get the big reveal when it matters. Mm-hmm. I like that. Um, but yeah, the new schools, the, the, before we were talking about the intro being different and kind of like foreshadowing the stuff within the, the new arc, now we're kind of seeing the students from that intro make their first appearance in the show. Yeah. So like that, the dude that looks kind of like a pirate with that team of pirates in the intro uh-huh. seems that he actually was going to be in UA. And he's ranked higher than Todoroki. So it means he's as powerful as Todoroki? He's a fucking weirdo. So it's like, <laughs> the way I he mean, introduces himself and like, I mean, like the crazy had bow. Said, Eraser has said he was pretty powerful, so I'm wondering what is his power? Like he bows so hard that he busts his yeah, head he open bu- and is bleeding. He's like, I like blood. That's and, fine. And he cracked the ground. <laughs> yeah. So he's, yeah, he's definitely a weirdo. <laughs> so what do you think his power is? I don't know. Super strong, maybe? Maybe, but I don't... But he still was bleeding, so it's like... Yeah. I don't know, too soon to tell. Yeah, I don't I don't know. But, I mean, they also introduced that weird Deku lookalike, who looks exactly like Deku. Like, what's going on there? Different hair color. Different, different hair color, different build, but still his face and his hair style is exactly they ran, they the same. Ran out of, they ran out of character art design. You think so? You think there's not going to be any deeper meaning to that? Like, I'm like, why is he... And, and then the girl in that same class with that guy looks just like, uh, what's her name? Toga. Did you notice that? No, I didn't notice that. Really? The blonde chick with him? She's got the same exact hairstyle and her face, other than like the weird shark teeth she's got going on, looks just like Toga. Uh, yeah, I didn't catch. I didn't catch that. Maybe it is Toga, and we we knew from before. Remember, I, I mean, made she that, is that theory like a, about she is dressed like a schoolgirl. I mean, remember the theory I said about uh, her using the school. blood for for transforming herself. Uh-huh. I mean, it seems super obvious. I can't assume that this is actually going to be her. Because like, what's the, if they reveal her to be her, it'd be like, how did we not notice that, guys? Like, she looks, she looks just like her. I mean, I didn't notice that, but I, I have to go back and look. Really, that's surprising that you didn't notice that. Oh, well, um, and then we also get introduced to the smiling teacher who I must, I'm sad that she didn't get a scene with All Might because she's literally called a smiling hero 
and her power is laughter. Mm-hmm. So it's just interesting that like her her namesake is exactly what All Might's like. I'm, whole I'm, like, I'm kind of wondering was she trying to use her powers on Eraserhead? Because it seemed like it didn't it didn't work, but it was but other people were laughing around her. So I don't know that maybe that's why she likes him so much because her powers don't don't work, work on him. him. I don't know, but I love their their banter because every time she would, like say something to him, she would like really quickly throw in like we should go on a date, and he's like no. <laughs> Like just, once again, Meyer does a great job of introducing these like quirky, awesome, quirky. Huh? No pun intended. And of course, Deku is uh, fan fanboying over her because he knows who all the heroes are. Yeah. Um, you're gonna say something? I was gonna say I, I, about the guy that you said looks like Deku. I like how uh, he's going around being phony as hell to all the students. Bakugo caught it immediately. Oh, his face doesn't match what he's yeah. saying. Yeah. He's like, stop pretending. And then the guy, like, they went into, like, a profile of his face, like, oh, touche. Mm, so he's going to be, like, evil Deku. Kind of. Or well, something. No, maybe not evil, because he's still a pro hero. But... Well, not evil, but you know what I mean? Like, he, obviously, he's just a suck-up, so he's definitely not as, like, genuine as he might want you to believe. Mm-hmm. I hate people like that. But I like <laughs> just how, be real, fuck. Yeah, I like how Bakugo was able to catch it immediately. Yeah, you can't bullshit a bullshitter. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Da-da-da-da-da. Uh, Oh, but I just like the fact that when we actually get into the, the tournament arc of it, <laughs> they're in that building, and like the really sleepy dude is like telling them all about like how he looks like uh, what's his face from Devil Man Cry Baby, just a different hair color. Lucifer? Not Lucifer, the 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 Devil Man. Oh, the main character. Yeah, they look exactly alike, <laughs> just different hair color. I didn't I, I didn't notice that. I'm surprised you didn't notice that. Well, that's a way weirder connection. <laughs> We both got things we didn't notice. <laughs> yeah, mine makes sense. <laughs> Fuck you. But like how, what doesn't make sense is when they go into that building and then like the, the building collapses yeah, on all sides up, and then it's like, they're in a big like arena. I don't get it. It doesn't make sense because they walked, they, they had to walk into, into it. Yeah, they had to walk into the building. I'm like, how would you not know that you were in this giant like Coliseum thing? Maybe it like they moved it. Yeah. Like they, maybe it moved when they got inside. Cement guy moved it or something? That guy? I don't know. But then I kind of feel like, wouldn't they feel couldn't, that? Yeah, you couldn't feel that? Yeah. I don't know. That don't was know. When that happened, I was like, it was cool, but I was like, I'm confused. I'm very confused by this. Right. Technology or quirks. I don't know. But I like the idea of it being like a... Maybe there's an illusion quirk guy hap- like creating the illusion that it wasn't there. I don't know. <laughs> quirks fill all plot holes. But I like the, the concept of it being a John Kyle scene with multiple environments for each of like the... People with different quirks that have advantages, like uh, environmental advantages. Mm-hmm. There's a cityscape, there's yeah. like mountain range. Because Froppy will work better in the water. Yeah, water area. I like that. What I don't like is the fact that as soon as... This is just like the Tournament of Power. As soon as it's like, all right, guys, let's work together. Nah, fuck that. <laughs> of course, the Bakugo, the Vegeta say, only, the only two people will, 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 went away, though. Yeah, the Vegeta and the... Todoroki, I was surprised about. Well, his reasoning made sense. That his powers don't work in a big group because he's got like the giant ice and fire blast yeah. or whatever. So I get that. But you could stand in front of the group and do a giant ice wall, bro. Like, <laughs> okay. like what are you talking about? But the fact that Bakugo ran off right away and then Kirishima follows him. So I guess it's going to be like three groups. Todoroki, Kirishima, and Bakugo, and then everybody else. Mm-hmm. But I like the fact that Deku immediately took charge and became like, you know, the, the all might of the group in terms of leadership. Yeah. Because he's the one that broke it down uh, as... I mean, uh, remember, my hero. remember, they wanted him to be class rep. That's but true. He's the one that turned it down. That's true. He gave it to Ida. Yeah. But as Deku was breaking down to the group, 
um, the Smile Heroes giving us the revelation, the, uh, the audience the revelation, that apparently UA, because they have that uh, preliminary thing to showcase their powers in like the, that tournament, um, in those exams, I mean, they the entire world knows their powers are. So every year they get crushed at this provisional exam because everyone knows their power sets. Yeah. So it's like literally a tradition that UA loses every single year. Uh-huh. So, you know, this is the it's, year. This is the year that they're not going to lose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I like that. It was like, it was a cool revelation. But then the fact that racer heads like, well, if you really think about it. That's what's going to happen to them in the real world. Anyway, like eventually, villains when they get their actual pro hero license villains are just gonna know their power sets because yeah, of that yeah. so it's like he's like i'm preparing them for the future so it can't be helped so like i like that little badass cap in the episode just like well that's why ua is number one yeah like you think like we, we gave him a disadvantage nah man that's just real life <laughs> we raise him on these streets but then the thing but then the, the flip side about that is yeah everybody knows what their quirks are based on the tournament but they've grown so much since then, and they don't know that. Mm-hmm. So. Even Deku's kicking ability. That wasn't something he had. Like, What's his name the even said that? The fact that Deku doesn't break when he uses his power. That's how that guy introduced to, Yeah, like, he was like, like, I know every time you use your power, it injures you. Yeah. Oh, not anymore, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I learned how to break my legs now. <laughs> Kick. I like that, though. Everybody dodges the balls in their own ways. Like, what's your name? Like, the creation girl puts up a shield. Uh, even uh, grape juice uses those sticky balls to like mm-hmm. grab all the balls out the air. Mm-hmm. Like it's cool. Uraka floats away. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I still want to know what is the visible girl gonna do? I don't know. She was being guarded by like Creation Girl's shield or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, it's like there's a moment, and this is the other part we didn't talk about. Um, Uraka and her crushing on Deku before the, the tournament started. Oh uh, yeah. That was that was fucking cute when she's like made herself float. She was so embarrassed. Uh-huh. <laughs> but they're like. Invisible girl is the one asking everybody else how you, they. Yeah, how'd you how'd you increase your quirk? I'm like, how the fuck did you? Do- <laughs> yeah, I, I was waiting for somebody I'm to be like, yeah, how did somebody, you increase your? Yeah, quirk? I'm waiting for somebody to say something. And I'm like, are we just? I feel like there's something that just. I feel like they're doing this on purpose. There's something that she can do that we just don't know about, maybe and they're she, gonna reveal it as because I'm like, why? Because I'm like, they're making it very obvious. Maybe she can make other people invisible or something. Or maybe she has like Susan Storm's powers where maybe she can't, maybe she can't to re, uh, I don't want to say revisible because that's not. Revisible. That's not not a word. (laughs) Make herself visible. Make herself visible again. But uh, maybe she has the, 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 the force field things that she could do, but she probably just doesn't want anybody to know about yet. I don't know. That'd be such a weird left turn to be like, I also have force bubble powers. But I just feel like it's way too obvious for them not to even... focus. Like they're talking about all this talk about uh, focusing on quirks, but they never show her focusing on hers. And I'm like, there's got to be a reason for it. It's going to be like, how did she get, how did she win the exam? <laughs> it's going to be the most epic moment of all my academia when they reveal like what her powers really are. <laughs> Like even grape juice, somebody I sent can make me, my gloves invisible. <laughs> somebody sent somebody sent me a link of how grape juice won the exam. Cause I was like, how the fuck did he take out those robots? He can still mobilize them with his gumminess. Exactly. So that was that. But I'm still I don't know what what can she do to immobilize a robot? I don't know. I, like she can't do anything. Yeah, exactly. The world may never know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also something else we forgot. What? That I think is gonna be a running thread. Uh, All Might's feeling of helplessness. Mm. Yes, that was a very good scene. The fact that uh, Baka was like, watch yourself, All Might. And he's like, yeah, I guess I am somebody to be protected now, aren't I? Yeah, that's very true. 
And I, I'm sure it's going to come up again when the villains attack and he can't defend himself. Yeah, he can't do anything. He has to have someone not, else defend Not him. even just defend himself, but can't defend others. I think yeah. that's going to affect him more. True. The fact that he can't do anything now. That's very true. And it's going to be freaking tragic. You know, because I remember all those moments when he had powers and couldn't save people, like when he couldn't save Bakugo and that screw. No! Yeah. Like, it's going to be like that, but like all the time now. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's going to be heartbreaking. <laughs> so sad. So sad. My thing is, why were there only two teachers in those stands watching? Is only Eraserhead and the Smart Hero Girl. Where's, where's everybody else's teachers? Uh, weren't there other people? There was like FBI looking agents that looked like guards or, or security guards or something. They didn't uh, really show anybody else. No. And then if, for there to be so many schools and so many students, you would think there'd be somebody else. Maybe the other teachers don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys are fine. Just yeah, just, just make sure you're there at 12 o'clock. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> that would be very realistic. <laughs> um, let's see. Was that all I had to talk about? Yep, that's all I had. I mean... just. I was going to say, just like last time... Well, I was like, the song grew on me after I heard it on the podcast. I'm starting to feel the same way. Really? I'm still not feeling it. I'm not. I don't like it. For I'm not, not going to say I don't I like it. it. I don't like it for my hero. But I'm like, yeah, the song is, the song is kind of catchy. That's the part I like. Yeah. <laughs> but once they start, I'm like, all right, I don't care anymore. Man, this is borderline <laughs> racist. <laughs> <laughs> Waffles, waffles, waffles. It doesn't make me hyped. Like, you know what I mean? And all the other My Hero songs were able to get me hyped. This was just like me. That's the only part I really liked. The very beginning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But it, yeah, it doesn't sound like a My Hero song. It's not, again, it's not a bad, it's not even a bad song. I just don't, it's definitely gonna be my least favorite of all of the My Hero openings, which um, I guess it had to happen sometime, right? But no, I want to ride that high forever. <laughs> And now watching the intro after seeing more of the actual arc so far, now it's starting to make more sense. And there, there are moments in the intro that I'm still confused. But there's a moment in the very beginning of the intro where they're all like frozen. Like it, it shows Deku with all of the other uh, class 1A students. Like, you know, they're all together in mm-hmm. the beginning. Yeah. It's like they're all like, it almost looks like when Stain like gave that speech and it froze everybody that was watching. Uh-huh. Just because he was like so like convicted, or he had such conviction that it just made everybody just pause. Uh-huh. It looks like everybody's being affected by something like that. And I'm like, is that somebody's quirk that they're using on everybody or something? I don't know. There's a lot of stuff that I'm seeing like, well, how, what is this building toward? How does this connect? <laughs> Even the fact that Invisible Girl's in the front of the group, and exactly. not like Deku. What's your guess about her power? I think, I think, if anything, maybe she can make other people invisible. Maybe that's it. I don't know what that'd be useful for. Yeah, I was gonna say how that. What would that be useful for? Getting, then how how would that take out the robots? Sneaking up on somebody. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe she gets points for assisting people. <laughs> Maybe. I don't. I don't know. I got nothing. But as far as we know, only. I think. Well, and then talk I could, about it. I could Aren't be wrong. Naked? I was gonna say I could be wrong. Wasn't Deku and Uraka the ones that got the most rescue points? I don't remember. That was too long ago. I don't know. Somebody tell us what the fuck can she do? <laughs> <laughs> no, don't spoil it. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> yeah, don't tell me, but... <laughs> don't tell me, but tell me. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's all I had. Just because I... My main thing was, I feel like that's going to be terrible. I kind of wonder what Kirishima's uh, costume is going to help. Like, what does he need? A cost? Like, 
It looks, it looks it's not black. Like, it's not like they're braces or anything like that. It's just like he has stuff like on his waist area. I might, but how does that help his quirk? It just looks like an aesthetic change for Kirishima. But I'm not sure if that is anything that's actually going to help. I mean, Todoroki's got new things on him. Um, who else? Was it Frog Girl? Or maybe Creation Girl has some of them too. I kind of wonder what she did also to like... Improve. A more froggy move yeah. than ever. <laughs> it's the froggiest. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't... Okay, whatever. Like, you already do a bunch of frog things. <laughs> more frog than frog. Maybe like her cheeks get really fat and she like... Oh, she can... She can... Because remember she has that stomach. She can, she can spit out her stomach or whatever. Oh, she can like store something in her stomach? Yeah, maybe she can store bigger things. I don't know. That's weird. <laughs> I've got this bazooka in my stomach I'm going to use. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, if I were to give it a rating. We here at Blurred Vision have a very simple rating system. It goes from poor vision to perfect vision. In the middle, there's passable. And then you have less than passable and more than passable. More than passable. Yeah, more than passable. Yeah. Uh, solid? Solid. Yeah. Solid. All right. Well, let's get into Cloak and Dagger. This week's episode was titled Ghost Stories. Ignore me. I dare you. The superhero show of the summer has only three episodes left. I have a plan to nail Connors. I can do something that would sound crazy unless you see it with your own eyes. There! I don't see anyone! Who are you? What do you want? I want my father back. This episode was interesting because it's it's like the anniversary of the intro episode. So it's the anniversary of the death of Tandy's father and Tyrone's brother. Uh-huh. So it's it's basically like the hardest... Eight-year anniversary. Yeah, eight-year anniversary. It's like a direct line back to the origins of the show. Um, and a lot of the episode deals with Tandy preparing to get revenge and or interrogate the head of the president of Roxxon. Um, now being equipped with information from what is it, what's his name the Asian guy, Ellis? No, it's not right. Wells? That's also no. that's, that's Flash. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember his name either. Fuck. <laughs> but whatever. And uh, Tyrone coming up with the idea to use the cloak and some well placed blood cosplay on his shirt mm-hmm. <laughs> to basically pretend to be his brother and quote unquote haunt the uh, the corrupt cop because. Uh, the the cop that's been helping him, the female cop, told him that he's actually on edge, seemingly more, on more edge. More so than usual. Yeah, be, because this might be the anniversary. Um, which at first seems like a ridiculous plan, but when he reveals to her yeah, he's, that he's able to teleport... He comes out to... Yeah. Can you can't trust this guy? I guess. Why? I'm a demon! <laughs> <laughs> but it's fucking great, though, because they also... Later in the episode... Connects to Net- the Netflix series. Yeah. Like, before, someone mentioned that they connected, but we, neither of us caught it. I mean, yeah, they said they connected to the MCU period, but I was just like, I yeah, it's not, it's not going to... No, uh, one of the writers was like, yeah, it connects to the whole MCU. I'm like, yeah, sure, bro. Well, now that the, the cop actually was friends with Misty Knight, yeah, Misty, so yeah. it hard connects to the Netflix Marvel universe, which... That's actually pretty great, because that's doing more than Runaways ever did. It, yeah, it is. Or in humans, didn't didn't humans even connect? Thank and God, it didn't. No, and humans didn't connect to anything. Yeah, so I wonder if that means that this show just has they have more faith in this show than the others, or probably. But as you know, aside from like just a casual reference, it's not going to actually connect. No, it's not going to actually because that girl wasn't even in 
Luke Cage or anything. No, like she, she wasn't. No, she wasn't in any of the shows. So it was like a retcon friendship. <laughs> Me and Missy are great friends. <laughs> Bitch, who <are> you? <laughs> um, but yeah. So the crux of the episode is getting the um corrupt cop to actually confess to his crimes, and when that whole sequence actually plays out, I was surprised. I was surprised that it actually worked. Like he gets the confession. He he. Puts the cop in a situation where he confesses to killing his brother. Um, I, I like the fact that earlier in the episode, because he saw Tyrone, he's able to make a, like a police sketch of it. Uh-huh. Um, but then later in the episode, they use that same sketch to kind of like get in his head because they have, I guess they make someone else make a sketch of his brother. So when he sees the, the face, he's like, wait, is this the same guy? And the girl's like, Cause she's in on it. She's like, yeah, that's the same guy from before. What are you talking about? And he's yeah. just like, oh, I'm racist. <laughs> <laughs> cause you know, cause like he, you know, he wanted to be like, that's not the same person. He's like, oh fuck. If I say it's not the same person, I'm, I'm probably racist. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, that was it. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Um, and then even when, you know, Tyrone shows up and doing his like little run around, like, corners and stuff but he was standing there and she's like he's like you right there you don't see him yeah like, no when she you, sees him she's yeah, like i don't see him. I don't what see are you anything. talking about yeah but like, it's, it's funny though because as a ghost the way he was running behind some of those corners like i'm just like you, you look like naruto running like that <laughs> like he's got his arms behind him like, <laughs> like what kind of ghost would run like that <laughs> but but still it was it was interesting that the plan they put together in the same episode worked um, it's just funny how conveniently when he comes up with this plan, that's when he also gets his cloak, and now he's able to master his powers. And, and, that's and, what we were waiting for for the comic. yeah. But at the same time, how does he know? He's like, I think if I wear this, I can control my powers. How do you know that? Because his father, or not his father, his father's friend said that wearing a cloak is like a hug, Michael. <laughs> and a hug means mastering your powers. I don't know, but, <laughs> but that line, like, I I got where they were going because they wanted to make it seem like the cloak is a extension of his relationship with his brother. You know what I mean? So, like, that the cloak... Wearing the cloak is, like, symbolically, like, his brother being with him. I get it. But the line... No, yeah, I get it. But I'm the just line, like... The, the cloak, but the logic of figuring out... I, for me, I bump against the line. Just the fact that wearing a cloak is, like, like being hugged. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> a cape? That's just an attached thing to your shirt. But a cloak, that hugs you. I'm like, all right, guys. <laughs> I get what you're saying, but it's a little heavy-handed. Um, but, yeah, just him being like... I think this is going to master my abilities. I get why it does. No, yeah, I get why it does. I'm not saying that. It's but just, he didn't do enough to connect it. Yeah, the logic of how he figured that out. Yeah. It's just like, uh, all right, all right. Even just the scene of him like putting it on and mastering it, that like putting it on, thinking of his brother, and then it happening, that'd be better than just going, I think this will make me master my powers. Yeah. <laughs> and then it does. But whatever, it's it's okay. We, we, we finally get cloak and a cloak, so I'm not gonna complain too much. Uh-huh. Um, but what I thought was, I wonder if he's gonna be able to suck people in the dark dimension. Maybe at some point. I feel like you're gonna build to that because now that he's mastered his powers, now he can like start building on his powers, kind of like how Tandy did with the throwing the dagger thing. And uh-huh. we saw this episode that it she did keep that. Yeah. Like from the last episode where she learned it in like Pardon the me, I'm just time like, world. How sharp are these fucking daggers? It seemed like they're cutting through. It. Bro, where she cut through that steel girder? Yeah, I was like, are these adamantium claws? Like, what's going on? Because it's one thing to like, let's say you cut through even steel with it, but she swiped it and it was like a thick girder. How did it extend through the entire girder to make it actually buckle? 
Like, there's a little dagger. It's not some, a sword. Some strong-ass daggers. It's not a sword. Like, <laughs> Or maybe it is. I don't know. Well, whatever. But she, she, unlike Tyrone, she doesn't get the victory over the Roxxon president guy. She just threatens him. Um, and but she wants what she wants to do is clear her father's name, uh, but she uh, she has, she's an option between getting a bribe and having him bury it, but she gets money for it, or outing him and then having uh, her her father's name cleared. And I like the fact that at the end of the episode, when Tyrone asked her about that, she's like, "It's not about the money. Like I'd rather have my father's name cleared." But then when they hold hands in that little ceremony with her mother. Finds out father wasn't as perfect as she thought. And as soon as she's in that, like, uh, well, early in the episode, the president, before she leaves, says, like, you think your father was, like, a good man? Like, yeah, do you, know, you don't like, know. You don't know him. Like, what you really, like, what you really think your father was? Like, in that moment, I was like, what, is, what does he mean by that? Is as soon as they went like to that villain? world and they showed the mother, I was like, oh, shit. Abusive. Yeah, he beats his, as, yeah. as soon as they showed, and I love the, the... The imagery, the imagery of all these like um, internal mind scenes, because I think that's such a perfect analogy of the mother watching a, like the, a movie theater screen of like this perfect life that she's kind of like crafted for the sake of her daughter. Because the only reason I guess it's not been revealed to her, her daughter is just for her sake, because mm-hmm. she knows she's just keeping it a secret. But her watching that like perfect like rerun of that moment with her father, and then the 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 projection flickering out. And then Tandy cuts through that projection screen in the theater, and then behind it is the reality. It's the truth, yeah. Yeah, and it's a, the same scene, but instead of like, oh, I love you, here's your coffee. Like, he turns around because she spills coffee on his like his work or whatever, and he slaps her. Like, I was like, I knew it before, but having them show it, and then having it be like a dark revelation for Tandy. And then when they come out of that, that, that premonition or whatever... And her mother goes to like touch her, and she like she like, shirks back just because she doesn't know how to deal with that information yet. The fact that at by the end, she does take the money rather than clear her father's name. Uh-huh. I'm like, damn, son. Like what a what a 180. Yeah, I mean, can can you blame her though? No, I can't blame her at all. But like, that's interesting that we took her father off a pedestal when in the, even the beginning of the episode you saw how much she cared about her father. When he was just like, Yo, you gotta be the best ballerina ever. Do it for your daddy. I love you. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But then it's like, fuck, you were actually a dick. And like, and then the fact that her mother's doing these things in remembrance of him, completely biting her tongue just for sake of her daughter's memory of him. Mm-hmm. And it also makes sense now why her mother is kind of fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Because that, I mean, that takes a toll. Like, you, you were kind of on Tandy's side in the beginning of this series when she was talking about how fucked up her mother is and, like, how she's been a terrible mom and and how she's been fucking dude, like, going from dude to dude, basically, after her father. But it's like, yeah, she's trying to move on from an abusive relationship. You know what I mean? To see that other side of it, I thought was a really interesting and, like, very complex way to approach their relationship. How is that going to affect things moving forward? You know what I mean? Like, how, what's that going to do to her motivation? Tanny's motivation for wanting revenge. Yeah. I'm sure at some point she's going to turn around and still want to clear her father's name just for the sake of it. But so far she's like, nah, with that fucking money. Fuck yeah. Me. Like, you know what? I'll change my mind. Turns out he's a dick. So I want, my, nah, I want that showed, money. She showed up at Tyrone's house and stole her mother's, uh, his mother's rock song. As soon as she showed up, I was like, she probably, she wants something. Mm. And she stole a badge. Yeah. It's like, 
fucking bitch. <laughs> and it's so funny that before this podcast, you didn't know what the term fridging was. No. But then they, they literally, yeah, they do literally that. did it in this episode. But they flipped they, instead of the woman being fridged. It's the man. It's the man. And it's the man. And again, like the show keeps layering things, like keeps adding layers to its characters and like the, like what it presents to you in the show. Because when they first showed the female cop fucking that other cop, I think I even said in the podcast like, oh, she's promiscuous and stuff like that. But it's like, no, she actually was developing feelings for this guy. Actually, by the end of this episode was going to be in a relationship with him. Mm-hmm. Like, and it was, they, their dynamic was even cute, about like, uh, these are like girlfriend pancakes or muffins, or whatever you made for her. Yeah. Girlfriend flapjacks. It's like, I'm your girlfriend? He's like, well, you're eating the pancakes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I like him. And then he helps her bust the corrupt cop and everything. And there's that moment where the corrupt cop kind of looks at him and looks at her while he's in the precinct being arrested. And then, I, I didn't really put it together until she walks into that house at the end, and she's like, hey, Boyfriend whom I love now, where are you? Because I'm so happy. I'm like, oh, yeah. As soon as she's like calling into like, hey, are you home? I'm like, something happened to oh, him. Oh no! But then I'm when like, she he's turned, dead. Yeah, but I didn't know he's gonna be in the refrigerator Me either. <laughs> so when she like starts walking to the fridge, I was like, did they fridge him? Which I'm like, you know, they did that on purpose. It has to be reference to the comic. Yeah, so definitely a reference to the Green Lantern, the Green Lantern comic. Yeah, and she opens that door. That's what happened to Kyle Kyle Rayner. This was a a solid more than passable for me, but that ending perfect vision like that i would give this episode a perfect vision for that because i did not see that coming at all couple of that with the other good things in the show that i thought were strong like the the most superhero moment which was tyrone versus that corrupt cop pulling a batman in that uh pier dock area whatever it was mm-hmm. um like this is like this this is what i want the show to be not only is it thought-provoking not only does it have superhero elements but then when it needs to be, it can get dark. And it, yeah, it does... I really, I really like this episode a lot. I, yeah. I would get a per- perfect vision as well. Same. Yeah. Okay. It is. It wasn't just. It wasn't just the ending. The ending kind of made it stronger. But it was everything that was going on with this episode, like the whole Tyrone. I think I was close to perfect vision before that ending, but that nail, I put the nail in the coffin for the perfect vision. I'm just like, yo, that was. Dark. And you know that it had to have come from like his uncle, because he mentioned his uncle was the one that helped him cover up Billy's death. But so I thought, I'm, I'm assuming the uncle is the one that killed the cop. Wait, I thought he died. What? Wait, who was the who was the black? What, what was the? Oh, that was just his friend. What are you talking about? Who's the uncle? I'm talking about the cop's uncle, the 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 corrupt cop. He mentioned oh, during the, oh, during okay. the confession. He mentioned my uncle is the one that helped me cover you up and all other stuff. Okay, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. He's got to have some kind of connections for him to be so prolific as a drug lord or whatever he's doing. But yeah, I'm excited to see where it's going to go from here. So Tyrone need to fuck up that uncle. Yeah. And now they have both their powers in like full, like full superhero mode. Now I'm I'm taking on gangs. I'm wondering what else I'm like, I'm like, is that all she can do? Just throw her daggers. Like, can she do more with the light powers? (laughs) (laughs) Before this, we didn't even know she could throw the dagger. We thought she could just use it. I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Because I'm like, unless, because to me, it runs into the same problem with like Wolverine. It's like, you got Wolver- you got claws and you're not killing people. What's the point of them fucking claws? If like, she's not going to kill, because you know, I doubt she's going to kill people. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if you're not going to kill anybody, what the fuck is the point of the dagger? Stab the shit out of people. <laughs> Stabby stab. Yeah. Shake, 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 shake. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's move on. Let's get into Flash War. 
the final issue, the conclusion to the epic multi-part Barry Allen versus Wally West showdown in the comics. Whoa! What was that? <laughs> the Speed Force. <laughs> sure, it wasn't the Sage Force or or the Sage or what was it? Sage Force, the Strength, strength force. force, and the Still Force. Well, the Still Force didn't come come in. No, to, we didn't get to see it. No, that's Justice League. Was it already in Justice League? It's, it's, they're, 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 they're dealing with the Steel Force right now in Justice League. And what does it do? Makes you still. I don't know. <laughs> really? I was like, is, is that it? <laughs> I'm so still. I don't know. I don't know what it does. But supposedly it's one of the most powerful of all the forces. It's fucking sense. <laughs> None of these forces things make any fucking sense. It doesn't. It's just, it's just like a really good excuse to be like, hey, Barry, you could be a god if you just don't feel like it. <laughs> like, you're already so fast, you can break time and space and the fabric of reality. But no, guess not, what? Not Barry. Wally. They confirmed Wally is faster. Well, way to spoil the ending, Michael, but yes, <laughs> that is the conclusion of this. It's now definitive. Oh, at the end, Barry also says he needs to get faster, so who the fuck knows? Jeff Johns fucking loves that character, so he... Well, he's not writing them, so... Like, watch, when he comes back, <laughs> when he, Jeff Johns writes any Flash comic, you know it's gonna be, and now he's gotten a new power, or he makes him even faster than yeah. Wally. But yeah, right now, they end the they ended this issue with Wally being definitively faster. He was the only one able to catch up with Hunter Zalman with all these crazy force powers going on. And then they even bring back the weird time seizure he was having in the first issue of this Flash War thing. That uh-huh. he was having memories come back just spontaneously. Somehow he's able to weaponize that and, and touch Hunter Zalman and somehow... That disrupted he's, his connection to the hyper time. He's become cloak and dagger. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like before that, first of all, he hasn't had one of those seizures since the very first issue that this started happening. Like this whole event started. But then it's like all of a sudden he can weaponize it. It's like I know that seizures are random, but if you wep- if you use your seizure against him, it's like that's not how a seizure works. I can't just no. have it when I want to. <laughs> Apparently, you can. Just th- <laughs> just think real hard. Think real hard about your family that you miss. And then he's able to grab Hunter Zolomon out of the hyper-time world, which I guess is what connects the Speed Force to the ability to time travel, because in breaking that, now no yeah. one can time travel anymore. Yeah, which I find strange. Which is really just, I think it's just the writer's way to be like, look, if we keep these people with the ability to just run through time at any point, like that, it breaks so many plots. So you got to take that away from them. But I'm just like, so if somebody creates a time machine, is it not going to work? Or is it just specifically speedsters? No, they said, every, they said well, I guess they said by running or by using the um, the tr- cosmic treadmill. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's just, no, it can't be just speedsters. Speed, oh, yeah, because that guy, he's stuck in yeah, um, Citizen Cole. Citizen Cole from the future. So it just time travel in general just does not work anymore after this flash war ends. Until it does. <laughs> until it does. Basically, until it does. Until the plot deems that it can be used again. But I mean, it was a pretty interesting final issue just with Hunter Zalman in a flash suit. It was confusing though, because you can only really tell who was who by like the eye color or by Wally's different colored emblem. That's really it. Well, Wally has his hair showing. Yeah, that too. I mean, the his hair. And Hunter Zalman's eye color as opposed to Barry. There's nuances in the suit, like the electric lines aren't in the classic Flash suit that Zuman's wearing, but sometimes I was like, who's who? What the fuck? <laughs> but like, you know, they had a final battle. It's, I don't know, you're, you're watching people at least, run. At least I, was, I will say, at least they, uh, Kid Flash has gotten faster. 
fast enough just to run through time to save their all like save his life conveniently. Yeah, but he's never done that before, so at least oh he's getting developed. Yay! Yay, black people! Yay, black people was a complete afterthought. Nobody gives a fuck about Wallace. <laughs> <laughs> he's not even Wallace anymore. They he don't, lost it. He, he doesn't have a toy. No, he's fucking. Keith Keenan Lonsdale has a Kid Flash toy, but I want a comic book version with the little lightning bolt in his hair. Yeah, like how many <laughs> Iron Man toys and Captain America toys and Wolverine toys do we have? Could I get a Kid? No, even he's pissed off at Barry. Like you don't give a fuck about us. You just left. <laughs> yeah. You left me and Iris to deal with our own shit by ourselves. Barry's a terrible mentor. <laughs> fucking terrible. And he's, Barry's talking about him hanging out with Damien being a bad influence. I'm like, no, you're just a fucking shitty mentor, dude. <laughs> Batman's a ba- Batman's a better mentor than you, Barry. Yeah. What does that say about <laughs> you? <laughs> the man has no emotions and he's better at being a mentor. He is. <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. Um, but yeah, they, they're able to overpower him even though he has this, the mind blast of the sage force and the, and the I can grab rocks and make them fist power of the strength force. I don't know. I don't think he grabbed. I think his arm just became like the thing, basically. Is that what is happening? That's what it looked like. That's fucking stupid. But then, yet he's talking about how does that work? But he's talking about these abilities making him stronger. And he's looking at Superman when he's saying it. But he's like, these abilities could make you stronger than anyone. They should. They should have been looking at you as their master. That's how strong you could be. But it's like, but yet with all that power and all that mind power, they say if really if the Flash really wanted to cut loose, nobody could stop him. They always say that though. But the thing is, like Hunter Zalman had the strength force and the sage force and the speed force, and he was hitting Wally and Barry with that, and that didn't didn't beat them. So it's like, how Wally, strong is it? Because Wally's stronger, <laughs> not physically stronger. <laughs> so it's like, what? if you got mind powers, like if you can you can outrun the mind powers. I don't know. <laughs> it's fucking stupid. <laughs> I don't know. It's always it gets to a point in Flash comics. This is why I think something like the Flash works better in like a something in like a moving medium like a tv show or animation because like it's it's hard to feel engaged in fight scenes in a flash comic because it's all about running and speed but they're all still frames like you know what i mean it's always like the still force yeah, yeah the comic is the still force <laughs> and before hunter's Zalman can get the still force or get access to the still force that's when wally hits him with the brain blast and it takes him out i think the Problem. The problem with the Flash comics is like, it seems like everything that he has to overcome. And it's not to say I dislike the Flash. I love the Flash, but like, every problem that he has to overcome is always I have to run faster. It's like Dragon Ball. I have to get stronger. I have to get stronger, and eventually, like, you're so strong that not even gods could take. It's like, yeah, come- man, you got run death. You can you run so fast you break the fabric of reality. Yeah, so like- it's like at some point it's like. How 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 is there gonna be a threat against you if you can run so fast? Until someone reminds you that you can run faster. But then you have him go against like you have him run so fast that he can run faster than teleportation. But then like the next issue, he's fighting Captain Cold again, and Captain Cold's able to freeze. It's like it doesn't work in any team up ever. Like in Teen Titans, Justice League, it never makes sense when the Flash is like not doing everything. He's the he's so fast he can literally do everything simultaneously. Yeah. Kid, I mean, Wally West... That happened, yeah, at some point, where he ran so fast that he was literally everywhere on yeah. Earth at one point. That happened with Wally West in the new Rebirth arc. Like, he saved all the Titans from different corners of the of the globe almost... It was so fast, it was almost simultaneous. And, and yet, people will kind of, like, trip him and shit. <laughs> like, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't. And then it's like, someone's like, yo, Wally, you gotta run faster, dog. What? But I can't run faster. 
Yeah, you, you can. Yeah, you can. <laughs> <laughs> Think about your family. Oh, you're right. It's like you weren't thinking about your family before. Like, you gotta understand. That's why I mentioned the problem with like giving superheroes. Even in Marvel, it's like they need to cap cap the powers because like if you got somebody like Phoenix, Jean Grey, who's literally a god who can do anything, but then you got somebody like Magneto that can take her out and kill her. It's like it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. But then the 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 issue ends with. Wally West and Barry Allen end up back in the main timeline. Zoom's disappeared. He's not dead. He just somehow disappeared in the confusion of hyper time being destroyed or whatever. Um, and it seemed like they were going to work together, but Wally runs off by himself. So I don't know if he's going to end up back in the Teen Titans book, if he's going to be MIA I'm for a while. I'm assuming so, because he doesn't have his own book. Yeah. But he just runs off like, no, I'm not like you, Barry. I'm not going to take a break. I'm going to keep running. I yeah. always run. <laughs> I mean, he says he needs to find his family. So I mean, I get it. You and got, then, if you remember a wife and kid, wife and kid out there somewhere, and you don't have them, you're gonna try to get them. Yeah, yeah. And then at the end, I mean, the big development though is their running did do something. It opened up a way for Impulse to come back. Bart Allen. Yeah, Bart Allen. Like classic Bart Allen from mm-hmm. before New Fifty Two. Yeah. So it's like, um, what? I'm glad to see Bart back, but then I'm like, ah, you're going to get rid of Kid Flash. <laughs> like, exactly. Like, Kid Flash is barely important right now. You're going to bring in a fan favorite who's a basically Kid Flash character. Uh huh. Like, more of a kid than Kid Flash is right now, but more important within the grand scheme of things. Yeah. I was like, ugh. <laughs> just kill him. Just kill Black Wally. You know what's going to happen. <laughs> like, <laughs> something's going to happen where he's just going to sacrifice himself or run into the Speed Force, never be heard from him again. Yeah, he's going to get trapped. It's his turn to get trapped in the Speed Force. Now. <laughs> exactly. I'm waiting for it to happen. And then um, the, the, the big, uh, what's it called? Cliffhanger of the, the issue is they cut back to the 21st century or whatever. The 25th century, I mean. And the. What are they called? The Renegades? The Rogues? Of the, the, renegade, the Renegades. Yeah, the Renegades. Uh, and I love... I love Rogues is the present. Renegades is the future. Yeah, the Renegades. I, I love and hate. I, I say love facetiously. But I love in comics when they speak in exposition, catching the, the reader up on what's been happening. So it just comes off as the most like unrealistic dialogue you could possibly have with somebody. Like, because when it starts with the Renegades, they are basically recapping where they've been and what happened to make them come back in the first place. Like, well, good thing we weren't destroyed in that time when time was rewritten and we came back. <laughs> it's like, who talks like this before they go investigate something? <laughs> but then they go to apparently the only, there's only one person in that prison that Eubard made in the future. And they don't reveal who it is, but the, the tag on it is like Final Crisis or something. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And then they're instantly erased by whoever comes out of that prison, whoever breaks out. I don't... Do you have any idea who that is? No. I mean... Maybe I, the Black Racer or whatever? I felt a little bit bad for them. I was like... Because <laughs> it was literally... They are literally talking about like, oh yeah, we didn't die. Good thing we survived that incredible time erasure thing. Oh no, we're being erased! <laughs> I was like, why bring it back then? <laughs> uh, I don't know. The Black the black Racer, maybe? Maybe. If they didn't... If he didn't seem sinister... I would have said that was Dr. Manhattan just from the way they were erased. No, because why would he be in prison in the future? I don't know. Eobard thought and put him there, so didn't they have an encounter? They did. But the, but the but reverse Flash got killed. He, they, they had an encounter, but Eobard, I mean, uh, Dr. Manhattan killed him. Yeah, un- until he didn't and then came back for Iris to kill him? 
I don't know. He's always dying. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't. I don't even know what they're teasing with that. So it's like, okay, Final Crisis. I guess probably the thing that whatever, however Barry Allen died in Final Crisis. Didn't Barry Allen die in Final... Wait, is it Final Crisis that he died in? No, it was Infinite Crisis that he died in. He died in one of them fucking crises. <laughs> I don't know. In Infinite Crisis, he died, which is that fucking poetic death like, where he should have stayed dead. The Barry Allen becomes the lightning bolt that made him the Flash in the first place. Like, he runs so fast that he becomes that lightning bolt and goes through time, and he becomes the lightning bolt that made him the Flash. Like, that, that was like the, like, if you're going to end the Flash's story, that was it. But then, Jeff Johns. <laughs> so, who knows? I don't know. No. I thought maybe you being the comic book geek, you would have some information for me, but I guess not. No, I don't know. You have failed this city. <laughs> da, 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 da. What would you rate Flash War, though? Overall, I would give it a more than passable. Yeah, I give it the more whole, passable, the whole, too. The whole is serious issue. Yeah, I mean, like, I the Bendis Man of Steel. <laughs> yeah, unlike that. But I mean, at least they did give me one thing I definitely wanted, which was the definitive fact that Wally West is faster than Barry Allen now. So there's that. I like that they like, my name is Barry Allen, and I am not the fastest man alive. So why am I still here? <laughs> why am I still a character, Jeff Johns? Why am I still leading my own comic? <laughs> exactly. Anyway. All right. That's all we got for comic news. Um, I'm like, Wally should have his own book. I mean, fucking should. We could segue into San Diego Comic-Con news, but first, we have emails. Mail time. Mail time. The mail's here. Come on. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. Chi mails. What? <laughs> Females. What about G mails? I don't know. I'm just saying everything that's this mail. <laughs> oh, what? Well, our first email is from Brad. It's from Bradley Klaus. Um, Bradley has been trying to leave a review for like the last four weeks, and either I've forgotten to read it or it's been on iTunes and been erased. So now Bradley finally gets his time to speak. Uh, Bradley says, uh, "Hopefully this week my review gets on the podcast." Uh. Anyway, this week's Cloak and Dagger brought it out of its slump. Uh, I really love this episode. It was something different that worked. I love to see Tandy and Tyrone work together. Oh, this is from last week, so he's talking about the um, the the loop episode. Uh-huh. And that emotional scene with Tandy realizing it's not her dad, and then the tape recorder. Man, episode seven, correct me if I'm wrong, brought the life back in the Cloak and Dagger because it has kind of been in a slump for two, three episodes. I agree with that 100%. Not that they weren't good, but they weren't episodes one to four amazing. I give it a perfect vision. So I waited a week to listen to the podcast because I couldn't see Ant-Man and the Wasp for a week. After the wait and the internet surprisingly not spoiling it for me, that is surprising, I can say I really enjoyed it. Definitely more than the first for me. Lewis was unnecessary and the film did feel like it dragged in areas for a bit, but it was still really good. I give it a more than passable. Uh, Or a high more than passable. Randall Park's character, Agent Wu, was my favorite, other than the main characters, obviously. Also, Scott's ex-wife had a joke that wasn't really funny, like it got a chuckle from me. Uh, the first time she kept doing it, it got annoying. Marvel has a tendency to drag jokes. That post credit scene had me in shock. Yeah, he's just giving a full review of A-Man and the Wasp. Uh, like, I just kept asking, how is he getting out? Because he doesn't have the regulator from his first suit. 
That's how he got out in the first one. I don't know how his new suit works, but I'm pretty sure he can't do that. And none of the Avengers think about him at all. (laughs) That's a funny way of putting it. (laughs) Uh, So they won't be looking for him. It's crazy, man. I'm going to try and avoid Avengers 4 trailers, so then I'm shocked in the theaters. Yeah, good luck with that. I did it with The Last Jedi, and I really liked it because I had no expectations or theories, so I was a blank canvas. I want to do it again, and why not with Avengers 4? Okay, I'm going to skip ahead a little bit because it's a lot. Um, I'm talking about Spring of Tears, Avengers 4, obviously, for you guys, Game of Thrones. I'm too young to watch that, lol. But what will have me in tears is Shazam because I can't fucking wait for that movie to come out. He's my favorite DC character other than Wally, Dick, and Tim. I've been waiting for so long for this movie. And if you look at my page, Life's Nerdy, uh, oh, at Life's Nerdy, LOL, so plug. I milked that image from EW. Imagine me with the trailer. I'm going to become a Shazam page and no longer a news page. Uh, oh, and I probably shouldn't mention this and I won't say anything else other than what I'll say here. My friend saw the early screening of Into the Spider-Verse, and of course I asked questions, so I have info that I cannot and will not release or tell anyone, even you guys, but what I can say is that the film has a good balance of Miles' story and Spider-Verse. I know that's Jordan's worry. Actually, that's more no, like that's more, worry. That was more my worry. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have faith that they're going to balance it. Uh, and to keep you guys calm, from what I heard, Cage is good for the role of noir. Oh, that's good. So, just to ease you guys from the Spider-Verse news from the last podcast. Anyways, that's all I have to say for this week. Stay nerdy, my blurdies. Also, I couldn't stop saying that after that post credit scene. That's the patience of this movie, lol. Oh, yeah. with the I told you that was like the Captain America moment with the ant. Mm. It was a big F you. Both were just a big F you to the audience. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll concede that point. Uh, but I do like it because it shows the world right after slash during the snap. It's in chaos. News warnings on TV, etc. I was expecting the ant to fade away, but he didn't. But whatever, <laughs> lol. <laughs> that would have been dark. As a, if, the, if the ant like, did like a little like drum rift and then disappeared and the, ch- and the sticks fell, that'd be the darkest... <laughs> Oh, even the ant though. <laughs> Come on, Thanos. I would have liked that. I would have liked that. Would have been better for me. Oh, you're a dark man. If the ant disappeared. <laughs> All right. Well, next email comes from John Rainey. Did you guys hear about the Shuri solo comic coming out in October? It's going to be written by Nettie Akorafor. Akorafor. Everybody's who's written... killing my news. Oh, it's gonna be a new section. Well, he's heard of it. So, <laughs> uh, who's written Black Panther before? I think it should be cool. I think it would be cool if you guys review Shuri and Static Shock as each each, as oh, yes, each issue. I was going to say, Jordan doesn't know anything. I know everything. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I let you be the news guy, okay? Otherwise, I'd be super informed about everything. Because I usually get messages. No, People send me like, hey, did you see this trailer? Yeah, I saw. I already know about it. Did you see this? Yeah, I already know about it. Did you see this? Yeah, I already know about it. <laughs> Yeah, if you want to tell somebody, like, have you heard about something, send it to me, because I don't, I don't listen to nothing. <laughs> you got hundreds of DMs, you don't respond. That's true. <laughs> That's also true. If you, if it, you know what, I'm going to make a point. If you say you listen to the podcast and hit me up on, in my DMs, I will make it a point to try and respond to you. Which, funny enough, look at this. Juan Rojas literally just sent me a message about the Flash trailer. I'm like, yeah, I saw it already. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it'd be cool if you guys review Shuri and Static Shock as each issue came out. They're both popular characters amongst the Blur community and seem promising. I just hope they don't ignore her magic powers 
and she gained in the mo wait what they don't ignore her magic powers that she gained in the most recent Black Panther series by Tallahassee Coates. Oh yeah, she has. Who's also writing Captain America and Black Man? Writing she has Captain like America. Woo! she has like a lot of mystical powers now. Like she could turn herself into a flock of birds and what? She can uh, like make a hold on. Let me look. It's like she has a ghost form or some shit. What? What? She she can do a whole lot of shit now. She can uh hold up. Let me look it up. Because I, I, I just looked it up the other day. I was like, what the fuck is going on with Shuri? I haven't read the Tallahassee Code to run, so I had no idea Me that either. she's now magical. But yeah, uh, let's see. Here it is. Wait. Oh yeah, here it is. She, uh, Shuri returned from her... Because she, she died or whatever... But she, instead of her spirit going to heaven or whatever that case may be, she went to some mystical plane called the Dajalia. And it gave her anamorphism. Shuri is capable of transforming her body into an entire flock of blackbirds or a single enormous one. She also has enhanced durability, uh, able to recover from energy blasts with surprising speed. She also has the ability to move from one location to another with the speed of a cheetah. She has stone form. Oh, oh. Which she can turn her body and clothes into flexible rock-like material, which can be barely dented by gunfire. And Sherry has shown the ability to raise an army of deceased Wakandan warriors Whoa. to assist her in battle. Yo, she's pretty OP. Yeah. Why isn't she Black Panther again? Because <laughs> her brother's Black Panther. What she, the she's, hell? She's more powerful than Black Panther. Far more powerful. Her powers are ridiculous now. She's God Panther. <laughs> What the hell? Yeah, and she still has her, and she still has her Black Panther, like strength she, and stuff. Yeah, yo, <laughs> come on! Of course she should have a comic. She should be Black Panther at this point. She's got more abilities than him. But she's not the king. <laughs> That's all she's not. <laughs> but yeah, she's the queen of the dead, like him. Apparently, yeah. Can he? Can he? He can't actually raise the dead, though. He can speak to them. He can speak to them. Fuck out of here. <laughs> I love Shuri, but Jesus. All right. Um. Let's see. John goes on to say. I'm like, by I have a feeling she might not keep that. I don't know. I feel like that's a bit. That's much. too OP. I feel like that's a bit much. That is a bit much. Um. Let's see. John goes on to say. By the way, I haven't read much of Captain America at all, and I don't know if it's because a minority is writing it, but the first issue of his new series was amazing. Very. That's how he coats, right? Uh, what? Captain America. Yeah. Yeah. Very good writing about Steve questioning the colors he wears and the flag he represents. I recommend you guys read the first issue. You can, uh... I did. I read the first issue. It's pretty good. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. Let me check it out. Would you read it? Bear in mind, we're coming off of Nazi Captain America, so I feel like anything that's not that should get perfect vision. <laughs> well, I feel like... This issue more so than the other runs of Captain America after Secret Wars, they the Tanahasi cults coming from a political background. I think he addresses this a little more than the other. Like I think Nick Spencer and the other guy that wrote Captain America after it, they pretty much tried to ignore the Steve Rogers being be, becoming a Nazi. Tanahasi cults addresses it. Okay. I don't know if you saw my mouth just go agape. Just yeah, now. I was just like, what's going on? Because I'm reading the I, next I, email. I'll probably give it a high more than passable. Oh, okay. I mean, why well, not? A high passable. High passable. Okay. Yeah. I'll check it out. Um, now, my mouth was agape because I'm reading Stephen Weathers' email here. 
Uh, is it bad? <laughs> it's just long as hell. And oh. then, and you know it's long, Steven, because it you literally put, no, calm down, Jordan. This message isn't even that long, haha. It is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven, eight paragraphs. That's an essay. <laughs> How is it not that long, Stephen? <laughs> or Stefan, actually. It's Stefan Weathers, I think. S-T-E-F-A-N. What is the abridged? S- summarize. Oh, Seven paragraphs. <laughs> I get we have long podcasts, guys, but reading an email that's seven paragraphs long, that's like going into the six-hour territory. Denzel went full plus ultra. What's up, Blurs? This is Stefan once again. Oh, remember the pronunciation is Steve Urkel's alter ego, Stefan Urkel. Yeah. Sending some love your your use-all's way. What? Sending some love your way. The podcast remains a perfect vision, even if I disagree with you guys 50% of the time. (laughs) All these hard numbers. (laughs) Uh, so then he tells me it's not that long, but okay, here, here we go. But anyway, as a person who saw Sorry to Bother You and Skyscraper in the same weekend before your last podcast aired, you definitely should have seen the former. So Sorry to Bother You. Yeah, definitely that. Sorry to Bother You was a brilliant movie. It's literally in the top five of movies I've seen in 2018. I hope you guys did catch it and will review it this week. We did not. (laughs) We didn't even watch the the one movie we said we were going to watch. Well, you did. I said we. <laughs> we are together. <laughs> Is it though? <laughs> Additionally, you haven't uh, you haven't made mention of it, but I recommended I recommend that you all review the Equalizer two. If you were a fan of the first one like me, I wasn't really. You'll love the second installment. It definitely had a lot more heart, with plenty of moments for Jordan to cry. Ooh, now I'm interested. <laughs> what are you I didn't see the first one, but the people that have seen this, I mean, they said it was good. It was just that the story was a little... The action w- w- is what made the movie great, but yeah. the story was a little lacking. I heard this was like better than the first one, though. No, I, For people that liked I, it. I like I said, I didn't, see, I didn't see the first. So. Oh, you didn't see the first one at all? No. Oh, okay. Um, very generic. But I am, inter- am kind of interested. Mm. My brother was like, oh, that's one of my favorite movies. You didn't see the Equalizer? Really? Yeah. I think people just love Denzel so much. That's why. <laughs> and seeing Denzel beat the shit out of people... It's very cathartic for a Denzel fan. Uh, And I was in theater like, we just got a better Batman on screen than what DC slash Warner Brother has produced in recent years. Really? Okay. What's the phrase? Um, uh, You had my interest before, but now you have my attention. You say piqued your interest? Yeah. No, from Django. I Uh, didn't see that either. You didn't see Django and Shane? Get the fuck out of this pocket. (laughs) I have have the Blu-ray. (laughs) <laughs> uh, he's a superhero without a mask or anti-hero because he kills there is one scene in particular that if you watch that movie you'll think to yourself wait is this man Batman all of a sudden lol uh, I'm almost caught up with My Hero Academia as I just watched the All Might versus All for One fight man All Might really is a better Superman than the Superman that has been pushed by DC recently <laughs> co-signed this show and One Punch Man were the great anime recommendations that your podcast has given me thumbs up for that Lastly, I just want to know what are you all's top five superhero movies of all time? I might have to think about yeah, that. Yeah, that's weighted, man. Let's see what he says. His his list is one, The Dark Knight. Uh, goes without saying. Two, Black Panther. This movie did so much perfectly. It's a reason he has the highest Rotten Tomato score of all superhero movies. It does? Does it? Black Panther has a higher Rotten Tomato score than The Dark Knight? Wow. 
I don't know. I don't think he deserves it. <laughs> and I love me some Black Panther. I'm just saying. Uh, three, Captain America Civil War. It was a dream come true. Four, Avengers Infinity War. Love this movie for being a big comic book crossover. Come to life in the big screen. But don't try to make me relate to anyone that wants to commit genocide. Everyone, oh, he means Thanos. Everyone in history had a logical rationale from their perspective for committing genocide, but they are still wrong and sick. By the way, half of all life needs evaluating as well. Haha, <laughs> it's just life that's capable of thought. Five, X-Men Days of Future Past. Wow, really? I don't even know if The Dark Knight's going to be in my top five when I think about it. The Dark Knight's not in your top five? No. It's a, I would say it's in my top ten, but it's not in my top five. Really? That's try- very surprising. I'm trying to think. Like, I can't tell you what order, but I'm like, the first Avengers, Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one, <laughs> Infinity War, uh, Thor Ragnarok, and Black Panther. Those are probably not in any particular order, but I would say those are probably my top five. But I can't tell you which is in what order. I don't think I would rank Black Panther above The Dark Knight. Would I? No, I wouldn't. Because uh, it's too black. <laughs> no. It is. Because the third act falls apart. <laughs> it's too black. No. Um. Oh, that's, that's his whole thing. Yeah, Logan's not on this list, but uh, Days of Future Past is? Interesting, man. But he says, stay nerdy, my blurdy. I'll be the same. Oh, wait, I forgot about Logan. I'll replace Thor Ragnarok with Logan. Hmm. Yeah, I have to think about it. Okay, that's, a, that's a weighty question. But I agree with a lot of your lists. Avengers, Infinity War for sure. Logan is definitely in there. Um, what about Black Panther in top five? Yeah, it's too black for me. Yep, too black. I don't, <laughs> can't relate to it. <laughs> All right, well, let's move what on. What is this movie? It takes place in Africa? What is this? A- how, do you pro- how do you pronounce this? Africa? I don't get it. <laughs> Africa? Africa? <laughs> That's some kind of avocado. I don't get it. All right, well, our next email comes from... Yo, all these... <laughs> I'm tired. It's too many long emails, guys. <laughs> What's going on? This one comes from Poet C. Artist. Remember him? Yeah. Uh, it's about Ant-Man and the Wasp. Hey, guys. I remember from your Ant-Man and the Wasp review, you guys were talking about how you had issues with Janet, didn't age in the quantum realm, and some other things about it. I did notice one particular point that it seems like you didn't notice, possibly. At the very end, when they send Scott into the quantum realm, or right before Janet mentions the things for him to watch out for, she mentions the microscopic creatures that almost ate Hank earlier, but she also mentions for him to not fall into the time holes or something like that. Uh, we didn't go in, We didn't go into the time vortexes. That's, I think, going to be the key to Avengers 4, but let's see what he has to say. Um, she mentions the microscopic... Blah, 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 blah. Uh, I can't remember the exact term she uses, but she alludes to the explanation that just because you're in the quantum realm, that doesn't necessarily mean you're outside of time, because if you were, you wouldn't be able to fall into a wormhole, basically. I don't know if you guys noticed that, but it made me think maybe the quantum realm doesn't work exactly how we work, exactly how we think it works in the MCU. Also, since everyone is taking personas in my hero, I hereby claim one of my faves, I want to be the Tokiyami of the podcast. Tell Jacob to record that. Oh, somebody already got already it. taken, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's too slow. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I mean, I see what he's trying to say here. But even 
if let's say the quantum realm doesn't exist outside of time like we thought, then it definitely doesn't make sense that she she aged. Like if if it takes place within time, granted, then she should age. But then and how she should she be survive? dead. Yeah, how <laughs> would she survive? There's no food. Was she is she eating quantum goo? Like I don't yeah, understand. There's no food. There's no water. Yeah. How how did your makeup look so good? How'd you keep your hair done? Like, there's a lot of questions. Yeah. You look really clean. Like, I'm really confused by this. You smell good. Yeah. You look like you smell. Her makeup was still fresh. Like, come on, dog. Uh, that's just a plot hole. But in terms of your their... teeth didn't fall out from not brushing your teeth. Exactly. You like a perfect smile. I don't get this. But um, the fact that there were things that they they do mention there being time vortexes that he can possibly fall into. And if he did fall into those time vortexes, they couldn't save him. Now, what I think, and I've seen a lot of specula- speculation of this online. I don't remember that. It's literally one line. In the same breath, she says, watch out for those giant microscopic things. She also says, don't fall into a time vortex because if you do, then you again, then You saw the movie twice, right? I only saw it once. Yeah. It's, it's quick. It's like literally in the same sentence she mentions both those things. It's like a throwaway line. But... If it does come back, that would explain why in Avengers 4, in those set photos, we see Ant-Man with the original Avengers. You know what I'm saying? Of all, It's it's him, Tony Stark, and it looks like Captain America in his original Captain America outfit in the Battle for New York moment in Avengers. Mm-hmm. So maybe Ant-Man is like the key to saving everybody from Thanos. Maybe. Maybe he... Like, what if he falls into a time vortex in, you know, post-Thanos snap? But then in the beginning of Avengers 4, let's say it's... And I think in the other podcast, we're also arguing about like the timetable of like when Avengers 4 is going to take place. Robert Downey Jr.'s hair is gray. So it's going to be at least 10 to 15 years. Especially with what's-her-name being aged up. Um, his daughter. Cassie. Yeah. Cassie. Stature. She's like 12 or whatever now. 10. She's going to be like a teenager. A late teenager. Early 20s as Stature. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely going to be at least a 10 to 15 year jump. What if Ant-Man pops into the future? Like, he, he just appears in that 10 to 15 year future timeline. And then he finds the older Tony Stark. And then that's what is able to get them back into the the, the time stream. Because now he knows, he knows what the time vortex is. And with his help, maybe they go back in time to the Battle of New York to warn their past selves to stop Thanos before the snap happens. Maybe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's yeah, so I was like, what is going on? Jordan pissed off the cat. He's like, I disagree with your theory. No, she's weird. She's she's holding my that's weird. She's holding my underwear in her mouth. And it's just like, wow. My cat's weird. She grabs my socks and stuff and will carry them around. Like trying to get you to play with her. She's fucking crazy. But yeah, so that's the theory for Avengers 4. Possible? Yeah. Dun 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 dun. That's the arrow theme song. Oh, okay. Well, I'm putting I'm putting my flag in that theory if it's right. I think I think it makes sense. Maybe. Remember, uh, Juan, where are you? Her story. Remember this episode. So when that happens in Avengers Four, I will be crowned King Prediction Head. <laughs> king Prediction Head. I don't know about that. <laughs> If you if you count if you look at a a diagram of how many predictions I predicted compared to yours, I'm like mm, you're like tiny tiny baby. No king prediction. I'd be like the Wally West. <laughs> Turn blue and run faster. Tiny 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 baby. 
Uh, next review comes from I don't have a name here, but the subject is everything is awesome. DCEU has hope. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, he says not dropping any details, just hype about the trailers. I know Michael will talk about in the news. Oh yeah, Jordan. I know you watch Naruto. Have you ever thought about watching Boruto? It's pretty good, sorta. Same story with a twist. Yeah, I've watched episodes of Boruto. I just care about Naruto though, so I wait for him to show up in episodes. <laughs> These last couple episodes were fucking great though, which I guess is recapping a movie that I didn't watch. But the fact that he, it's like Naruto and Sasuke versus like um, the god cousin of whatever that chick's name was from the end of Naruto. Oh. Actually, was freaking sick. Michael's tuned out because yep. he doesn't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, goes on to say, love the podcast. Keep up the good work. For those competing for a title uh, on the podcast, let them know I'm All Might. Man, where, where have you been? I'm All Might, mofo. <laughs> that has not passed on his power. Stay near to my blurdy. How about you be, um, what's her name? What's the girl's name? Which girl? The the girl that all my guys' powers from. <laughs> um, I don't. Nina, 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 Tom, Tomura, Tomura, yeah, something like that. Yeah, you, you can be Tomura, even though I'm pretty sure you're a guy. <laughs> Stay nerdy, my blurdy. Um, I think that's it. Yep. <laughs> Bradley just resent his email. Looks like literally as we were talking, he sent another email. Same exact email, though. Oh, I'm like saying what? Making sure that I read it. But I did read it, Bradley. So I'm one step ahead of you. All right. And with that, let's just jump into some San Diego Comic-Con news of the week. Let's get into news with Michael. Michael News. San Diego Comic-Con. Where you go to... I don't know. (laughs) What? (laughs) Oh, man, even... Sing the, the comic book corner thing when we did comic books. I'm glad. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> so, usually the first thing we talk about in news for editing purposes, because it makes things easier, are trailers. Yeah. But before we get into all oh, that. Come on. <laughs> made my life hard. Let's do some serious little namaste work and send out a little rest in peace to John Schnepp. Oh, yeah. From Collider, also the director of Superman Superman Lives, or Dead, The Death of Superman Lives, lives, What Happened. So was great. Did you see that? Did you um, watch that documentary? I didn't see it yet. It's really good. Really good. Kevin Smith is on it. Um, They got like clips of uh, Nicolas Cage talking. I've seen like the first five minutes of it, and then I got distracted. This is a thing with me. I start watching stuff, and then I get distracted. (laughs) And then I never go back to it. Honor that man and watch it. <laughs> it's I will, good. I will. So, yeah, he paid, he was in the hospital for, I think, like two weeks, and I think he had a I think he had a stroke, and then he went into a coma. And as far as I know, he never he never got out of that coma. And so his uh his his fiance and their family they they took him off life support because they said there was no point. That's so tragic. And yeah. right after the news with Kevin Smith you know, dying, or dying, whoa, whoa. Well, Kevin Smith. <laughs> Almost dying. Like, it's just crazy to me that, like, right after, like, one iconic nerd almost met the Reaper. And then it's like it passed over him and got to John Schnepp. So, rest in peace to John Schnepp. You will be missed. Rest was, in power, good sir. I used to watch, I watched Collider Heroes all the time. Yeah, I loved him on Collider whenever I would catch it. 
Like I watched the little like clips they have on YouTube. Mm-hmm. You weren't a real fan. I'm not gonna say I was a hardcore Schnepp fan, but when I I, I love the documentary, and whenever I saw him talk on Collider, he was really articulate. I tried to see him in really New York awesome Comic Con, but he he had disappeared. Like I went to his table, it was like, oh yeah, he'll be back in like ten minutes. And he's infamous. I waited for being to ten sweaty. minutes, and he never came back. He's like infamous like, for being want, sweaty or something. I want my picture, not like literally sweaty, like. <laughs> but he calls he calls like when you're getting into real deep nerd stuff. He's like he calls it sweaty nerd territory. So I'm I'm a sweaty, basically. Oh, uh, okay. Like when you start getting to like nerd thing, well, actually, this is how this is how Tony Stark's suit works. It's like uh, Nana. It's like he says that's getting super sweaty. <laughs> yeah, that's that's funny. And then the trash. I I also went on his Instagram page, just like after I heard the news, and like when you see, I that's what's so scary when you see the last thing somebody posts or talks about before something like this happens, like some tragedy. Mm-hmm. Just so innocuous, like so innocuous, just him talking about watching, like not feeling well. And he's binging a bunch of movies that he was trying to catch up on, but like I, I don't know, that 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 really got to me because it was like he was doing something that he loved right until the end. You know, well, this is the state. This is how we found out. This is the statement from his fiance Holly Payne, and she said, "It is with a broken heart that I announced the pass that I announced the passing of our beloved John Schnepp, who died peacefully on July nineteenth, two thousand eighteen." John ultimately succumbed to the effects of a massive stroke. He had a blood clot removed from his left carotid artery, but the bleeding could not be stopped. Mm. Irreparable and catastrophic damage was caused to both hemispheres and all brain activity ceased. His sister, Deborah, and I had to make the difficult decision to take him off of life support. There was no possible way for him to recover. Please understand, I spent the last hour of his life with him holding him, laying his head across his massive chest, kissing him, stroking his hair, playing his favorite songs, and telling him over and over again how much I love him. My life has been forever changed by John. I feel endlessly grateful to have shared 16 years of laughter, love, and incredible adventures together, including the making of a feature film, as well as a television series that I hope to complete and release later this year in his honor. John's mom... Miriam, his father David, his sister Deborah, and I are devastated beyond measure. We appreciate your love and support, and most importantly, your understanding of our privacy at this time as we grieve. Thank you, Holly Payne. That's beautiful. Yeah. And tragic. I feel so bad. So, yeah, so rest in peace. Peace. Rest in peace, John Schnepp. Rest in power, John Schnepp. Why do you have to up me, bitch? Oh, I was trying to up you. I was trying to compliment you. I'm trying to supplement your words. I, no, never, fuck you. Never mind. Fuck me. Oh, you're right. Anyway, go to that comic book heaven in the sky. Yeah. You happy now to get the last word? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, so I wanted to talk about the Nathan Drake fan film, but I didn't see it. So I did. Jordan saw it. Let him talk about it. So go. It's funny. I didn't play the newest Uncharted, but I did see the fan film. I mean, if you are... I play fan- any of them. You don't have a PlayStation. How did you play Uncharted? I've played Uncharted 1 through 3. How? You don't have a PlayStation. I had a PS3. Oh, you're still trash. <laughs> wow. Because <laughs> um, you but, didn't play 4. No, I didn't play 4. But that's the thing. Like... It, it, if you like Uncharted, you definitely would like this fan film. But it om- it was so accurate to the co- to the comic to the uh, to the to the game 
that it almost felt like watching an extended cutscene from the game. It's the thing, though. Like, I saw the first five minutes. It's like, you're Nathan Drake. Then I got distracted. What the fuck? Never- <laughs> What's going on with you? <laughs> you got, like, the- I was like, like, goldfish. Yeah, I was like, like <laughs> I'll, come, I'll, I'll come back to it before we got to record. Then I forgot. And as I'm pulling up the news, I'm like, fuck, I didn't watch, get to watch the, the Nathan wow. Drake thing. I mean, to the point where, like, his conversations seem straight out of cutscene. When they get to the action parts, you know, I, I could almost see the button prompts in the physical combat come up. You know who does those combos you can do? Mm-hmm. It, it felt just like that. I was like, wow, this is really accurate to the game. Um, surprisingly, the guy who plays... Um, uh, fuck. What's his name? The Nathan Fillion? Guy. Not Nathan Fillion. Older guy. Sir, Sir, Sully? Sully. It's uh, the dude from Avatar. I didn't get that. I didn't get to that part. I think, or just I think, it, I hope it is. I'm not mistaking this guy, but it doesn't fit to me. But he still did a good job with the with the role. But you know, I'm talking about the guy from Avatar, the villain. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy that was also the villain in Don't Breathe or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that movie. <laughs> that was a good movie. It was. It was a good movie. <laughs> Got weird as hell at the end, though. <laughs> no spoilers, but there are syringes and. I mean, it's not good. <laughs> I, I liked it. <laughs> Make me itchy just thinking about it. Um, Cause she got his ass back with that shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Still gross. <laughs> um, but but yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was just a thing where, but they but what they didn't do, which I thought they were gonna do, because Uncharted Four having a slightly older Drake. I thought because of Nathan Fillion's age, they would lean more into him being an older Drake, like taking place after the events of all the games that we've seen, but. I didn't really get a sense of time or place in the fan film. It made it almost made it seem like it was just an extension from Uncharted Three or Uncharted Four, but I don't, I don't know. I don't even know if they play up to his age in Uncharted Four, but I just think for somebody of Nathan Fillion's age, I think that would be smart from a writing standpoint to kind of at least mention. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like he's 47. Yeah, he's very. You're kind of old to be pulling off some of these more dynamic fighting moves. That you're I mean, doing. Denzel's in his 60s and he's an equalizer. <laughs> Yeah, but it's also, that's like, I don't know. I'm over, I'm over here trying to debate realism in an Uncharted fan film. They didn't, they didn't have any I season. I Uncharted is not realistic yeah. at all. As much as they try to pretend it's a realistic game. Yeah, because then you get to the climbing, it's, it's like, uh. And then he's fighting demons and shit. Yeah, all the skyscraper shit we are talking about before with or him like the, uh, being super strong. Or the, uh, the game developer came out and announced, like, all those times that he gets shot at, he's never been shot. So like the moments where he like the, yeah, the, the red the, the red is coming up in the screen was like looking like you're about to die. It's like oh he's not. It's not because he's getting shot. It's like your luck is running out. Your luck is running out. Yeah, your luck is. He has oh, luck okay. powers basically. <laughs> so he's never been shot at. I guess the, the only shots that are canon are the ones that happens in the cutscenes. Yeah, yeah. But you know whatever. I, I'm not saying it's. I don't know. I, I just felt like because Nathan Fillion visibly looks older than me. I I, I thought it was actually be an interesting story angle to take with an older, like kind of like an older Indiana Jones, but better than the Crystal Skull. <laughs> Gosh, it was trash. Uh-huh. But yeah, I enjoyed it. So if you're a Nathan Drake fan, if you're an Uncharted fan, if you're a Nathan Fillion fan, especially, he nails the role, like kills it. He said that was his the one role that he really wanted to play the most was Nathan Drake. It suits him. Like if if he you know how like every actor is like that one role it's like them, like for Ryan Reynolds it's Wade Wilson, uh-huh. that's his Wade Wilson role for sure. Like just in the, the mannerisms of him talking, the way he would respond to things. Yeah, if he was the way young, he would explain. If he was, if he was younger, I'd want him to be the Nathan Drake of the movie. But now, I, I now, mind. now it's Tom Holland. That's fucking stupid. Like if they did a thing where it was Nathan Fillion and Tom Holland, and Tom Holland was like the flashback scenes. 
I would love that. Because remember, now they're not even doing that. It's just Tom Holland. That's stupid. Yeah. Like, in Uncharted 3, that was exactly kind of the plot. Like, you had flashback moments. So, like, that would have been perfect. But, no. And if you really wanted to do it, you could do the first movie that way, and then every other movie, have it be Tom Holland and just be prequels. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. But, nah. Nope. Youth culture forever in Hollywood. No, Nathan Fillion, you're too old, bro. But it's like, man, fuck out of here. He's fine. If Rocky can still be in fighting movies when he was like 60, <laughs> Stallone, whatever, he can do it. What would you rate it? Oh, would I rate the fan film? Uh-huh. Hmm. High more than passable. I think I would have given it perfect if they had more in it. Like if it was like a guy like full length or something. Because they, they, they really only showed his personality and him in a, in a couple fight scenes. But like there wasn't any supernatural stuff in it. There was a lot of... The exhibition, though a little boring, is straight out of the video game, so I couldn't even get mad at him for that. Um, but there's just and there wasn't any like rock climbing or anything, so there wasn't any like cave or or temple exploring. But it was there. It was I would great. say, well, yeah, it's a fan film. They could only go. Yeah, and plus, I I, I feel I feel hypocritical if I gave it a perfect vision if they did have that stuff because it would be for it to be an accurate Uncharted fan film, it would have to be as ridiculous as Skyscraper. Like all the things that complain about in Skyscraper, I would be praising in an Uncharted fan film. Yeah, but it, it will work though. Yeah. So, this is really quick. You watch Steven Universe. I don't watch Steven Universe, but apparently there's going to be a Steven Universe movie, so they did a little teaser trailer for that. Man, teaser is not even the word. It's not, it's not even a tease. It's just an announcement, basically. <laughs> an announcement trailer of Steven Universe. But even still, since you're a fan of the show, I know jack shit about it. Are you excited for a Steven Universe movie? What the fuck is Steven Universe even about? Is his name Steven Universe? Does yes. he control the universe? His name is Steven Universe. His last name, like his last name is Universe. Um, like Doctor Strange. Yeah, kind of. Oh, yeah. Using our made-up names. <laughs> exactly. Um, Steven Universe. Man, it's really hard to explain. Uh, it's about a little boy who's got. It's one of those things where like it starts off as one thing, but as the series continues, it gets deeper and deeper and deeper. Um, so that even now there are things that are like crucial to the backstory and plot of this world that are being revealed to the audience even now that have to do with the main character's mother and how she related to the world that she came from, which is a world of gems. Um, kind of like, you ever watch Adventure Time? No. I've got no point of reference then. Because <laughs> Adventure Time's the same way. Like, it's like this goofy world of like a kid with a sword and a talking dog and like everybody's all these zany creatures running around and bubblegum princess. But then when you get down to the actual story about the world, as the episodes go on, you realize that the world's actually our world, possibly, or a version of our world after a, a post-apocalyptic uh, catastrophe. And it's like, this is like post irradiation and zombies and like all the cute mutants that we follow are actually just mutated things from that prior world. And you find ruins from like our present day world at random parts of the show and it's just, it's a lot deeper than what the surface level kitty veneer would have you believe and the same thing kind of goes for Steven Universe but the thing with Steven Universe is there's also a lot of um, female and gender relation type stuff relationships issues and um, how to treat people fairly and there's a lot of like underlining love for your fellow man themes that go on and um, it's just one of those shows that treat people fairly or they will cut you up and wear thee. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> I'm like, you don't write the show. <laughs> That's the new Stephen. Stephen cut thee up. Yeah, but but the gist is it's a world of there's a world of gyms 
where it's a society of um, like a, a, a matriarchal society of alien gems from different planet that there's like gem and holograms. No, they're actually gem gem beings. Like they're crystal beings. There's a soldier class, and there's like a, a, a guard class and a worker class, and there's a each type of gem is a different class in that hierarchy in their world. They come to Earth to take it over, um, but there's one gem who defects. Uh, what's her name? Fuck. I'm blanking her name now. Rose. Ah, Rose Quartz, who is Steven's mm-hmm. mom. And she defends the Earth with a ragtag group of gym warriors who are the main other main characters in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but she eventually, over the because they're immortal, so this is like before there were even people, they were on the planet defending it from being taken over and destroyed by the gym homeworld. And then as time goes on, they they become like gym, uh, not refugees, uh, like like a, uh, a gym rebel alliance on Earth. And there's only like four of them left, and over time they you know acclimate to the world. Then they meet people. They go through the pirate era and the the Elizabethan era and uh, the beginning of America and yada yada yada. And eventually, she falls in love with the human man who wants to be a rock star. Um, that's Stephen's father. But when she gives birth to Stephen, because she's not human, she can't just give birth. And they don't really explain how the fuck it works. But somehow, instead of giving birth, her, she Stephen becomes half gem, half human, and her gem becomes um, like it becomes part of him. So she like all the gems can like have human forms. But they can like go into a gym form, which is like a, a normal looking gym. But that gym is now like in his stomach, so like his mother is like always a part of him, basically kind of thing. Uh-huh. And the the plot of the story is just it follows Stephen and his adventures with the other gyms that were his mother's friends, and as he learns about his origin and he learns about the gym home world and about what the the gym war was like and what like the the other Jim's relationships were with his mother and what they were like, um, you also as the audience learn about it too. But you know, but that's like the overall plot. But then episode to episode, you're learning about characters, you're learning about character relationships, you there's lessons almost every episode about how to treat people, um, how to be tolerant. Um, there's a, like a heavy emphasis on uh, bisexual and or asexual or transgender relationships. Uh, it's all very subtle because it's a kid's show, mind you. But it's, it's very smartly written. And like, even though it's a kid's show, like, there's great music. I, I, I'm sorry, I'll say it. I've cried. There's, very, there's been a lot, there are a lot of good moments in that show that were very heartwarming. Um, and even if, if you're a, like a long-term listener to Blur Vision. What season is it on? I don't even know four or five i'm not even sure i lost track of the season numbers but it's like 70 episodes plus it's a lot but they're only like they're only like um 15 minute episodes oh it's not like a full half an hour but it it is but they're broken up so it's like 15 minutes each sometimes they have full episodes but other times it's like you know they break them up like like in terms of halves I think I could be lying. I could be wrong. Maybe they're twenty minute episodes. I don't know, <laughs> but they're not. They're they're very digestible. It's if you start binging it, you could finish it like in a weekend or two. Um, and I highly recommend it. I love the series. I would perfect vision the series hardcore. Um, and if you're a long term listener to Blur Vision, you know that at one point, um, the Garnet song was even the theme song of this podcast. 
and it's she's a singer actually the the one of the main gyms uh fuck what's her name hold on i gotta look this up because it's really it's actually pretty cool garnet and gold make you feel old yay I don't know. What? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Wasn't that the theme song? No. <laughs> I think I think it was. Um. Oh, Estelle. You know Estelle? Singer. Yeah. Yeah. She she's like a main character in the show. She's from London. Yeah. Um. And she's like the she's probably the most badass Jim. I I can't even explain how her character works without spoilers, so I won't. But. Her, her character is actually about um, same-sex relationships and acceptance of them. So it's pretty deep. But the song that... Yay, gay people! Yay, gay people! Yeah, the show's all about yay, gay people. But um, the, the the song that was the theme song for Blur Vision for a while was Stronger Than You, which is a love song. So, some Blur Vision You're trivia. telling me not to tap it. You're doing all this tapping. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think. <laughs> Stronger than you. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, I, I, I am stronger uh, uh, than you. Fuck you. <laughs> you might have muscles and abs, but I'm still fuck you up, bitch. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Anyway. But yeah, for everybody that doesn't watch Steven Universe, highly recommend it. Perfect Vision series. All right. Probably did a shitty job of explaining it. Those but... were thoughts from Jordan. Yeah. Next trailer. So, we're only like two months away from Spider-Man 4. Why do I want to keep saying Spider-Man 4? Spider-Man coming out for PS4. Yeah, I'm like, what's Spider-Man 4? <laughs> like, what? The city is in danger. It needs our help. All of our help. All right, well, call the play, coach. Gang of costume nutjobs is taking the city apart piece by piece. Time I return the favor. This is opportunity knocking. You know the closer you get to them, the more you become a target, right? The closer I get, the better chance we have to stop them. I've ordered Silver Sable and her team to shoot you on sight. <laughs> this city's had enough of your vigilantism. You're officially an enemy of the people. Come on, Peter! They just maybe you think like, like Raimi's coming out with the uh, yeah Spider-Man with, yeah Tobey Maguire returns to Spider-Man 4 no Spider-Man for PS4 and they released a new story trailer which looks fucking to just phenomenal an, just opposed to action trailer or just full on sections of the game like that last thing was yeah, this Sinister is actual a more story driven trailer yeah so yeah I fucking love it and it looks great they, from what I gather from the trailer, I don't know if Miles is going to have his spider powers, but they make it seem like he's going to be Spider-Man's guy in a chair. Yeah. Which I'm fine with. Uh, if you're going to ever introduce Miles Morales in a, in a world with a Spider-Man, I think that's a really cool way to do it. Make him the Genki or the Ned Leeds of this video game world. Have, I still want to wrap forever his powers. I'm sure he will. At some point. Yeah, I'm sure he will at some point. Maybe maybe by the end of this, the, um, what you call it? By the end of the game, you can swap characters. Like he'll he'll get his powers, and you can play as him for a couple of missions. Because it looks like from this from the trailer, there's even moments where Mary Jane has like sneaking sessions. Mm-hmm. Like she's like sneaking around office buildings and stuff. That's yeah. cool. But it's showing all the Sinister Six, showing Mister Negative. Like this looks like the best Spider-Man movie ever. Agreed. I'm hoping that the game, because usually like these Spider-Man games, they're like eight hours. I'm like I could finish that in a day. I need something long. 
I'm hoping it's long, like God of War fucking long. I hate short games. You're making me uncomfortable how often you're saying the word long. <laughs> I mean, I like it long. Yeah, I was waiting for that. <laughs> long and thick. Look at that thick content. <laughs> exactly. It's oozing with content. <laughs> Gross. But yeah, the game looks fucking phenomenal. Like, it looks like the perfect combination of those old school, like, web sling Spider-Man games that were fun and Arkham City, Arkham City. Yeah, I mean, with the... With the, with the uh, fighting style they make it look like arkham which funny enough i used to say all the time i'm like the way they're making batman move in arkham i feel like this should be spider-man movements like whenever somebody's about to punch him and he has like these spider sense things going on uh, that's when you know to hit triangle bat sense okay no it's fucking spider sense i'm like why don't they have these in the spider-man games and now they got a spider-man game coming out and they got it they kind of did in some spider-man games but but never, not really n- not in, not on as that, good as yeah arkham. not on that level yeah so, so i'm just like Alright. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited though. Yeah, I'm definitely excited. I'm ready. I'm, I'm, ready not, to I'm gonna get that PS4 for this. No, you won't. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> I swear. Yeah, September 7th, right. 20 days before my birthday. So that's what I will be doing in the month of September. Well, depending on how long it is, because I might beat it in like a day if it's only like eight hours. <laughs> get that 100%. But yeah, so the game looks good. So moving on. Next trailer. Dragon Ball Super Broly. So tell me, Goku, why do you seek even more strength than you have already? The Tournament of Power opened my eyes. No way I can stay at the same level I'm at now. I'm fired up. That must be the guy. I don't know who he is, but his energy is absurd. How is this possible? Samurai is learning as he fights! Magnificent! His power level is amazing! What the? Looks like this is going to be tougher than we thought. Yeah, I can't wait! For the movie. Ooh, and I fucking love the fact that they're making it dubbed the same. And it's coming out in theaters. You know we're going to see it, right? Saturday morning, get your cereal, son. We're going to have some tricks, some Cocoa Puffs, and we're going to see Broly. I don't want to hear it dubbed, though. (laughs) You don't want to hear it dubbed? I want the subtitles. Why? After listening. Dragon Ball Super sucks with dub. I I guess my least favorite part about it. You mean subbed? Yeah, I mean subbed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Subbed. That's my least favorite part of Dragon Ball Super. Like, Goku's voice sucks in Japanese. I'm sorry. Respect to that woman, but... I think I've just gotten used to it. Because I used to feel that way. Like, I, I hated the I hated the, the sub, but then I like I preferred the... Uh, what's his name? Sean... Shimmel? Shimmel or whatever. But I've, been listen, but I've been listening to the to the sub for so long. I'm like, I, I kind of got used to it. No, nah, man. Sean Shimmel was the voice of Goku. I can't hear anything else but his voice when I see Goku. And Vegeta's voice actor? Come on. 
Chris Sabat, Christopher Sabat. Yeah, Chris, Chris, Chris versus Broly. Come on, it's gonna be great. And are you not hyped for this trailer? This trailer was dope. Come on, man. I think I've gotten jaded with Dragon Ball. Z. <laughs> Oh, come on, I watched man. the trailer and I was like, oh, we got to get stronger. And I'm like, I don't care. Ah, <laughs> oh, you suck. I want to theorize. <laughs> well, Jamie, what did you do to me? <laughs> she like infected you. Like you're fucking, like, like she, she's brainiac. Like prototype. No, no, she's brainiac. She, she made a- you the voice of Ral. Like. <laughs> she's Alex Mercer or whatever. No, man. Alan Mercer, whatever his name no, is. <laughs> no, you got stabbed with one of those brainiac drones or whatever. <laughs> I was, uh, yeah. What, Jamie? Is that you, Jamie? I, can't, I, I see Michael, but I hear Jamie. <laughs> I was just watching this trailer. I was just like, all right. But it's Broly. This is Broly. Look, I'll, I'll be that Dragon Ball Z fan because Broly was at, was at the hype. Like, was at the pinnacle of Dragon Ball Z hype back in the day. Like, Broly was yeah, the Dragon the Ball day. hype. So to have Broly come back, even if it's like a remix version of him, I'm, I'm more excited for that because he's going to be, you can't make him worse. He's like his origin was kind of stupid in the original. The only thing cool about Broly originally was just the fact that he whooped ass, and they made him whacker and whacker after each of those like subsequent movies. Like Bio Broly, did you even see that shit? No, is whack, whack. Even his second appearance, whack. <laughs> so at least this way, it seems like they're gonna make him a hard like they're gonna tie his origin to something having to do with the with the or like the original Saiyans. Like it seems like, or or, or maybe, because there's there's moments. See how excited I am about this trailer. There there are moments in this trailer where it looks like there's like like a laboratory. Maybe they did a thing well, where I'm just like, so he's bioengineered he, to be the ultimate saying. I'm like, so is he as strong as Jiren? Is he stronger than Jiren? Does that mean Goku has to go Ultra Instinct too? See, that's what I was gonna ask you. I'm like, do you think he's gonna have to go Ultra Instinct to fight Broly, or do you think it's gonna be fusion to fight Broly? I'm thinking they're gonna do fusion, but it's not gonna work. Or maybe it, the, the thing that they always do: fusion is gonna work. Is there? Oh, he's gonna win! Oh, it's too much power. They defuse at the last second. They gotta beat Broly in a way that's satisfying. Because the way Goku beat Broly in the fucking original movie was so Deus Ex Machina bullshit. It was like, okay, we haven't been able to hurt him at all this entire fight. How are we gonna win? Give me your power. And I'm gonna punch him one time. Like what? <laughs> yeah, one punch, man. Get the fuck out of here. So I don't know. I think he's. I think the way he's gonna. He's gonna end up. Oh, I can't go Ultra Instinct. I'm gonna go Ultra Instinct. <laughs> that seems like the most obvious way to do it. Have him go Ultra Instinct and and fight. So that's why I'm just like I'm over it. <laughs> Cause they don't do anything new. They, uh, <laughs> I'm so jaded. You are so jaded. <laughs> this is the same person that I had so to convince so that was fucking super was trash. Actually, Dragon Ball is the best show ever. Now I'm just like, mm, actually. Yeah. yeah, you did argue that. <laughs> you were the person that was like super the best anime. I'm like, what? And now the roles are reversed? Like, what the hell? I'm not saying it's the best, but I'm just saying like. You are. You're, you're, you're getting there. No, but if you're gonna be excited about anything with Dragon Ball Super, this is what's this is what you should be excited about. Freeze is gonna be part of it, and he's gonna get his ass beat. Good, <laughs> but I that that's something I wanted with the original Broly, like Frieza meeting the Ultimate Saiyan and being like, but he fucking, already did. That's Goku. <laughs> no, another Ultimate Saiyan. That's more Ultimate than him. Because <laughs> he even in in all the scenes that you see him fighting the Z Fighters, or really just Goku and Vegeta, he hadn't transformed until the very last scene. So he was fighting Goku Super Saiyan Blue, and he hadn't even gone Super Saiyan yet. And that's stupid to me. Like, <laughs> he's the ultimate Saiyan. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> 
Broly is strongest. I wonder if it's a coincidence that he's like the Hulk, but now he's got purple pants. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Maybe. He's like the Hulk of the Dragon Ball world, and he's got purple pants now. I mean, people like purple. Purple and green? Purple and green, yeah. It's his thing. I mean, the Joker is kind of purple and green. Oh, it's true. Complimentary colors, I guess. I don't know. Fuck you. I'm excited. Broly looks cool. I like his new design. I'm pretty sure other people are excited. They're like, oh, fuck you, Michael. This is our trailer. was epic. <laughs> it no, was epic. You don't know what's good. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you didn't think it was epic at all. No. I was just watching it. I was just like, oh, all right. They're going to... Because I feel... Again, I feel like they're not going to do anything new. They doesn't have to. Yeah, Dra- they do. I only watch Dragon I'm Ball. I'm the same shit. <laughs> what I hate about... Look, I hate Dragon Ball always regurgitating the same shit. But I also love Dragon Ball for one thing. And that's the fights and the transformations. As long as you give me that and don't bog it down too much with stupid, tired-ass story, I'm good. So just do that. Just give me fights. Fights and transformations. It's gonna be the same transformation that we've seen before. He's just gonna go all movie's gonna end where he can't he can't go ultra instinct, but then somehow at the end he's able to go ultra instinct, and then his ultra instinct form is able to take out Broly's legendary Super Saiyan form. What would you want to see more? Ultra Instinct Goku beat Broly or Super Saiyan Blue Gogeta? Or Vegito. Either one. We've seen we've seen Vegito already. Yeah, all right, so how about Gogeta? Super Saiyan Blue Gogeta or Ultra well, Instinct Goku? Not Gogeta, because Gogeta is weaker than Vegeta. Vegeta is the stronger form. Yeah, Gogeta is the weaker form. Who cares? <laughs> who cares? <laughs> I mean, I like Vegito better. You do? Yeah. Vegito was trash in Super, though. He was. <laughs> That's why I'm like... Like, I wouldn't even be they tarnished his. They tarnished Vegito. That's like <laughs> supposed to be the, the pinnacle. Yeah. Vegito is supposed to be the ultimate Saiyan. Mm. What if Broly goes Super Saiyan Blue? How fucked up would that be? <laughs> I mean, if he does, maybe I'll be interested. But even really, then, that was what you would be interested. Maybe for? even then, it'll be like, of course, of course, he went blue. Of course, it only took him three seconds. <laughs> I don't know. I'm over it. <laughs> but you're not. But uh, so yeah, moving on. What would you rate the trailer? I don't. I rate it. I don't care. That's what I rated. <laughs> rate it. I don't care. Yeah, I rate it. I, I rate the care. trailer Perfect Vision just because I'm I'm hyped. I'm hyped for it. All right. The revelation that it's also going to be an English dub and released simultaneously, kind of, around the world. I'm like, fuck yeah. Down for that. I saw, um, what you call it? Resurrection, Resurrection of F in the theaters. See, I'm like just staring at you. Right <laughs> yeah, yeah, you fuck you, man. Fuck, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan of Dragon Ball Z, okay? <laughs> I am too. Are Dragon you? Ball, Dragon Ball Z. Okay. Well, this is from Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> is it though? Yes. Okay. Well, another trailer. So, Fucking uh, kale. <laughs> so, fuck Dragon Ball Z. Okay. And just like with that, another trailer where somebody else said fuck. Oh. Titans trailer dropped this week. Please, can you help me? Madness, madness. Where's Batman? Fuck Batman. There's something evil inside of me. You're scared, I get it. But you can control it. You don't know what I've become. Sometimes when I feel the darkness, it feels good. 
mom says there's no such thing as monsters. I used to think that. I was wrong. For the DC streaming service. Fuck Batman. <laughs> they also revealed their price point. It's going to be $74.99 a year, which roughly equals to like, what, $6.99 a month? Yeah. Around six, seven dollars. Which I mean, I mean, if you think about it, it's not that expensive. But at the same time, I mean, it's you like do get you, a lot of content when you add in with the comics. And when stuff. you add in Hulu, Netflix, exactly. Amazon Prime, it's like who you might not, you, if you have cable, cancel it. Not even just that. Now you got the the Disney streaming service is coming soon. How it's much like, is that gonna be? What I don't know. They didn't say yet. Like we're we're moving into the age of all streaming services now. It's happening. I'm not excited about it. But it's like who has the reason we got rid of cable is because streaming was cheaper. Now it's gonna turn, yeah, as expensive. Granted, as of right now, it's still cheaper. But that's not only by beca- much. I was just about to say, but that's only because more and more stuff is more and more stuff is starting to come out. But once all all these streaming services come out, you don't have much. Like nobody's. Re- I mean, I think some people are because they had they renewed it and they haven't canceled it. But I'm like CBS All Access has a fucking streaming service for the Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I if think, you're signed for everything, you might be paying the same amount you would pay yeah, for cable. Yeah, I think BBC is coming out with their own streaming service. Ridiculous. Apple is about to enter the streaming service. Ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, talking about the trailer. So, what do you think about the Titans trailer? Um, uh, I didn't know they were going to go this fucking dark. Yeah, that's the, okay, that's the thing. I'm like, everybody online is like, you weren't expecting this? And I was like, not really. No, like, like, it's the Snyder play, but didn't they fire Zack Snyder? <laughs> exactly. It just seems straight up like an extension of the DCEU. And not just the DCEU as we know it now, based on the Shazam and Malcolm Man trailers, but the DCEU from like Suicide Squad or BVS, like that tone. And like, people are like equating it to Arrow season one, but even that wasn't this... I mean, granted, this is a trailer. So maybe the trailer is also making it seem darker than it actually is. But just from the tone, not not just from the tone, but visually how it looks. It's a very dark washed show. Yeah, they use the same like gray wash. It looks like Rivendale. Riverdale. Dark blue, dark blue colors that they did with, again, BVS. But it's like Riverdale. Though. Yeah, it is a River Riverdale-ish. Yeah. But that seems to be a trend now to take prop. Like even Sabrina the Teenage Witch is becoming, oh, it's a darker version of the one than the one you know. Riverdale is a darker version of the Archie comics. But the, this is, but, but for a properly like Teen Titans, Teen Titans. Well, no, it's just Titans. Whatever. It's still Teen Titans. There's, there's teens in this Titans, so it's not just Titans. <laughs> well, it's only Raven. I thought Beast was younger too. Well, the well, I don't know about the character, but the actor is in his 20s. Okay. The only one that's an actual teenager is the actress is that's Raven? playing Raven is 13. And so I'm assuming her character is going to be 13. Starfire is like, like 40. <laughs> but yeah, well, Anna Diop is Anna Diop and Brent, Brendan Thwaites are the same age. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, the actor playing Beast Boy, I think he's 21. It's just like of all properties to make super dark, I don't think this is the one to do it. Like, and again, I don't mind Elseworld stories. So I'm not, I don't even have really that much of a problem with him being Robin, but yeah, he's a grown ass man. People are like, oh, this is transition to Nightwing. But I'm like, Nightwing isn't Red Hood though. And the way they characterize him in this trailer. That's what I'm saying. Like, the, it's Dick Grayson, but he's really, really, he's Jason Todd. Yeah, but there's a Jason Todd in this series. So, like, yeah, when they're, they're going to introduce him. So, when Jason Todd pops up, how's that going to work? Jason Todd and Donna Troy are going to be introduced. But, but how's that going to work? It's like, hey, bro, you're just like me. Yep, we're exactly the same. Must be bros. <laughs> yeah. That's and, how it's going to be. But it's a world where he's Red Hood, or is he officially Red Hood? He's going to be, yeah, they're introducing Red Hood. But and, yeah, he's still Robin. And, and Wonder Girl. But yeah, Dick Grayson's still Robin. It's like, I don't, again, I don't mind Elseworlds, but it's just weird 
continuity. Like, how's those? How's the timeline line up? He's like now he's an ex-cop, and well, maybe they're gonna introduce him after he's Nightwing. Oh, you mean within the show? Like, he's only Robin in like the first episode or something, and then he becomes Nightwing right after that. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I I would like. To, that'd be interesting because they're basically wasting a Robin outfit. They tease that Robin outfit. With all the promotional stuff. Yeah, it's the first image. They still haven't released promotional images of uh, Anna Diop or Beast Boy or Raven. Let's talk about that real quick. Because this is a very Robin-focused um, trailer. To the point where the only thing people are really talking about is that fuck Batman thing. And even that is like... Yeah, like, I think that that's the thing that got the most news. But I'm like, I feel like that's the least problematic part. Well, not even necessarily problematic, but I'm like... That's the that least. was their hook. Yeah, the fuck Batman thing was like oh, this will get the meme pages talking, <laughs> and they did. But yeah, I feel like that's the thing that people focus. on. I'm like, I don't even have a problem with that. Like the because everybody's like, well, of course he has. A, you guys don't read the comics. Of course he's upset with Batman. That's why he left Batman in the first place. I'm like, I get that. Mm. I don't have a problem with him saying fuck Batman to be honest, because they obviously they had a falling out. So of course he wouldn't like Batman. Yeah. But also I also, I do kind of feel like they leaned into that to go, oh the guys, this show is rated R because he looked into the camera like fuck Batman right after firing a gun and then stepping on the dude's yeah, neck. Yeah, like they they which, leaned... which I thought broke his neck, but people were like, no, it broke his jaw. No, I feel like I was like, oh okay, yeah, sure. I feel like he broke his neck. But, then, but maybe, but maybe not. Maybe not. They could do a thing like BVS, where it's like, nope, he didn't really kill anybody. But it was like, what about that guy he threw into that room with the grenade? No, I didn't kill him either. <laughs> you know what I mean? What about the people he mowed down with the machine guns and the hell and the Batcopter? No, no, I didn't kill no, him either. He has perfect aim. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just like, I don't, I don't know that that stuff is just gratuitous, gratuitous. How do you, how do you say that word? Gratuitously dark, for the sake of being dark. If you want to hook the show on that. Okay, cool. But then you get into just the other stuff that I'm not really excited about, like Starfire's weird pimp outfit. And I'm, I've been told, and no, I've they're read... Saying, they're saying Jason Todd is going to... He's going to be Robin. He's still Robin. So there's two Robins. Yeah. They're all Robin. Everybody's yeah, Robin Everybody's still. Robin. You get a Robin. You get a Robin. What the hell? What the fuck? Okay, whatever. I mean, he started as Robin. I guess so before, before he got killed. I guess. So right after, because obviously, because I'm guessing, obviously, if 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 Dick Grayson left He's Batman, Robin. he needs a new Robin. Yeah. So we don't know how long, in terms of the timeline, when he left Batman. But in this world, rather than just become Nightwing, he just hung up the Robin suit and didn't, didn't wear it again. I mean, that was the case in the comic. He he was Robin for a little bit before he became Nightwing. Even in Young Justice, he was Robin for a bit. No, no, no. I don't mean I don't even be Robin. I mean, after quitting being Robin, he didn't just go to Nightwing. He just he just decided to stop being a vigilante. Seems like that's what it seems like. He instead got a, a nine to five job as a cop. <laughs> he's not rich like Bruce, I guess. Um, but yeah, the 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 Starfire of it all and the the Beast Boy that they didn't show anything of really other than him jumping in one scene. Um, and Raven giving me some look, really bad, like, really like, bad Enchantress vibes. Yeah, it looked like right before he was changing, it looked like he was changing into an animal of some kind. Was he? That's what it looked like. And while he was jumping, his skin started to turn green. Okay. So I'm guessing that would be their way of cutting costs. Instead of having him stay green, it's only when he transforms he goes green. But cutting, then it would be like, that doesn't make sense. Cutting costs? You have a character that's Beast Boy in your show. He transforms into animals. You can't cut costs. If you're going to cut costs, don't cut it on the makeup. <laughs> well, they're going to cut costs. Maybe he doesn't transform into an animal all every episode. Ah, it's, like, it's like fucking Brainiac. Like he does, They don't keep him in the makeup. You mean on Supergirl? Yeah, on Supergirl. On Krypton, he does. No, I'm not talking about Krypton. Okay. I'm talking about Supergirl. That's still whack. <laughs> um, and then Starfire, I mean, you know, I get that her look isn't going to be her costume. But again, why aren't you putting that first? 
Like, you know there's already all this backlash against Andy Ope's character. Why aren't you putting on the forefront what her costume is going to look like? What yeah, she's going to look like well, she's actually, in the show. Yeah. They showed us Robin. They showed us Hawk and Dove. Why aren't they showing us Starfire? I don't get it. Even Beast Boy and Raven. Like, they don't... I mean, those, those aren't their costumes either. But still, that, that's my point, though. Why haven't they showed their official outfits? Like, why are you holding it... Why are you, like, holding it close to the vest? Yeah, you... As if it's going to be, like, a secret... Because I'm like, it can't be a spoiler to just show what the fuck they're going to look like. That doesn't reveal anything about the plot. Yeah, and put that shit on Front Street just to get some good faith with the audience. Like, even at Comic-Con, they got Anna Diop's... Her, her weird pimp outfit yeah. hanging up. I'm like, why would you put that in that and, wig? And, and Raven's Old Navy outfit on the doors, on the doors of New York Comic-Con Stadium. I mean, San, San Diego Comic-Con uh, entrances. You don't want to put that wig anywhere. Don't put that wig up and like on, on a showcase to show no. people that. That wig is terrible. Like they're leaning it, and I'm like, what are you doing? And then they show her powers. And again, this is like online. There's always going to be that contingent of nerds. Like, oh my, I got actually in the comics. If you read the comics, you can see that her powers aren't just laser beams. But like everything I see of Starfire are star bolts, green star bolts, green energy, green eyes, green powers. People want to go back in the day and be like, well, actually, her powers used to be like a red color if you go back to the original Starfire run. Yeah, depending on who depending on who draws her, they make her powers look red, like red. Like but almost, not they fire. Make it, they, make it, they make it look like fire, but it's not actually fire. They look like fire in the comics? This, is, this looks like fire in the show. Yeah, they're like red. They're like reddish. Okay, but red laser beams. Let me, sh- let me pull it up. I've seen images. Oh. But like, they, what she's shooting... And how her hair lights up and her, her skin lights up, it looks like she's the Human Torch. Like, it looks like they're leaning into her name being Starfire, so some executive was like, well, give her fire powers. Like this. It looks fire-ish. Yeah, that does look more fiery than what, but it's like, no. Come on, dog. I mean, I guess if you do want to go that route, because that is the curly-haired Starfire. Well, like, even in this, it's not... It's- not a HD image, but like her hair, you see how the bottom of it looks yeah, like fire? Yeah, the bottom of her hair looks kind of like fire. But then in the same so picture, so you I see her the, hand. She's got like pink energy. Yeah, so I guess they're going with that version of like like this version of Starfire as opposed to the green star bolts. Nah, man, give me the green star bolts. <laughs> because that, like, you, that's the excuse they're going to use for why. It was some corporate executive. But even this, move. like this looks, even though she's orange, don't she look like a black girl? So it's like, why can't they do this for her? Yeah, give her like the actual Starfire hair. Well, no, I'm talking about the her skin. Like she's orange. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I, I'm a hundred percent on board with that. The, the fact that her skin's not orange, I'm like, oh, weird choice. But then the hair, if that's actually what her hair is gonna look like, or some extension of that, what she's gonna look like, I don't like it well, at even all. Even this, like she looks like a, even though she's orange, she still looks like a black girl. Yeah. I, and again, the green energy. Like, even her hair looks like it's on fire. She still has the green energy. The green is is iconic. That's signature. Especially for, like, most fans. They they, they yeah, associate... Like yeah, they associate that green energy with Starfire. Those green eyes. The glowing green yeah, eyes. Yeah, her eyes kind of went green in the trailer. Her but... eyes do look green, but they're not like like Avatar, where like her whole eye lights up. No. It's kind of like the, the contact. Just, just the iris. The iris lights up. Looks more like you're at a rave party than, <laughs> than like a glowing energy type of thing. But I'm like, fuck that. Like you, you Well then there's this. Why would Like I'm not gonna Yeah, it looks more like fire. But like I'm not gonna sit here and argue for these weird choices to be okay. Cause like most fans bumped up against it for that reason. Cause it's like that's not what I remember from the Starfire I grew up with. 
And granted, most people grew up with the shows. But, like, yeah. So, lean into that. Why would you, I don't know, purposely make it so controversial? Like, such a departure from people would... Typically yeah, I think the Star fire, Fire, the fire, Starfire, more or less, was more like... Like 90s, Firestorm? 90s-ish era. Oh, no, I was going to say, like... As opposed to more recent yeah. versions of her. But I'm not... I don't believe that the choice was made because they're, they're being super comic accurate. They're making that choice because the mainstream people are going to be like, Starfire, why isn't her powers fire? It's like Firestorm. So they're going to have her have fire powers. Like... I, the, the, the nerd community that will argue anything just for the sake of like, no, I'm actually, it's like, no, dog, just stop making, stop get, you're, give, you're giving more thought than the creators of this show actually put into it. You know what more I'm saying? More than likely. Like, like <laughs> it wasn't a, a comic accurate creative choice. They made that choice based on just what yeah, they got the main Yeah, comic accurate creative choice. She, granted, we don't have, we, we haven't seen the show yet. We might... Nothing about the show so far is comic accurate. I was going to say, for all we know, her looking the way she looks just might be one episode thing, and then the next, the very second episode, she'll be orange. Like, But I doubt it. I highly doubt it. Because why? you would leave with why, that. Yeah, why would you release that? Like, yeah, you would leave why with Why wouldn't the, you release that, rather? Yeah, like, no, no, we're going to keep pressing into this controversial, the black girl Starfire thing. Like, no, they don't want that. Especially with the, the news that, what's her name, blocked her Instagram comments or whatever. Just because she was getting so many racist Shut comments. The fuck up. Us oh, news. <laughs> yes. Oh well, sorry. <laughs> but I don't know. This is trailer talk. <laughs> it's trailer. I don't know. I would, I'm still hopeful for the show. But the trailer didn't make me excited. No, for Teen not, Titans. Nothing that I've seen in this trailer made me go, "Oh shit!" I need to because they have it for pre-order. They're opening it up for pre-orders right now. Nothing uh, that they showed me made me go, "Oh shit!" I need to pre-order DC Universe online now. Mm-hmm. Not to be confused with the video game. Fuck Batman, that's not going to do it for me. I was, you know what I was Because they're also running a promotion. If you pre-order it now, you get three extra months for free. Ooh. Ooh, even though if I'm pre-ordering, I already get a year. That's a year's <laughs> worth of... But you get a year and three months. <laughs> I was expecting a celebration of Teen Titans, but instead I got like the super emo Riverdale version of Teen Titans. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a fan. But that's just me. Just me. Yeah. Well... What's the next trailer on the list? But something that does get me excited about the DC streaming service, which is the thing that I feel like they should fucking lean into, not Titans, which I feel like they're way putting way more promotional uh, uh, advertisement money into Titans as opposed to the thing that got the streaming service off the ground in the first place, which is Young Justice. All right, all right, I'm coming. This is Cat Grant reporting live from the Markovian Royal Palace. Meta-human trafficking is an international scourge. Children and teens are being abducted. The way our daughter was abducted. There's a meta-human trafficking syndicate in Markovia that we can shut down with your help. Itsy big! When it's all over, we go our separate ways. No muss, no fuss. Prince Brion? You tested positive for the metagene. Princess Tara would likely have tested positive as well. Which explains why she was taken. Something daring must be done if I am to save Markovia. Trailer released online for the next season, season three of Young Justice. What'd you think? Did you like it? I liked it. Most of it was like a recap of the last season. Well, the first like minute or so was like the recap. But then yeah. after that, they showed all the new... Mm-hmm. The new footage. Static Shock's in it. Black Lightning's in it. Mm-hmm. I like that Black, like the Static Shock's actually in it. That's cool. He actually seems like he's going to be a character character. Um, I'm digging it. I mean, 
what is there to say? Surprise is older. I'm surprised they didn't tease uh, Wally coming back, but I guess they're gonna hold that. Oh yeah, definitely hold that. And I hope he comes back like the comic, where he's got like the yeah. the white light- lightning or the blue lightning, whatever like, it is. He comes back faster than. Faster, but with the red suit too. Because impulse cause in the show, yeah, in the show, impulse and Barry were faster than him. That's how he ended up, which is fucking unquote, sad. Quote unquote dying. Yeah, when the, the new kid is faster than you, it's like damn, son, for real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's Kid Flash. He's wearing his like a modified version of his suit, mm-hmm. which is cool. I like that suit too. Yeah, it's cool. Hopefully, him and Blue Beetle get together. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> I like all the designs, but I've always liked the young, young, yeah, the young Justice art style. So. I'm feeling it. But they didn't reveal that much about the plot. It was really just a, a series of scenes just showing the new characters and some of the action scenes. Yeah, basically. Yeah. I'm trying to I'm trying to remember anything specifically from it. They showed Dick older, but not being Nightwing because he said he wouldn't take a break, I guess. Yeah, because of, of Wally dying. Yeah. Um, did they show Calder? They did show Calder. He was talking to Calder. He was like, we... Me, you, and Wally started this. But that team. was that was in the old show. Oh, was it? Yeah, I don't that was the, that was what he told Calder right before the end of the season. I'm pretty sure. Um, I don't remember. But I like that the beginning of the the trailer was following Artemis, dealing it kind of like uh, Justice League with Lois and Superman being dead, kind of waking up alone, being oh. all sad, moving on with her life. Yeah. So yeah, that's the thing that this this is the show that they need to lean on if they want to sell the streaming service. Oh yeah, for sure. But it seems like they're not, and it's been pushed back to next year. So it almost felt like it was like an afterthought. Yeah, the trailer just was just kind of just came out, and like no one really even talked about that much. It was just like, yeah, it came out. You see it anyway. <laughs> it was like, oh, okay. Because that's the thing I'm more excited about. Yeah. Than fucking Titans or a rated R Harley Quinn or the rated R Swamp Thing. Damn, I wish I remember more of the trailer. I feel like they showed characters. That I was like, oh, okay. They're gonna uh, be in Blue this. Beetle, Impulse. Well, now he's Kid Flash. They showed uh, uh, Connor, Superboy. Yeah, but he didn't look different at all. He looked. He looked older. He did. Yeah, he looked about basically the same to me. He Still looked, wearing that same fucking shirt. Yeah, he, <laughs> he didn't even get a new costume. Like, why no. did you get a Superboy costume? I only got one shirt. It's like Kendra from Buffy. That's my favorite shirt. <laughs> That's me only shirt. That's all he got. <laughs> so, uh, who else? They didn't show Zatanna. They didn't show Bumblebee. They didn't show Batgirl. They didn't show really any of them besides Artemis. They didn't show any of the women characters that they introduced. They didn't show Rocket. Mm. Was our Icon and Rocket still part of this show? Actually, probably not. Yeah, right? Since they got pulled into the, the black universe. Well, Static's well, I don't know. That's comic. Yeah, I was going to say, but that's the comic books. Yeah, so maybe not. Maybe not. I don't know. But I'm, I, I'm ready for Young Justice. Same. Probably gonna. Arr. <laughs> I don't know if I'm paying that seventy four ninety nine a, mu- a year. But speaking speaking of pirates, pirates, they live on the sea because they're all about sea life. Well, guess who else is all about sea life? Aquaman. Your half brother, King Orm, is about to declare war upon the surface world. The only way to stop this war is for you to take your rightful place as king. Trust me, I am no king. You do your best thinking when you're not thinking at all. That was the worst pep talk ever. I want to strap in. Welcome home. Badass! 
the surface to challenge me for the throne. We call it an ass whooping. I'm no leader. I came because I had no choice. I came to save my home and the people that I love. You think you're unworthy to lead because you're of two different worlds. That is exactly why you are worthy. That was awesome. The war is coming to the surface. And I'm bringing the wrath of the seven seas with me. For the DC no longer EU. Oh trailer. yeah, that stupid ass new name. What's it called? Yeah, DC EU's now what? Wor- World of DC. <laughs> what the fuck is that? I don't know, but that's like the, the nothing about that is memorable. Rolls off the it's tongue. Too many. Just like Tokoyami was like, "What is your ultimate move called?" It's called Black Abyss. Strider. She's like, "It's too many words." Yeah. It's the same thing. World of DC. It's too many words. No one's gonna refer to it as that. No, they're still. I'm still gonna call it the DCEU. Same. What the fuck. World of DC. World. Well, no, worlds of actually worlds of DC. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so Aquaman trailer. So here's the thing. I love this trailer. I did too. I was like, I was surprised. I, I was with my arms crossed, like fucking. <laughs> Aquaman and Shazam, it's just gonna be whack. I I, well, wanted... I didn't think about Shazam because remember I said Shazam is the one I'm actually I, I'm actually I was excited, excited about him, yeah. but still watching the trailers, I still was like, come on, come on, DC, you've been on a, the worst run ever. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way these things are actually gonna change my mind, and they both did. And Aquaman was surprisingly fucking epic, even from the first scene of like the kid bullying him. There was so many colors, so many. It's not Snyder. Granted, the CG looks fake as hell. I'm not going to sit there and be like, it looks photorealistic or something. But I saw some people comparing the Black Panther CG to the Aquaman CG and saying Black Panther looked a lot worse. I would say, in terms of realism, they're kind of comparable. The difference is, like I kind of mentioned before, like they, they use all that CG on two human-sized regular dudes. So it looks super fake. But you can't make a world people riding sharks. I was going to say, I would forgive Aquaman because it's, it's literally yeah. underwater. You can't really... They're like giant sea monsters. There's seahorses. They're bigger than people. There's shark armies. Granted, you can make the argument. Well, so was Avatar, and that looked awesome. So, but 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 I don't know. We don't know how it's gonna actually look once the movie's done because they're still working on the movie. Yeah, but even with Avatar, like you're still in a forest. You know what I mean? Like you're underwater. Like that's well, yeah, but it, you're, you're in a forest. But literally, the entire movie was 3D, with the exception of the people of or or not 3D, but CG. like CGI, with yeah. the exception of the real people. Yeah, I mean, granted, but I just, even the forest was wasn't real. It wasn't like, like wasn't like Supergirl, where oh we're on another planet, but we're in we're in a uh, a lot in Vancouver. But that stuff's not as fantastic as Atlantis. Like again, you have armies of sharks, <laughs> a shark armada. And then you have things that look like the Mosasaurus from Jurassic World eating shit with a guy riding its back. Like you got the the trench from the comics, like the the. The dark sea creatures. Yeah, when he jumped into that water, you saw all those people or like demon sea creatures. I was like, fuck. Like you read the comic, like Trench. Those are the yeah, I did read the Trench. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like it's a fantastic world. So like, if it looks fake, because guess what? It's fucking fake. But James James Wan said his goal is to make Aquaman like the star, 
the star like how Star, Star Wars. Wars is for outer space. He wants Aquaman to be for underwater. I can see that. It looks like a different world. It does. It looks like it. Yeah. Yeah. So it looks fucking great. And you know, again, I don't know how the movie's gonna be, but you know, Jason Momoa and this seemed charming. There were some jokes that were genuinely funny in it. Uh, at the end, like huh, redheads, right? Gotta love them. Like he jumps out with Amber Heard or mm-hmm. Mara or whatever out of that ship. Apparently, or out of that plane. I mean, apparently, um, Aquaman loves falling out of shit. He loves falling. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so dude, bro. I mean, he can't be hurt at least from falling from that height. And granted, plot wise, it looks like underwater Black Panther, but <laughs> but that that Black Manta suit that look that shit that shit looked dope. The scene where Aquaman's jumping, he's like he's jumping like from the laser yeah, blast. Blast him with the lasers. That shit was dope. Yeah. Like, I, I can't put into words better than that. It's epic. Like, the music was epic. The the way the trailer was cut together, like how the scenes were edited together was fucking epic. Like, I, the, the narration kind of... And that's what, that's what DC, I think, does the best. Like, when they do it right, their stories are stories about gods. They're epic tales. Just like... Man of Steel, just like the first, just like Wonder Woman, and now Aquaman. They yeah, show Aquaman is basically Poseidon. Even exactly. Though there's a Poseidon that exists in that world, but they ne- they've never interacted in the comics, which I find weird. <laughs> but that's why, like, in, like the Marvel movies and the Marvel characters, like they don't really show their kid selves in the Marvel movies or the Marvel superheroes. But every good DC story starts with them as children to kind of get you like endeared to the character. So then when you see them become gods and they're adults, you kind of like can follow their journey a little bit easier. But like, I, they're biblical in that way. Like you start with a child and they become a man or a woman. Like I like Wait. that. Only the Trinity. Real, well, Aquaman too, but cause I'm like, they never showed how Jordan is a kid. I don't think. They, what do you mean? They? In the, in, they? There's no DCEU Green Lantern movie. We talking about. I thought you were talking about comics. Oh, comics? Well, they did. It, well, even in the movies, they showed him as a kid and his father died before, you know. Fuck that movie. <laughs> I mean, I agree, but I'm just saying. But it's like a, like, that's like a biblical element to add to your stories. Like, it, it feels like you're following the journey that's like this epic tale. So you start with a child. You saw him with all, like, the, the fish behind him. Like, yeah, I talk to fish, bitch. <laughs> the entire aquarium. My, my, the aquarium's my gang, bitch. What you gonna do, buddy? Yeah. <laughs> like, that was a cool scene. A lot of cool visuals in this trailer. And I'm, I'm down to see how fights underwater ha- like work with the yeah, Orm. I'm, curious. I'm, curious. I'm just curious about the whole movie itself. The trailer, I would say it definitely got me excited. Yeah, perfect vision for the trailer. Perfect vision for the trailer. Giant monsters fighting! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so next DC trailer will be... Shazam! But I don't know your name, sir. Shazam. Wait, for real? Say okay! Shazam? What is happening? You're the only person I know that knows anything about this Cape Crusader stuff. Can I? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's crazy, right? What are your superpowers? Superpowers, dude? I don't even know how to pee in this thing. AM to the BM, BM to the AM. You have super strength. BM, you just Can you fly? If I quit your BM, I still rock with Sage's home. If I quit this season, Whoa. I still be with Sage's You okay? Why are you talking? Oh. BM. Sit down. You know, I don't think that's gonna buff out. Your phone's charged. Your phone's charged. What the hell? You're like a bad guy, right? Gentlemen! You have 
bulletproof. <laughs> you're dead. Sorry about your window, but you're welcome for not getting robbed. Oh, hey, what's up? I'm a superhero. <laughs> Another Perfect Vision trailer. I'll just say that right now. Agreed. I'm totally with that. I think I like Aquaman a little bit more because it was more epic, but this is what I was hoping Shazam was going to do for the DCEU. Before we've seen Aquaman, which had funny moments and stuff, so like the tone in that was great too. But in this, it's definitely more comedic. Um, I just enjoy the fact that it it does feel like, like I mentioned before, a kid growing up in a world with characters like Superman and Batman, and when he becomes a superhero, how does he relate those childhood idols to his new career as being a superhero himself? Like, how does those two worlds mesh for him? I hope... They lean more into the childlike wonder of Shazam and take that to maybe fix the DCEU? Yes. Because if you follow Shazam into a new Justice League movie and you see the characters from his perspective, it could, could totally change the tone of those movies. Like maybe, sh- like maybe take the darkness of Superman and Batman and have this kid go like, I look up to you guys. You're supposed to be better than this. And that kind of... Sh- what? No, don't even talk about it again. No talking about BBS ever again. <laughs> We're never coming back there. No, it's still a part of this world. Mm, no, it's not. <laughs> even this, like, they forgot about it. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Because I'm like, I think I'm on the post on the poster where it says Superman's, Superman's back or whatever the case mm. may be. So I take that. Like, So I hope he gets to meet Superman maybe in this movie or at some point. And they fight kind of like in a Justice League cartoon. Oh, yeah. Unlimited. And them, That's a great episode. And them fighting is like, he's like, no, you're supposed to be better. You're Superman. I looked up to you. This is why I'm doing what I do. I don't want no more. No more darkness from no, Superman. I want, I want, that's exactly. That's what I'm saying. I, hopefully Shazam's, Shazam's light and childhood wonder makes Superman realize he needs to do better. I don't know. He I already want, is. But they've already wrecked kind of character. I just want to be better. No, but not really, though. It's just. They have, though. He smiles a little bit more. <laughs> they retconned him. They're just like, he's not the same person he was in BVS or even really Man of Steel. But whatever. That's just the continuity problems of DC in general. Okay, I still want to see them fight. <laughs> uh, but he's fighting. Who? Who is the guy? The, the Mark Strong. Mark Strong. But what's his character's name? Doctor Something. Something. But he's super. I didn't know he was super strong. In the I don't know that either. Apparently, but it's still stupid that this, it's not Black Adam. Like you announced, The Rock is Black Adam like five years ago. Now you finally have a Shazam movie, and Shazam and Black Adam are like arch nemeses. That would have made the perfect movie, honestly. If it was Black Adam in the role as the villain here, because like, what, be, what are you saving the Rock for? The sequel. They could be doing anything where they let you like it's like a throwaway. But, it's like, but then why do you? Why did you, you again? You announced him like you announced the Rock well, as Black okay. Adam before you even announced Shazam. They don't have a plan. What part of <laughs> what part of they had no plan? Don't you understand? But maybe the plan now is to have a throwaway villain for Shazam's first outing because he's a kid still trying to figure out his powers. Which I also love in the trailer. When he's like has like the the flight test thing, and he jumps and immediately falls, and the strength test and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, they're doing a thing maybe like what Marvel does, where the first villain's like a throwaway villain, just to establish the hero, so we get more time and can care more about Billy Batson and Shazam. That way, when the sequel comes around, then we get a real fight between him and his real arch nemesis, like a Joker. Maybe, but I also kind of feel like. Because their plan is to have The Rock have his own Black Adam movie. That's stupid. Because he's going to be an anti-hero now. So it's That's like, stupid. if you're going to do that, introduce him now. 
Like start plant, start putting in your work now to make him a villain at first. Now he's not really a villain. He's misunderstood. Well, they've got to at least talk about there being another. Because like, like introducing the Rock, even though I don't know if that's true anymore, but like the original rumor was the Rock was going to be introduced as the villain in Suicide Squad too. That's fucking stupid. It's very fucking stupid. I hope that's not the case. But they got to at least touch upon Shazam giving his powers to predecessors. And if they don't at least tease the concept of a Black Adam, obviously not without showing The Rock, but like just che- tease like there was someone else before you, that'd be enough for me, I guess. And then for the sequel, I actually show him. You know what I'm saying? Like have like a, a scene where you see the back of him or something, mm-hmm. or you see the logo with, with the black backdrop of his costume or something. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just saying. And I mean, I like the relationship he had with his, with his, with his friend. Oh, the friend was funny. The um the moment where he's like, yeah, I've got a dark sense of humor. Well, I guess because I'm, I'm a handicapped and I'm an orphan. Like, I have it all, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, that was cute. Very. You have bullet immunity. That was a, so adorable. Is that bulletproof? You got yeah. bullet immunity? <laughs> I'm like, all right, RPG kids. <laughs> RPG kids. But I love it. And like the, the, the end moment where he's, he throws well first when he's like charging people's phones with logic powers yeah but your it, phone is charged your phone is charged <laughs> you just blew up the other guy's phone yeah well yeah, he's like oh yeah the bullet immunity you're dead and he throws him out the, the convenience store but then mm-hmm. they're walking out like drinking and eating snacks yeah and the girl walks by and he's like hey, hey I'm a I'm superhero, a superhero. <laughs> like if they have a, like, just all jokes like that so yeah so Zachary Levi I mean he's, he seems pretty good for this role even though that muscle pack I'm st- I don't know if I'm still it f- looks fake yeah it definitely look, looks fake but I can forgive it yeah I can't I, I, it's not distracting it's just it's like it's not distracting but you can definitely you tell it, yeah when you notice it it's like that ain't your real muscles and it's like it's weird though because he released an Instagram video of him like flexing he's like the muscle padding isn't fake like it's not muscle padding yeah it is and I'm like no you're, you've gotten bigger I could tell but you're not that but big but you're not that fucking big we as cosplayers we know what spandex does to your body yeah like you get you can have huge guns but when you put a spandex costume on that you you don't see the muscles like through the entire co- like every like curve of your muscles don't show through spandex or his chest is like out here and shit yeah I'm like come on dog you you got muscles yeah but you got padding on those muscles a lot of padding yeah and no shame because Henry Cavill and Batman do it too but they do but not I don't think it's not as, as much yeah I don't think it's as much it's not as much yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. but still great trailer great trailer great trailer the moment where he says Shazam he's walking and then he turns into Billy Batson in that same scene I mean Billy Batson turns into no, Shazam Billy yeah turns his- that was cool I was like, okay, yeah, I could see this being a fucking cool, sh- cool movie. Well, speaking of something that go might- DC. <laughs> I don't know if I'm there yet. I got wow. See the- I got to see the movie first. Watch movies suck. We <laughs> <laughs> we see all this praise, and then the movies are still trash. I was like, no. Speaking of something that might still be trash, but I'm hoping not. Just like I'm hoping not for these DC movies. Kind of, kind of teaser trailer, kind of trailer for Iron Fist season two, which drops. In September, I think. Iron Fist season two. It's like nothing to talk about. <laughs> he beats up a guy in an alleyway. Does it drop in September? Yeah, I think it drops in September. Yeah, it does. Which is kind of quick, but hey, whatever. So yeah, I'm beating up a guy in an alleyway. I will say the fight looked, the fight choreography looked way better than anything in season one. Was it really? I mean, okay, you're comparing it to season one. Yeah, so. I'm comparing it to season one. That's all. I'm, if it's a season two, that's the only thing I can compare it to. I don't know. I, it's hard for me to even give an accurate assessment of that. It was so quick. It's at a weird angle. 
Was it really Ooh, him? Look at him. Jordan's getting my bougie. I'm not getting I, bougie. I, do, I don't want to be hurt I do, again. I do, stunt, Fist. I do stunt choreography and that's not up to my level of specs. Mm. <laughs> do you ever finish Luke Cage? I did finish Luke Cage. We talked about it. Oh, yeah. Duh. Fuck it. Because <laughs> the scenes with him, Iron Fist, and that look better than that. Well, that's that was a much longer scene than what they showed yeah, in the That's what I'm saying. Like, I can't accurately say... I'll but even still, I can still say it looked better than season one. Okay. Even the fight that he had in Luke Cage season two looked better than anything he's done in season one. Facts. All right, I'll give you that. <laughs> Factuals. And I didn't realize Finn Jones was that tall. He's six feet. I didn't know he was he's that He's six feet tall? He's six feet tall. I didn't know wow. he was that tall. Yeah, I would not have guessed that. Yeah. But, I mean, whatever. I'll, I'm going to check How it. tall is Charlie Cox? Because like, when they fought... I think he's like 5'10". Was he looking up at Finn Jones when they fought? They probably do a Tom Cruise thing where he stands on the bucket. <laughs> oh yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know how to how, how tall is he? Charlie Cox is five ten. There you go. Yeah. You're exactly right. Mr. Prediction. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a prediction. It is a prediction. I said he's five ten and without knowing. <sighs> but anyway, so uh next trailer. A more in-depth trailer of Fantastic Beast and Where to Find Them, part two. I can't move against Grindelwald. It has to be you. In your shoes, I'd probably refuse to. It's late. Good evening, Newt. Oh, come on. You underestimate your talents, Mr. Scamander. Your arrogance is a key to our victory. Muggles are not lesser. Not disposable. You're too good, Newt. You never met a monster you couldn't love. Freedus! So it is confirmed. Ezra Miller is going to be in this movie because we saw him. Yeah, I saw him in the trailer. I mean, we got some and lines. We, we finally from, got um, to see Johnny Depp speak. Yeah, exactly. I was about to say that. We actually got lines from Johnny Depp this time around. It wasn't bad, but it was still like. I'm, I'm over Johnny Depp. Yeah, I'm just like, all right, Jack Sparrow. <laughs> yeah, basically. Just evil Jack Sparrow. Basically. Uh, I don't know. And seeing. uh, Like, why are these still called Fantastic Beasts? It seems like from this trailer, it's gonna almost... they're going to be beasts in this movie. That's just because they're there? Just because they're there, yeah. But it seems more like it's going to be Newt versus Grindelwald. That's like the crux of the... I've been saying that. I was like, there's no reason for this movie to be called Fantastic Beasts. Like, yeah. the first one was about, literally about that. But this one, it's like, as a, as we're going further down the line, because it's supposed to be seven of, seven of these movies... Oh, God, why seven? Yeah, there's going to be seven, because they want another Harry Potter franchise. But he is not Voldemort. He's not. But he is... Cause he's the he's the dark he's the Voldemort before Voldemort. So then don't make it about fucking Newt. Make it about Dumbledore. Exactly. That's what I want from the beginning. But whatever. We're gonna get. Yeah, we're, just, we're complaining. We're just always yeah, complaining. Yeah, we're getting we're getting Newt, and that's all we're gonna get in seven movies. How would you think about the trailer? I mean, it looked nice. <laughs> I'm not a huge Fantastic Beast guy. I'm not a Fantastic like I want to see Dumbledore. So every time you show me Dumbledore, and it's like I can't go against Grindelwald, you have to, and it's like why. You say why? <laughs> and 
I'm because I think I think about the first I think about Harry Potter Order of Phoenix when he fought Voldemort mm. and how epic that, how epic that fight was. Oh, and I'm like, so now, good! Now you got Dumbledore in his prime and you're not doing shit with him. Nope. So yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think about something to say. But I'm just like, I I don't care about any of it. Like I don't. I care because I'm a fan of Ezra Harry, Miller's bag. I care because I'm a fan of the Harry Potter world. But at the same time, it's like you're not focusing on the characters that I want you to focus on. Like I wasn't a fan of Newt in the even in the first movie. Yeah, like, I like the, the side character. Yeah, more. I like the side characters uh, more. What's his name? Dan Fogler. Dan Fogler. Yeah. Fogler. Fogel. Fogler. And uh, the chick whose name I can't remember. So I guess I wasn't that much of a fan. <laughs> <laughs> And they completely undid that entire and ending plus the world, of the, the world first of, one. The world of Harry Potter, I'm a fan of. But we're just, but it's just like we've done it. Like we're just doing Voldemort again. That's all this is. Apparently not. No, it's Grindelwald. But he's Voldemort. I don't know, I, I, maybe that's why I feel so like burnt out on Harry Potter. Because like, yeah, oh, but you're not burnt out on Dragon Ball. Oh, we've done it again. Yeah, but I still want it. Ugh. That's a good point. <laughs> Touche, salesman. <laughs> Cause explosions and big guys fighting. <laughs> like I can turn my brain off for that. Like I'm not saying Dragon Ball is like an amazing series, but like fighting, I'm okay with that. <laughs> Harry Potter is like what sold me on Harry Potter was the magic of the world and the characters and their relationships. But I, you took away my favorite characters from the series. And now we're doing the same story again, but with characters I don't care about. Like, you know, what I mean? so it's like a retread, but just worse. So I'm like, I don't. I'm not excited about that. <laughs> Sorry for all you Harry Potter fans out there. They're like, what? Yeah, they're raging at it the It was podcast. my favorite trailer from San Diego Comic Con. I'm like, oh, well, sorry. <laughs> well, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> so, something that there's more to talk about in this. Glass trailer. But what I am questioning is your belief that you are something more than human. <laughs> and yet, it is true. My bones break easily. I've had 94 breaks in my life. But you have an extraordinary IQ. This is not a cartoon. This is the real world. No way. And yet, some of us still don't die with bullets. Some of us can still bend steel. I have been waiting for the world to see that we exist. May I meet the beast? I hope for your sake that he likes you. That sounds like the bad guys teaming up. A lot of people are going to die. Don't do this. Are you ready? What do we call you, sir? First name, Mr. Last name, Glass. Um, I like the trailer. Yeah, I like the trailer. I funny enough though, I I've seen Unbreakable, but it's been so long, I don't really remember that much about it. So I'll have I mean, to go I'm I'll have to go boat. back. I'll have to go back and rewatch. All you remember is that He's really strong. He survived. He was the only person that survived the train crash. Mm-hmm. And, and Samuel he, Jackson can break easily. Yes, and he's his his kryptonite is water. Oh, see, I don't even remember that. 
Yeah, there's like a whole thing where he fights some guy in a pool at the end of the first movie and he almost dies because he can't swim is what it is, I think, or something like that. But that's basically his kryptonite, water. So he can't take showers is basically what you're saying. I guess. <laughs> so he smells. <laughs> but I think it's cool that he's been doing vigilanteism since the end of Unbreakable. And from this trailer, it looks like they've all been captured or something somehow. And they're all in like an insane asylum. Uh-huh. I was kind of wondering. I'm like, so what was he? What has he been doing all this time? Since it's taking place in real time. Being vigilante. Yeah. It seems like. Meanwhile, like Mr. Glass is like the Lex Luthor of this operation while... Uh, what's it? The was the beast is kind of like the doomsday, because mm-hmm. there's some scenes in the trailer where they look like they're fighting. And I'm like, yes, this is gonna be awesome. But you also still get to see the other personalities show up. Yes, which is cool. Yeah, I, I mean, I I really like. I I did enjoy Split. I did too. So I'm, I'm really hyped for this movie, and it's so. I think it's just a testament. And again, he didn't plan for this, but the fact no, that not at all. In my Shamlan was able to backpedal his way into a superhero franchise, like, right as superheroes became huge. Because he wanted Avatar to be his franchise. And, no. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I vote no. The last airbender. The world was, voted no. The, the universe, the <laughs> multiverse voted, voted no. Because that shit was the garbages of garbage. Oh, yeah. But this looks good. I mean, and again, like, he didn't, it wasn't something that was planned initially, but it worked out in a way that, Dude, you, you're making your comeback right alongside the superhero boom, and you have your own superhero universe. How, how many, yeah, other than have, Marvel... You don't have to latch on to, like, the DC, or like, hey, can I direct the next Thor movie? Yeah, you made so your you own have, superhero yeah, you your own superverse. That's cool, because then, then who knows where this movie's going to go? Like, maybe they're going to introduce more superpower people. Maybe we're going to get inklings of other threats, maybe other heroes. Maybe you branch off into a comic. Yeah, I mean, that'd be interesting. I, I'm excited. Speaking of comics, first name Mister, last name Glass. <laughs> speaking of comics, we could all we could latch these all together. But Arrowverse, verse, verse, Arrowverse, yeah, released their trailers for San Diego Comic Con. Took satellite. It wasn't just me who took it down. Who was it? Another speedster. Hi, we need to talk. Uh, who are you? I'm your daughter, Nora, from the future. Anybody need a refill? Just me? People call me XS. It's a nickname you gave me when I was a kid. And I'm kind of stuck here now. So anybody know what to do? Morning, 4587. Beautiful day. Lights out! Oliver's been five months, man. Being out of control, I know it's not your strong suit. Focusing on what I can't control. Keep my head down. Avoid conflict. Not fighting back. Never been who you were. Star City continues to employ a zero tolerance policy against any and all acts of vigilantism. There have been no vigilantes in this city for five months. 
as to the identity of this unknown assailant. This is someone new. Oliver asked us to carry on. Sometimes people just need something to believe in. I have to fight back. Oliver Queen took everything from me. I'm gonna enjoy taking everything from him. And really with the exception of, because I guess they haven't started shooting yet, but well, kind of, but with the exception of like Arrow and The Flash, the other shows didn't really show much of any, especially Supergirl. Supergirl showed the least of the least. I only watch Arrow and Flash, so I don't, I can't even speak on the Yeah, those, ones. who cares? Okay. But yeah, Arrow and Flash. I enjoyed both those trailers. I think Arrow, surprisingly. I enjoyed Arrow more. Yeah, I think Arrow more so than Flash. The Flash, I was still, I was kind of rolling my eyes a little bit. <laughs> well, yeah. Because <laughs> it's a continuation of the Iris. And, and maybe maybe that's why you lean so heavy on the Barry-Irish relationship last season. Just so they're established to the point where you can have the drama of having their daughter be a character in the show. But like, and also there was talk about them introducing another Harrison Wells, and maybe he's not as trustworthy as the last one. I saw Eunice post something about there being a rumor that if Cicada doesn't work out, which is teased at the end of the trailer, which just seems like another fucking Zoom, a masked guy, but yet he has a lightning bolt yeah, he has dagger. a lightning bolt. Yeah. Or energy powers. Or like, unless he uses... And there was this moment where... Because I'm, I'm assuming the, the dagger is because he took the lightning from the TV. Or electricity yeah. from the TV. I don't know what that means. He has electricity powers. I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, I mean, they show a moment where Kid Flash is in a suit. So you know it's episode one because he's gone. What? If, I, or maybe that was last season. Was it? Well, they showed all new scenes, didn't they? No, there were some scenes from last 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 season. Oh, fuck, really? Damn. So it might, that might even be this season. Because, look, here's the thing. The character Sakata, he kills people that Barry saved in the comics. If you want to do something like shocking, and I, I know this is like, really? Is this your suggestion? Yes, this is my suggestion. Kill Wally. Kill Wally. Kill Wally. Just do it. There's no reason to keep him around. That'll give some real threat level to the villain. That'll create ripples within the show that could create some genuine drama. Well, though, they don't give a fuck about Wally. <laughs> so if he dies, they'll be like, oh, oh, oh well, anyway. yeah, oh, that sucks. <laughs> I don't know. That would that would do something. I don't know. I, I, you could argue you want to leave the door open for him for the future, but I don't really. I don't. I don't. I don't care to see him show up for some crossover one day. Yeah, I was gonna, I'm and like, have I him just get beat up like at the end of the scene. So it's like there's no point. So if you're gonna get rid of, like, I don't West, even know if he wants to come back at this point. Exactly. So just kill him. I, I hope they do. I I'm saying it now on the podcast. I hope Sakata kills uh, Wally West because he's black. He's too black. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> No, nah, because if you're going to not use the character, if not going to do him justice, at least have his death mean something on the show. And you know what? If you want to bring him back, have him be a multiverse Wally West, who's exactly the Wally West we all wanted to come, like wanted in the show one day to come back. Have him be in the silver suit. That'd be fucking awesome. But this Wally, kill him. <laughs> kill him. You, you misused him, now you can't have him anymore. Um, but yeah, Sakata's a villain. From they show in the trailer, it looks just like Zoom. Just a masked evil dude, or or Prometheus, or, um, yeah, I guess Prometheus. And they're saying that this guy, even though they just said it was the Thinker, and they said it was Zoom, and they said it was Hunter, he's going to be the most dangerous 
Oh, all he's Flash the, villains. He's the most dangerous now. He's the most dangerous. Dude with dagger. Yes. <laughs> Electric dagger is the most well, dangerous. We don't know what else he can do. I don't know. Oh, but I was saying, um, Eunice said. That's why I had to get uh, super deep and soft. Okay. Because he's the most dangerous. Okay. Well, there's a rumor that if audiences don't like him, that at the halfway point of the season, they'll bring in reverse Flash. So if that's the case. How about you just do that now? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I already don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> but it'd be cool to finally see the origin of Reverse Flash. Like you know, his his actual origin in this universe. But also kind of makes me wonder though, how would they do that? Like how would you gauge whether audiences know like him or not Internet. to the point that you can... Yeah, but those episodes will already be filmed. By, by the time we start watching the series, they'd probably be at the halfway point. You know what I mean? Or, or getting toward the halfway point. Because it, it also says to me that you don't really have a plan, though. Because wouldn't you want to plan? Cause it, they could have multiple plans. Just like with uh, Marvel and when Spider-Man was in the ether, whether or not he was going to be in Civil War. But they had a contingency plan, just in case. All right. I'll give it to you. Yeah, I'm just saying. I, hey, I... I mm, Jordan's defending DC. <laughs> <laughs> Is this hell on Earth? Is this the apocalypse? You've changed. <laughs> Traitor. <laughs> Um, but but I say all this, but I wasn't like you said. It looked like it looked interesting, but all the stuff with Barry Iris and the kid, I'm just like, kids ruin shows, Michael. Okay, even if it's a future kid. I was gonna say she, she's not really a kid, but uh, it's still a future kid. And if they get into the, her Iris being pregnant, <sighs> don't do that. She's stuck in the, she's stuck in the present. She mm. can't go back to the future. Because the hyper time was destroyed. Oh, with Hunter Solomon. But yeah, with Arrow, I actually enjoy it more because they show, what's this? Actual ramifications from the last season that stick for a while? What? It can't be. He's actually still in prison. Yeah, he's still in prison. He's fighting people saw, in prison. You saw a bunch of villains from, uh, like, uh, what's his face? The wrestler, Cody Rhodes. Oh, yeah, that's true. He was there. A couple of people that, uh, excuse me, that Oliver put in prison showed up. Yeah. So it was nice to see those. It was nice to see them back. I have a feeling that the vigilante that's going around, I'm like, that's Roy, probably. That's that's my guess. Yeah. Like, who else could it be? Yeah, who else could it be? Unless they bring back. Because uh, they already announced that he's coming back. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say Tommy Oliver, but that wasn't. Tommy Oliver. What's Tommy Merlin? Tommy but that Merlin. wasn't even really him. So never mind. Yeah. It has to be Roy. That's the only option. It has to be Roy. <laughs> yeah. But like, they even keep it kind of a mystery. They don't reveal it in the trailer. It's like, oh, who's this new Green Arrow guy? And the other characters haven't been vigilante since he's been in jail for five or six months. Five months, yeah. yeah. I like that. I'm digging it. And he's looking more and more like Green Arrow. Now his beard's even longer since he's been in prison this entire time. Keeping his hair, his hair is even shorter. Yeah. I'm digging it. He looks a little bit like uh, Rick from The Walking Dead nowadays, but... <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, but I'm digging it. He looks, but he looks way more ripped. Yeah, he does. He, look, he looks more jacked. Yeah, he's been, he's been really in prison working out. Yeah, I was going to say, it's that prison... Don't drop the soap. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm into it. And Diaz is still alive, unfortunately. Yeah, we're not going to talk about yeah, that. I hope they kill him right away. Speaking of something else I'm kind of into, because I was a fan. I haven't, Even though I haven't finished the series, I'm, I'm still a fan of it. Star Wars, The Clone Wars. All right, Rex. What's so important that you brought us all the way back here? Hello, Master. It's been a while. Mm. Coming back. They resurrected the series. They resurrected the series. 
But it's going to the Disney streaming service. But it's the final season, right? It's going to be the final season. Maybe. Because they didn't really end They it. say it's going to be the final season. But if it's really popular, they could stretch that out a little bit more. Well, from the way the trailer started... Because you, looked- you think about it. Why would they only bring something back for just one se- They say it's the final season, but I doubt it. Well, they didn't wrap it up originally. No, it got because it got canceled. Yeah. But they might say, oh, well, we got a story for two more seasons. Oh, people like it. No, we got three more seasons. I just want to see how the char- how Darth Maul becomes like a freaking like mafia leader or whatever and he Solo. is. Yeah, and Solo. Because they never talked about that at all. And no. I also want to see... What happens with Ahsoka and Anakin's relationship before he becomes Darth Vader? Yeah, like those—that's the only the only real questions I still had for the series. So if they tell me that, and I hadn't really watched um, all of Clone Wars, I've seen a lot of episodes, but I haven't watched them all the way through. What I need to do is go back and there's, there's like a list of like all the important episodes of Clone Wars that don't have like the filler or the episodic ones. Uh-huh. I might go back and watch it with that list. I've seen all of them until like. I've seen like a couple episodes in season five, and then that's when I stopped. Again, I got distracted, but at least I got up to season five. Mm. But there's but there's also another list that shows you if you're gonna watch all the episodes, the order that you should watch them. Like you shouldn't watch them season one, episode one, season two, ep- I mean season one, episode two, three, four, five, six. It's like you start from like the episode like 15 of season one and then you watch the movie then you watch like episode four then you watch episode like 20 then you watch episode two it's uh, granted it's not the exact order but i'm just giving an example yeah until you get like to season five then you watch a season five episode one two three four five until you get to season six mm. okay check it out but yeah so finally final trailer that Jordan wants to talk about. Finally, God, it's like a gauntlet of trailers to get to the main topic. Which I'm just like the best one. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> what are you talking about? It was trailer was great. I watched this trailer, Godzilla King of Monsters. I was like, our world is changing. The mass extinction we feared has already begun, and we are the cause. We are the infection. Long live the king. All right, what's the point? <laughs> what do you mean, what's the point? What, no, no, you got to explain yourself. You can't even say shit like that and not actually what's have a reason. Point? Who gives a fuck? What do you mean? What are you talking about? I'm like, what is the story? What do you mean, what's the story? Where's the romance? Is Godzilla going to have a, 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 a... Romance? Yeah, give me, God, give me Mrs. Godzilla. <laughs> I'm just trolling you right now. <laughs> If I had a gun, I would shoot you in the face. What are you talking about? Like toothless and in, 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 in how to get away with. Uh, I was about to say how to get away with murder. Yeah, what? <laughs> toothless and how to train your dragon three. He gets a, a Mrs. Toothless. First of all, it's it's my girl from Stranger Things. So as long as they don't kill her right off the bat, I'm already more interested in this movie than I was in the first one. Because Brian Cranston was an interesting hook in the first movie, but well, they didn't do died. shit with him. Yeah, and I doubt they're gonna kill her. So as long as she stays alive, I'm happy. I want. Does this but connect like, to the other Godzilla movie? I'm wondering. Yeah, it's like it's it looks like a continuation. 
But I like it looks like a kind of like a time skip where the the monsters are now like running rampant. Like they're trying to find these titans that will bring about about the apocalypse of the world. Looks like because it opens what looks like a scene from Stranger Things, like season three of Stranger Things. That monster, that tentacle monster, came back, but now it's King Motherfucking Ghidorah, <laughs> which actually would be a really fucking cool crossover. What was that creature with the giant wings? Which one? That they showed in it. It was only one, not they, there's, they showed the, there's three monsters in this have giant four. Actually, I think every monster but Godzilla has giant wings. There's a, ro- a rodent. Well, I think in the trailer, they only show one with giant wings. The big butterfly wings? Yeah. That's Mothra. I don't know. That's like the only good, quote unquote, good monster in the Godzilla universe. Really. No, Godzilla was good. Well, he's like an anti-hero. But Mothra, if, if Godzilla ever goes bad, Mothra is usually the good guy. I'm sure not gonna have like the weird singing tiny midget Japanese twins that sing Mothra's praises and resurrect it in this but I mean we are Siamese kinda that's kinda what they do in the in the original Japanese versions um but it's Rodan which is a big terror active monster that they kinda show in a couple of scenes that's the one monster they clearly show in a couple of scenes um and I like the, the the illusion to fire Rodan which is where he's like he's on fire in a scene um, King Ghidorah, which is the giant three-headed dragon, Mothra, which is a giant moth, and Godzilla. So it looks like a, in a world that these monsters are like referred to as titans, and they're literally bringing about the apocalypse for just them fighting. It looks like this, the, the scenes. I, I don't really know what's going on in any of the, the scenes they cut to, but they all look apocalyptic. Even the opening scene where she's closing that door and a giant like wave of like smoke goes over the entire city. It's freaking dope. Friggin' I mean, dope. Yeah, I mean, it looks nice. It's like they follow Godzilla back to his like his underwater home, whatever, and are like examining. I, I'm sure it's like the beginning of the movie, like searching for Godzilla underwater. Because like, you know, a giant monster goes to the ocean. You're not gonna send no submarines after it, try and find out where it's going. Like, what what's up with that? No, you can't. Let's <laughs> all ignore can, giant monster people. He goes too deep. No, <laughs> but I'm just I'm excited. The, the way they the the music. The the epic score, the way they tease the monsters. Oh guys, you hear that? Jordan's excited. You know what that means? The no! movie's gonna the movie's gonna be trash. No, <laughs> if it's trash, I'm gonna riot. Because <laughs> this actually looks cool. They and they changed the aesthetic of all the monsters to kind of be in line with those mudos from the first movie. So they all look kind of like vaguely electro electric kind of. They all have like weird like electric energy things going through them. I don't know, I'm excited. Fuck you. Okay. <laughs> cool. Godzilla shot wanna, that fire breath into the air. Yeah, I want to see it. I'm not saying I don't want to see it, but I'm not like, oh, Godzilla. Nah, man. When they showed King Ghidorah's silhouette and my man said, I don't know these names. All na- hail the king. I don't know these names. You don't know who King Ghidorah is, my what dude? Is, what is that? The giant golden dragon with three heads. It, it's He's like Godzilla's ultimate foe. Hail Hydra. <laughs> I mean, kind of. <laughs> but when Godzilla roared and the fucking helicopters and shit came out from behind him, I was like, yeah! I'm so down. I'm so down. And this is like what... Okay, it could go two ways. They could show too much and not make it as impactful as Pacific Rim Uprising 2 did. Because that movie showed a lot of fighting with giant robots. Not a lot of kaiju versus robots, which is stupid. But they showed a lot of fighting, and then it, yeah, it was like it was like rocket socket robots. Like there was no weight to their movements. So like, it, Rick and Rock and Rock and Rick, stick that sword into that snake. Whoa. Okay. What? <laughs> That's Aladdin. All right. Sure. <laughs> but 
as long as they keep it grounded with the fights, but have Godzilla actually shown, I think that remedy the only thing, the only real problem I had with that first one, which was that it was boring at points because you kept following Sean, Quicksilver, and Quicksilver, and uh, Scarlet Witch making out. Yeah, fucking lame, boring. I didn't give a fuck about Quicksilver in that movie. Wag. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I don't know. It, it, this could be way better than the first. Because now it's a giant monster brawl. Four monsters. Iconic monsters. Not just generic mudos or whatever the hell those monsters were in the first one. This is what I wanted from the first movie. So, I'm excited. I'm excited. It's going to be bad. Man, if it's bad. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's for as boring as the first Godzilla was, when he bro- breathed fire into that thing's throat. Oh, that was the best part of the movie. I was still like, woo! <laughs> That was the best part of the movie. Yeah. Gave him a deep throat. <laughs> Come shot down the throat. Gross. <laughs> Meanwhile, uprising fucking Pacific Rim. I'm going to punch you really hard. I'm like, oh, God, so stupid. <laughs> I mean, that's how the Power Rangers used to win when they became Power Rangers Ninja. No, Power Rangers had power swords and shit like that. that no, was cool. when they became Ninja, that's how they would defeat the villain. They would like go up and fly down with the punch, with the power punch. Oh, you mean the show? Yeah. I fuck it was, that was stupid too. Power Rangers Ninja. That's Power how they, Sword. <laughs> that's how they defeat the villains in the mo- in the movie or uh, the show. <laughs> I mean, the movie, they kicked Ivan News in the balls and threw him into a meteor. <laughs> Which I thought didn't make any sense because he was in robot form. So I'm like, you mean the Mantis has nuts? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and then why do they have a button for that? Shut up. <laughs> Stop ruining my Breaking childhood. out the emergencies. What are you doing? You shouldn't do this, Aisha. It's an emergency. What we needed. Take it care of business. Dick kick button. <laughs> I'm like, all right. Hit the dick button. <laughs> Whatever. <sighs> Don't hate. It's stupid. So, next thing. Before we jump into the dark part of this universe or this podcast, let me just say this real quick. Okay. Cloak and Dagger has been renewed for season two. We weren't sure about that. So, Woo! yay, for Cloak and Dagger. Now... On to the darkness. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, some controversial news. <laughs> so, yeah. So, James Gunn, director of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1. Okay. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Yes. People's and he was going movies. to be the director of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Was? Well. What do you mean, Michael? Yeah. As James, if I don't know. <laughs> after the internet's been set aflame. James Gunn has been fired. Fired? <laughs> From Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. But why, Mike? Because... He's such a sweet man. Is he, though? (laughs) (laughs) Because tweets have resurfaced online. Resurfaced? You mean dug up? No, they. I'll get. I'll get into that. Now, dug up. (laughs) But they they resurfaced basically about him making a bunch of pro pedophilia jokes, pro rape jokes. Whoa, 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 whoa. Talking about how Phrasing. They're not pro-pedophilia and pro-rape. Saying, I want a little boy to touch me in my silly place. That's not pro that. That, that, Saying you're pro that would be like, I am for Nambla. I am for pedophilia. Okay, well. He's making jokes that have... But no, but the way way you phrase that is how a lot of news sources are phrasing it. And that completely sheds a different light on what the things he's saying. Well, let me re... Okay, I'll rephrase it. He's making pedophilia jokes, basically. Yeah. Pedophilia (laughs) jokes. Oh, yes, he's doing that. (laughs) Very much so. And then a disturbingly lot. Like like, a lot. Like some of them... Because... Because a lot of people were saying, well, they were a decade ago. Some were, granted, still, it's still a couple years ago, but somewhere as recent as 2011. Yeah, so like eight to ten years. Yeah. Yeah. And so he got fired. And the reason I say it resurfaced is because 
granted, let me let me let me get this out the way. His comments were trash. I don't agree with them. Fuck those comments. You mean his the thing the tweets? The tweets, okay. yeah. Oh, they mean like his apology or something. But the reason I say they resurface is because in doing my research about this, I didn't realize that these came up before yep. when he did Guardians of the Galaxy One. Before they he they came out. Yeah, before before Guardians of the Galaxy. Which you know when was, he, when, he, when he was announced to be directing Guardians of the Galaxy One, which obviously was part of Disney's vetting process. Yeah, and so he apologized for them back then. And so for them to be coming up again now, and then also on top of that, to find out that the reason that they that they came up in the first place is because some guy, I don't know if you're familiar with Alex Jones. Yeah. Oh, it was Alex Jones? No, it wasn't Alex Jones, but it's somebody like him that, that follows Alex Jones and all the other stuff. Oh, fuck. A, name, uh... a conservative website. They're basically mad that Roseanne got fired because of her tweets. So and James Gunn's a very vocal anti-Trump. Yeah, he's a very vocal again. anti-Trump uh, uh uh, activists on Twitter, and so uh, the the guy the conservative website basically released a tweet saying, you know, hey guys, if you see Alex Jones, I mean, if you see uh, James Gunn at Comic Con this this weekend, approach him with these tweets and you know talk and and you know uh, protest James Gunn because he released these tweets, but yeah, Disney didn't Disney isn't firing him, but yet they fired Roseanne. So basically, it's just about revenge a against James Gunn because he's yeah. anti-Trump it's and political. they're mad about Roseanne. Which yeah. I'm like, it's not the same thing. Because I'm like, yeah, James Gunn said the tweets, and it's and, and it's been re- as recent as 2011, but it's been like eight years. He hasn't exhibited. He, we don't. I don't know what the fuck he's saying in the privacy of his own home. But in terms of publicly, he hasn't released any of these comments publicly. Whereas Roseanne, she has a she has a pattern of saying this stuff, and she got caught with her hand in a cookie jar. It's not like Disney or Disney. Well, yeah, it is Disney. ABC fired her because it's like, oh, we discovered some tweets that she released 20 years ago. It's like, no, she got fired from tweets that she released that day. I'd also argue that it's different because unlike. Uh Unlike with the uh, James Gunn, Roseanne had a target. There was actually a victim of the thing she was saying. She was targeting what she was saying towards somebody. She was calling someone else, likening someone else as a monkey. Uh-huh. Like so, there actually was a direct victim. And this, he's just tweeting into the air. He's just making really off-color, terrible jokes. But there's not any, like, there's no actual victim. It's just if you take offense to the things he said. So at first, when I when I first heard about the news, I was like. Okay, I kind of get it from a business standpoint because this is before I knew anything other than just he released the tweets. Well, first I, I heard about it before he actually got fired. Like I saw the the, the, the tweets were sur- resurfaced and people were blasting him online. See, I didn't know anything. The first time I heard about it is when he got fired. Mm-mm. I, I heard about it before that, and then when he got fired, that's when it blew up completely. So did so really Disney made it bigger. Yeah, than Disney it was. definitely made it bigger than it was because yeah. I didn't know about it before then, and because he released an apology before he even got fired. Yeah, so he immediately, first, very, very quickly, like so it was I, immediate that he released an apology. Yeah, so at first I was like, okay, I don't know if I don't know if he should have been fired, being that it was like almost ten years ago. But at the same time, I'm like, eh, those tweets were pretty fucking disgusting, pretty disgusting. But then as I learned more about it, and then also the circumstances of why of how these tweets resurfaced, and then learning that these came up again when he did for the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie, I'm like, there's no point to fire because he already we already went through this already. He already apologized for him back That's almost 10 years ago. Being fired for something that was already known, especially by Disney definitely knew. There was no way Disney didn't know. Yeah, cuz this was a controversy when he first got hired. Yeah. So it's a thing where like that just shows you the difference in our current 
like social media climate or like just our, our the current climate of our culture right now as opposed to what it was back when Guardians of the Galaxy 1 came out. Right now we're definitely in the throes of the Me Too hysteria to the point where people were coming like that I saw people clamoring for him to be fired before he got fired. And I was like there's no way he's going to be fired for this. But then next morning James Gunn is fired. So that that's definitely like a testament to how much this this movement has affected our our current social climate. Because also with that, I see people say, "Oh, the people that are defending James Gunn in his comments, you're just a pro rapist and a pot and pro pedophile." It's like, oh, dude, he hasn't been a, as far as far as I know. But people until, are unless talking. Somebody, yeah, unless somebody comes out, and that's why I was like, "Yeah, I'm glad you called me out on the comments because I because I the way I, I said this too, where I was like, unless somebody comes out and accuses him of pedophilia." Or somebody accuses him of rape. There's no accusation. There's no there's no accusation. So it's like people calling him a pedophile and a rapist. It's like people, no. But, but here's the it's thing: like the South way you Park, reported South Park. That's why I was like, I'm glad you called me out on it because I'm like. But, but that's what people people have been. I've been talking to people about it that didn't know that he wasn't a pedophile. People literally people people online are, are, are venomous. Like oh, he's a pedophile. He deserves everything he got. But then I've talked to people in the real world where just from seeing all that's been reported on. They think that he is a pedophile without having any other information. And it's like, yo, we're treating this, we're, we're taking a noose to this guy worse or if just as bad as we did with Kevin Spacey, who had real allegations brought against him. So it's like, yo, we're living in this climate where like it's immediately the fuck him climate. Like it's yeah. just immediately, no, it doesn't matter if there's evidence, if there's even the, like, the, court, the, the court of public opinion, it's like once you're exactly. found guilty, it doesn't matter. Yeah, you're just as bad as a pedophile. Yeah, you're just as bad as a pedophile or a rapist. But it's like... Even just comments. Yeah, these aren't even... And again, that's not to defend his comments at all. And and then also, I'll say... at the same time, it's like, why is it that he... uh, Granted, he's not in jail or anything like that, but at the same time, I still... uh, Why is it that he's, he's facing harsher criticism than fucking Brock Turner, who literally raped someone, and he got only like three months in jail, and he pretty much got the rest of his life back? Granted, I know J- uh, James Gunn isn't in jail or anything like that, but still, it's like he f- he's facing worse. I feel like he's getting it worse than somebody that actually committed this rape. Is, this is like a career destroyer. 16 people came out and accused the president of sexual assault, and he's fine. Yeah, it's like this weird hypocrisy of like when we apply these rules into who and how. And like, you can argue that because of these are like pedophilic jokes, that it's he's working for Disney, so just to distance themselves completely... From this whole thing. Josh Brolin was arrested in 2004 for beating his wife. Should he be fired as Thanos? I mean, fuck Johnny Depp. He's been accused of the same thing for his wife, and he's being Grindelwald or whatever in Fantastic Beasts. Like, yeah, I, I'm with you on this. <laughs> I, I, like, I want to know what your opinion was because I look. I saw a thing. I made a comment about this on some post on online. I was just like fired though. Like you could give him probation, or you could like say what you want about him, or something. But not but even fired. probation. I feel like wouldn't because I feel like Disney knows this. I think really they're just trying to save face. But I, it is honestly, 100% that. I feel like Disney firing him made it a bigger story than what it would have actually been. It did, and it also said he not gotten fired. It, it did, and it also set a precedent of like now. Because like, how far back do you go? Because really, if you want to talk, Disney has a, a history of being oh, ra- Disney has a history of being racist as made. fuck. Yeah. So it's like, should they fire themselves? But now this is the thing where, like, if you're targeted and you have a shady past, even if you've apologized, even if you're not accused of anything, if you can get the public to be like, fuck that guy, you're ground for being fired. Yeah, truth of the matter is, we've all said things that if we've been famous or in... And I'm not even talking about this podcast. I'm just talking about in life in general. Yeah. 
and if, if it was said in public or whatever the fuck the case may like I know white people that say around just around their friends uh, we call each other nigger yeah but you'd be fired if, if you were famous out. you'd be fired yeah and I don't know I, what freaks me out is just like the precedent in setting and this is I got hate for it and this is what I was saying before when I said I said something about this online it's like he shouldn't have been fired it's ridiculous um, a lot of people agree with me I got like 400 something likes or something wherever I posted it but then like I saw in one of the co- replies and it's like 100 replies in but someone like, listens to the podcast apparently was like I'm a friend of yours but you constantly defend these creeps like Stan Lee and Chris Hartwick and now James Gunn so I wanted to get your opinion on this because I'm like I feel like that's not fair because I'm just remarking on the fact that we're creating a dangerous precedent now. This is exactly what I was talking about with the Chris Hardwick stuff that I mentioned, where how far do you go with the Me Too movement? Because it's creating a hysteria. It's creating a modern-day witch hunt. Like, And James Gunn is, I think, the perfect example. Like, yeah, I was going to say, I don't even think James, James Gunn's not in the same ballpark as the Chris Hardwick thing. Like, granted, the Chris Hart, the Chris Hardwick thing isn't some an actual person accusing him of something, as opposed to just making a joke or a tweet. But this is the There's- slippery slope that you create with things like the Chris Hardwick thing. That's why I even said it on that episode. I was like, like, look, if he did what he did, great, and he deserves not have his show or whatever. And props to her for coming out and speaking her truth. But it creates a slippery slope that we can get things like this James Gunn thing. Where you don't have to have facts. You don't have to have evidence. And this, you don't even have to have accusations. It's just if you get the if you call somebody a rapist and enough people say, yeah, I think he's a rapist, then he just loses his job. And it's not just his job, he loses his career, he loses his good name. You strip everything from a person. Cause like people want to see the fall. People love when somebody rises, but what they want to see more, more when you fall. So it's like if this is the precedent we're setting trust believe there are going to be more James Gunn situations coming down the line because I'm like how many less and less evidence I'm like how many jokes have Trey Parker and uh, and, uh, what's his name from South Park oh yeah for sure well the difference is like South Park I can't defend James Gunn's tweets at all but like they can make pedophile jokes and like racial jokes and all that stuff because at the end of the day their episodes have like meaning like there's some kind of point or message they're trying to get across with those with that dirty humor or that dark humor you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. This was just James Gunn just made fucking weird like uh, analogies of fucking boys and shit just cause like it was doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. Like and and then that, that's another thing. Like I'm kind of defending James Gunn on the fact that I don't think he should have been fired, but at the same time, when you see like the mon like the, oh, yeah, that's the, the collage, saying. like you look at the tweets, of all the things that he wasn't said, even, it wasn't even all of them. It was just like a small handful. And granted, they're over. There were like years. over ten thousand tweets. Well, we don't know what all the content those 10,000 tweets were. People like to throw that out there like, oh, he deleted 10,000 tweets. But that could have been a knee-jerk reaction to like, well, people can go dig into my past. I'm going to delete all the tweets I've made from this date to this date rather than comb through all of them. You know what I mean? Like, what kind of manpower does he have to comb through 10,000 tweets and delete all the ones that are like... It might not have been him. He might have had a staff go through. Kind of like politicians. They don't actually read the bills that they're going to sign. They have staffers read the bills Maybe. and just give them the, the spark notes. Maybe, but you're guessing. You don't really know if all no, 10,000 no, no, of those no. tweets are bad. But, but yeah, people throw that around. But just the fact that, like, yeah, it might be over a couple of years or whatever, but when you put them all next to each other, it's like... I get your provocateur, whatever he says you were, but there's a lot of jokes about here about little boys. It's 
It raises it. It does raise an eyebrow. It's oh, like it definitely uh, raises an eyebrow. Are you joking about something that maybe you're thinking about? It definitely raises. Something? It definitely <laughs> raises an eyebrow. And truth of the matter is, I wouldn't let him watch my kids. No. But at the same time, it's like unless somebody comes out and like, I feel like it's different than like Roseanne calling somebody, you know, a monkey or you know, calling somebody the N word. I, I don't. I don't think it's the same. Why? Because. Like, there's a difference between trying to say something in a joking manner. And, I mean, I agree with you. I'm just, I'm and just asking. Trying to say something in what you call a joking manner and your actual behavior. Like, mm-hmm. even, like, I don't... Well, but no, but you could... Roseanne could use the excuse that she was joking, too. I think the difference no. is that she was literally calling... She was talking to somebody and calling them out. He was just making jokes. Just, just off-the-cuff, random off the top of the brain jokes at no one in particular. So the only people that could be offended are just people who happen upon his tweets and go like, I don't like that at all. But like, you can't fire somebody over something offensive that they say to no one. I don't think. I mean, you can't Disney. Could, you could fire. Disney's I mean, a it's within the right to fire anybody they want, but I'm saying, but it does set a dangerous precedent precedent. That's what I was saying. Josh Brolin was arrested in 2004 for beating his for supposedly domestic abuse against Diane Lane, I think her name is. I don't know. I just feel like none of it should be brought up. Like especially after it's been dealt with. What when was Guardians one? Five years ago. It was already dealt with five years ago. So why? What mm-hmm. makes now different than then? I, I tell you right now. Because again, the like my point is, it's not the difference like, is the the climate, the the Me Too hysteria, and that's what it is. But the then hysteria. the thing is, it make the thing that also kind of makes me upset is the the person that brought this into the forefront. Had an agenda. He, he not only did he have an agenda, he's made he's made tweets, and these weren't oh, jo- worse. Yeah. These weren't these weren't jokes. Like he's talking about the date rape doesn't exist. Yeah, there's no such thing. But as he's date not rape. on trial. <laughs> that's James my point. But that's yeah. my point. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, like, like I said, like it, the difference between then and now is the Me Too hysteria, which is a movement created for all the right reasons, but it's created a guilty until proven innocent mentality, especially online. So like yeah, the Chris Hardwick thing, it is just like the James Gunn thing to an extent because it's just like with that, there's no evidence there other than he said she said. So it's like why why is that hold more more warrant than these tweets? But you just said there's an actual person involved as opposed to the tweets. There's no person. But one has no evidence. This has evidence. Yeah, but when you come when it comes to like allegations of rape or sexual assault so all you need you is can't one really, person you can't really not necessarily but you can't really necessarily prove that if it's just you and one other person because it's only you and that other person in the room like for example yeah but they're being my, treated the same James Gunn and him are being treated the same they both lost everything they're working but on but that's my point though like the James Gunn situation shouldn't have happened but this Chris Hardwick thing eh I can't really say whether it should or shouldn't have happened because it's a different situation because it's involving an actual person. I mean, they even said, and Stan, you can't really, you can't. The person really... that said at me was even about talking about Stan Lee what, and what those about? allegations. He had allegations oh, about the nun. Yeah. yeah, but because he's old, he gets the pass. It's like no, 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 no Stan Lee. There's no way. But he can have allegations, but you just ignore that one. I'm not ignoring. I didn't ignore that one. So I'm like, so you just... think Stan Lee should have everything shit from him too? I mean, well, he's. Kind of everything that's going on with Stanley. <laughs> I'm at, no, I'm asking you a serious question, like because because these is it's uneven rules. Like, but I'm like, we get, pick and choose. But get when these strict, apply. I mean, for the most part, get what strict because he doesn't own any of the stuff like Marvel or. Anything. So if they told me you can't, he doesn't. He like he can't. 
Like he doesn't own Marvel or run, so it's like you can't strip anything from him for the most part, except maybe say he can't he can't come to Comic Con anymore. But even okay. then, because of his age, he's he's not going to cons that really anymore. Regardless, let's say that he can't make a cameo anymore, but he wants to make a cameo. But now you can't. You're you're stricken from Marvel completely. You can't work for Disney and Marvel anymore, Stanley. Get out. Would you be okay with? Would you would you agree with that? It depends on what the allegations were. It just you say, know what the allegations are. He had the same allegations that he somebody he some he had somebody he molested somebody or something. No, like no, that. no. The allegations were he was very handsy with the nurses. That's not the same as like actual sexual assault. Okay, isn't that sexual assault? <laughs> no, uh, just like touching somebody. That's not a, that's well, sexual I, harassment. I, 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 uh, Come on. You see, you see this slippery slope. Do you do you understand what I'm saying? Without evidence, if we're now just starting to apply rules just randomly based on how we feel about the person, like how is that fair? And then it creates an atmosphere like this where you can literally take anybody's job away without any evidence. Let's say one person came out tomorrow and was like, "Yeah, James Gunn, like uh, he assaulted me or something." Like now, is it okay? Because one person that you have no evidence for says that they James Gunn did something to them. I don't know exactly. That's what I'm saying like, but this creates this atmosphere. I'll keep going back to it. The reason why nothing happened to him when Guardians One Guardians One came out as opposed to now is because this Me Too thing, as good as well intentioned as it is, it's created a weapon. And now the weapon can be used by anybody, not just people with the right intentions, but anyone who just doesn't like somebody, anybody doesn't have the same political affiliation as them. So it's like, it's gotta, the rules have to be applied better. Like we can't just run with there being, oh, well, someone said this, so take away, take away their livelihood. It's like, well, unless there's evidence, why are we just running with this as if it's fact? Why are people take saying that it's because true, but, but, but I still think he about, made pedophilic jokes. He's a pedophile. He's but not. I, but I also still think about Gerda. And it has nothing to do with James Gunn, but like focusing on the evidence. Because again, like for the most part, there's not always going to be evidence. But does that necessarily mean that person is lying? Because it's, it's only you and him. You but are, without any evidence, especially in cases where there's only one person making an accusation, but without any evidence, is there ground to take away someone's livelihood? You could not like them. You could... It could be like a, you know, like a, oh yeah, that's the guy who might like, have that accusation thrown at him. But like to lose your job over it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get what you're saying. You know what I mean? I, especially in cases where like, I'm just thinking look about, at the context. Because I'm just thinking about a situation that I know for a fact. I'm not going to say any names because it's getting deep. But like I have a friend that like their father was abusive to their, to their mother and so she has a story of abuse, but then when she went to the other, the other, his past girlfriends and past relationships, it turns unless they were lying, which I don't see why they would, especially after the person, the person's not here anymore. He's dead. Apparently, mm. based on the research and evidence and stuff like that, she's saying he was the only one that she beat that that he beat. Mm. So she's the only one, but he's been in other relationships, even relationships after her, and yet for whatever reason, he was the only one that she hit. So me knowing that. It's like, so yeah, there's, but there's no evidence to prove it. And then, so it's like, eh. So me knowing that, it's like, well, you might not have evidence. But you got to be able to apply and then it's like, but if, and it's, the And board. it's only one person, so. I understand what you're saying. There definitely are going to be cases like that. But you got to be able to apply these rules across the board, especially when we're dealing with taking away people's livelihoods. 
But do you understand, do you see what I'm saying? When I'm saying this is like literally a modern day witch hunt. It's just hysteria. Mm-hmm. Like it's like what? What? Uh, he made a pedophilic joke? Oh, he's a pedophile! Yeah, he's a pedophile! Take away his everything! Like like that's yeah. too much. And that's fine. These are all like you're. You're looking at it subjectively, but you have to look at this objectively because we can't be in the minds and hearts of every single person that gets accused of whatever. But I, I, I think as a society, we have to do better. I'm not sure how that is, but I don't know. We've just created this atmosphere where we've got these people who can just, like if they don't like you, you could, you're now in a position where like you can just take someone's livelihood away. Yeah, and, and that's not and, okay and I, either. I, I mean, I get it because that's kind of what happened with James Gunn, this conservative website. Like, he's a perfect example of what I'm talking about. Like, this is a situation where like there's no victim, but someone had an agenda, and it's on. It's and it's a very easily traceable agenda. It's not. It's not hard to find how this happened. So it's like, what do you do? I don't want to lose more James Guns of the world. <laughs> and then, now I can say all this, and then tomorrow. <laughs> maybe he is accused of pedophilia and then that shit comes out and it's like oh these were all warning signs <laughs> yeah that's what I'm saying like if it comes out that somebody accuses him of something or it turns out I don't know they do an investigation they find child porn on his computer then yeah fuck him yeah but unless that happens then I feel like he shouldn't have been fired cause like again we've been that's why I said the tweets resurfaced cause we've been through this already mm-hmm. so what's the point hmm oh what do you think his solution is Hire him back. <laughs> hire him back. Would you want him to be hired back? I do. Yeah, I do too. Like honestly, and this is going into my next news story, uh, and I'll circle back to it. But Dave Batista, so far, is the only one. That's oh, he coming defended out him, yeah, and defended him. And I'm like, kind of, I'm kind of hoping that the whole cast is like, granted, they might not necessarily be able to do it contractually, but still. But see, that's another thing about this movement. Go like, we're not doing Guardians Three you unless you rehire them. You get villainized. You get villainized if you defend people like this. Like even when I made that comment. People were like, there were some comments that were like, a lot of people were like, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Like, yeah, he shouldn't have been fired. But there were some comments that were like, how can you defend a pedophile? As if he's already and been on trial like he, no. and, and is a pedophile. But like, any, anything, even the Chris Hartwick thing. Like, I'm giving my opinion because there's no evidence about something. But like, you will get, if you put your neck out, even just saying like, I don't, I don't think it's the right thing for him to be fired. I don't think it's the right thing for him to lose his job or his whatever or show. Like, you get attacked as if you co-sign whatever it is they did, even if they aren't actually like proved to have done whatever it is they say it's been said they did. You know what I mean? So like it's a thing where you can't even defend people because then you get labeled the same thing as like as them. Well, yeah, so it's toxic. <laughs> Dave Batista. Oh, we'll get into toxic fandom later. But uh, Dave Batista. So he uh, came out and said, "I will have more to say. I will have more to say. But for right now, all I will say is." James Gunn is one of the most loving, caring, good-natured people I have ever met. Aww. He's gentle and kind and cares deeply for people and animals. He's made mistakes. We all have. <laughs> animals. I'm not okay with what's happening to him. And so that's, he's, as of right now, he's the only one that has come out and said anything. Because uh, they're all shook. Regarding James Gunn. Because <laughs> you know they're all shook. They're like, if I defend him, am I going to catch some of his backlash? Maybe, but also with that, like they've signed. There's a petition now. It's not even a maybe. They will. But with that, there's a petition now with ten thousand signatures to get him to be rehired. Oh, really? On Guardians of the Galaxy. It's not gonna do anything. Volume three. But (laughs) it's not. It's not gonna do anything. (laughs) Petition's never doing anything. But with that said, uh, fans are saying if this is the final nail in the coffin for James Gunn, it is not gonna come back. 
They're like, well, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 still needs to be made. Well, who can make it? Taika Waititi! <laughs> so they want him to be the new I'm not going to lie. I was mad about the James Gunn being fired thing. But then it was like, but Taika Waititi could do it. I was like, yeah, he could do it. <laughs> so that's what I was just about to ask you. Would you want Taika to do? Yes. <laughs> I feel fucked up for saying that. Like, I love James Gunn. He should do Guardians 3. But, but then we- part of me is kind of thinking... Taking taking the controversy aside, I was like, I love Guardians One. It's in my top five, but Guardians Two, mm, I've never, I haven't watched it since the, I saw it in the movies. Yeah, that's also true. I have no interest in seeing it. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, so is it? But then, gonna, so much of the Guardians voices. Oh, are it's James definitely Gunn. James Gunn. Even like the he Guardi- wrote stuff in Infinity War. It, yeah, I was gonna say even the stuff in Infinity War was from James Gunn. Yeah, so it's like you're losing something, but you know, even even the the suggestion for the song, Rubber Band Man. Oh really? Yeah, that was that came from James Gunn. Didn't know that. So, well, we'll see. Was as this news develops again? It was like a thing where it might not develop. Like, right <laughs> before SDCC started, it was like Marvel fucking sucks, and it was like, but guess what? DC's great. <laughs> it was like, okay, okay, what a paradigm shift this was. So, all right. So I already I already talked about. I say I will get into toxic fandom. So, yeah, next story. And guys, you know, let me just say, for the most part, when I do my news, I usually organize it in a certain way. So, like, certain segments that go together, uh, segue together. But this week, with the exception of, like, a couple things, mostly trailers, I didn't do any of that shit because it's so much news. <laughs> so there might be a little things that you, could, you might be like, well, why didn't you talk about this Okay. in conjunction with this? This is the only thing that I, I put together because I'm like, these two make the most sense. But anyway... Because I might have DC News at the bottom after I talk about DC News right now. But anyway, so uh, Tom King, you know, the current writer of uh, Batman. We just read The Wedding Issue. So Comic-Con is going on this weekend. And apparently people are so pissed off that he canceled the wedding between Batman and Catwoman. Okay, why? They've been sending him death threats. Man, people send death threats for everything nowadays. <laughs> and, not, and the death threats have gotten so crazy that they actually, they, they've been scared for him, that they actually had to hire a bodyguard to walk around with him during San Diego Comic-Con. That's how crazy those death threats have gotten. Nerds ain't gonna do shit. <laughs> they're ass. not, but the fact that... Punk the, ass, bitch ass nerds. I, I feel like yeah, I'm like, they're not gonna do shit, but just the fact that he has to have one. Like, what are you doing, guys? Death threats over everything. He breathed wrong. Death threats. <laughs> but like, yeah, what are you doing? And then also with that, the trailer for uh, Titans, people are so upset about Anna Diop. That she had to cancel uh, comments from her Instagram. Oh, yeah. I mentioned that. Because people were leaving racist, calling her monkey and, you know, nigger. And Damn, prost- was that bad? Yeah. I didn't even know it was that bad. That's why she had to cancel the comments from her Instagram page. So, like, her ins- instead of... Uh, Only her most recent picture has comments on it. Uh, yeah. And that's because it's about a movie. Yeah. Everything else she had disabled. Everything else she, she disabled. So, so they, I'm like, they, so they I'm went like, to pictures other, that so weren't like, even about other, it. Yeah. So, I'm like, what other people where they just completely just, like, either can't... Uh, would cancel their Twitter or Instagram. She just left, which I think is the, probably the smarter thing to do. But it's not cool. Sure, no, did. it's not cool. Sure, did too. Yeah, Letitia, Letitia Wright. Yeah, I don't know if she still has that on, but ever since Black Panther, she's had her comments turned off for people that don't follow her. No, mm-hmm. people she doesn't follow. Right? Is that say it right? Only the people that she follows can comment. There you go. <laughs> but I'm like, it's ridiculous. 
And then, yeah, and the comments that they leave is, has nothing to do with Titan. It's just her. Yeah, those, those are those aren't pictures of like the Titans or like Starfire. Or anything. But it's like even if they were, it's just still photos of her. Even if they were, that still doesn't justify. No, but I mean that shows you how ridiculous it is. Where they'll go to pictures that aren't even about the show, just pictures of her. And be like, fuck you, why why is Starfire black? Yeah, my Starfire is well. I don't want to see a monkey in Starfire. Which the, the, I those wish it was weren't, a way those trace. weren't the exact comments, but they, they were the comments. I wish I could find a way to trace comments. I would find I they wish live. I had the infinity gauntlet so I could snap those people out of existence. <laughs> no, I wanna find them. I wanna see them and I wanna beat them up in person. Then that, snap them that's away. not gonna solve anything. That make me feel better. <laughs> Snapping them away would make me feel better. Remember that Rick and Morty episode where um uh Rick and uh what's her name the girl got really buff and beat up the devil and then they went to everybody that was like a dickhead in the world and beat them up too. Vaguely, I remember that. X gonna give it to you. Gonna give it to you. I, I vaguely remember that. Yeah, like they beat up like a Nazi. They beat up a guy who kicked their dog. <laughs> I just, I just want to snap him away. Nah. <laughs> You're no fun. <laughs> oh, that's well, that would be a lot of fun to me. I would like sip all the tea. <laughs> anyway, so uh, I already mentioned Worlds of DC, so who cares? Stupid. Teen Titans Go, that's coming out next week. And as of right now, it has a 100% score on Rotten Tomatoes. What, one score? No, it's more than one score. That's crazy. So Yeah, but I don't know how long that's going to last. But just based on the first week, I'm like... Yeah, I still don't trust it because I'm like, mm, I'm still not a fan of Teen Titans Go. So I don't know. But whatever. Moving on. So uh, there's release date. My Hero Academia 2 Heroes finally got a release date for uh, the, and it's going to actually, it's not coming on uh, on TV, but just like with uh, the Resurrection F, it's going into theaters and in US and Canada. Did we talk about that already? Not the release date, no. Oh, the release date? Yeah, and the release date is going to be September 25th. So, two days before my birthday. So, uh, what else? Oh, let me get to this. So, people have been hitting me up. Oh, I can't wait till you talk about this. Joss motherfucking Whedon is rebooting Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And... Which, I'm, I'm not a fan of this. So, Buffy is getting a reboot. And while Joss Whedon is, is going to be the executive producer, he's not really going to be the helmer of the show. The showrunner is going to be a woman named Monica Breen. And they're making it a point to say that the new Buffy is going to be black. What? Yeah. Is, are you hyped for that? No, I'm not a fan. What? <laughs> Why? Because you're you're always about oh the first Slayer or the the Slayer that died and she was black and she was yeah but it's not the first episode. it's not the first Slayer it's Buffy okay I'm not a fan why because <laughs> it's like I don't want your hand oh oh, oh I can say it oh no. Buffy's too black oh no bitch no oh, no, Buffy's too no. Black. it's not even the same thing it's, it's exactly not, the, same it's not the same thing ah. no no because this is why I'm gonna say it. Because I'm like I don't want your I don't want hand me downs, like, hand me downs. Yeah, because she's gonna forever be known as second, but she's gonna forever be known as Black Buffy as opposed to just Buffy. Like I want if you're gonna give me 
a like Buffy like character. Just give me, just give me female Blade. Well, now you could probably compare it to Buffy, but she has her own mythology. She has her own story. I don't. Again, I don't want your hand me downs where it's like, oh, it's Buffy, but it's not the, it's not, it's not really Buffy because when you think of Buffy, everybody's gonna think of Sarah Michelle Gellar. You're not gonna think of Black Buffy. Well, if the show's like so amazing and iconic that it does, even if the show is better than the original series, she's still gonna be known as Black Buffy. But I don't want it. I want my own. If you're gonna give me a black hero, your name. I want my own. Hit. Yeah, give me a new Slayer. Oh man, you sound like every white dude <laughs> that didn't like Miles Morales. <laughs> no, but it's not. But it's still different. It's like he has. He's his own. Miles Morales is his own character. It's not Miles Morales, but he's Peter Parker, really. Okay. He's his own character. He's his own. He has his own set of friends. It's Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So I mean, gonna, I get the argument. Have, you're gonna have a Willow and all. This, no, but no, it's, still, no, it's get, gonna be Black Buffy. I get the argument because it's the same reason why I didn't like Miles Morales in the main universe because then he's Black Spider Man. Like he can never be anything but Black Spider Man. But I don't know. Buffy was a long time ago, bro. It's still Black Buffy. Buffy still, Buffy still has a cult. Even though, it, but it wasn't that long ago. It wasn't where it's was like fifty years ago. So Buffy just ended on May twentieth, two thousand three. That was the final episode. And then on top of that, the show, the show still has the cult status that they have fan meetups and stuff around the world, panels and yada yada yada. And then on top of that, the show is still continuing and pretty popular in the comics. So then, now you're gonna introduce this new Buffy. Again, she's gonna be Black Buffy. Maybe they'll do a thing where it's like the ultimate As opposed, universe. Again, of Buffy. just give me just give me a new Slayer where the show takes place in real time. It's twenty plus year twenty. Buffy was twenty two years ago. They need that name name awareness, bro. They need that like, name brand. No, give me it's twenty two years in the future. Buffy's in her forties, just like Sarah Michelle Gellar is. So then that way you have the door left open for Sarah Michelle Gellar to show up as Buffy at some point. And now you're focusing on a new Slayer. But I thought there couldn't be more Slayers in the oh, but then they no, the that's how the show ended. Yeah, that's right. There's a billion Slayers, or whatever. Yeah. There's a lot of Slayers, so focus on a new Slayer, and Buffy's like retired now, maybe. And still call it show Buffy? No, call it a, call it whatever. But then the, you lose the brand awareness. Look, the, the, the whole reason they're doing a Buffy show Jackie, Jackie is the, to call it Buffy. No, they could call it Jackie the Vampire Slayer. Oh, man. It's so weird they're taking the stance, because this is like the argument against... Jordan the Vampire Slayer. No, fuck Jordan. Jordan. The fuck Jordan, but you know what I mean. But this is the argument that people use against like the female Thor and like... You know what I'm saying? Like, but it's not the same because the female. Th- it's not it's Thor Odin's. Yeah, it's not Thor Odin's son becoming a woman all of a sudden. It's Jane Foster getting the powers of Thor. Mm-hmm. It's essentially my argument is this, my argument is the same thing. Your you argument have, is you have, the, too black. you have the powers of the. <laughs> no, you have, shut the fuck up. You have the powers of the Slayer. You are a Slayer, but you're not. But you're not Buffy. Yeah, Buffy can only be white. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> wrong i don't even know what to go here um it's like, again it's again, a, your it's a hand-me-down it's like oh we but can't get a hand-me-down we yeah because instead of we can't give black people their own mythology let's let's let let's latch on to something you know the white girl and but but you want that brand that's the whole reason they're doing it yes call it the vampire blank the vampire slayer so you still have the brand buffy the vampire slayer now was Bequisha, whatever but the, the yeah. vampire slayer Kanitra, the vampire slayer no <laughs> so you still have a, the vampire slayer just a new name just like of at at some point they thought about having faith the vampire slayer after buffy was over oh like a spin off yeah a spin off you can have that same thing <laughs> jane the vampire slayer Ta- Tyranisha, the vampire slayer. And this is completely because you don't want this girl to be in the shadow of the original Buffy. Yeah, I'm like, just give her her own mythology. 
or just give me a new show with a. But what if it's the same characters but completely different stories and world than the original Buffy and different time period too? But I mean, even still, it's like it's a how, different. How, like, it'll how bring much, a new flavor to it. But no, how much could you? branch off from the it's going to be it might not take place at Sunnydale but it's going to be a hellmouth you're if you're going to use the name you're going to have that you're going to have like a willow and a xander and all this other stuff but see why would you but why would you want to retread like why would you want it just to be no, the I'm same not saying thing it's gonna, all I'm, over I'm again. not saying it's going to be the same thing over but it has to, but if it's going to be called Buffy the Vampire Slayer and it's going to Joss Whedon is executive producing it they're going to have some of the same elements in it Okay. That's my point. I'm saying. So they're going to have the Hellmouth. Okay. They're going to have, you know, her friends. Yeah. She's going to have a watcher. Okay. But if you put a white girl in that, then it's just Buffy again. It's just the original Buffy from the 90s again. But and now it's going to be Buffy with a black girl. But what if they use that and bring something new to it? Like, what if they yeah, use her? Yeah, the fact that she's black. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that completely changes her world, her culture, her her dialect, how she how she relates to the world, how she... But it's still going to be the same beat. She's going to fall in love with a vampire, more than likely, because that's how they do in all these types of shows. But but the, but if you put a white girl in there, then it's the same show again. <laughs> it's still the then same... nothing's sh- different. Like, you know what I'm saying? If you, put it, if you put a white girl in it... But no, my point is, I'm not saying cast a white girl i'm saying just cast a different person and not make don't call it buffy the vampire slayer so you don't even want a white buffy no i don't want to reboot a buff if you're gonna re if you're gonna do you want a continuation continuation and not a reboot okay i understand i agree with you you better fucking agree with me (laughs) but that's that's a perfect world where like people would care about this show without i suppose i was asking you like if you could have even that. the same because my because the same argument that I had with Charmed, I was like the only because and this is completely going against the argument that I said, <laughs> but because I Charmed's I, too black. <laughs> I, I, specific, I specifically said the only way I would be interested in Charmed is if it's sisters of color, and then they were, and then they were, but then I watched the trailer. I'm like, this is the same thing. Like, there's nothing new to this show besides the fact that they're they're kind of brown. Kinda. There's only, that's the thing. Like, there's only barely, one. There's only one that's really brown. But even then, it's like not really. Like, I'm cool. So it's like so. So going back to my argument. So people are like, well, see, they're rebooting Buffy, and it's a black girl. So what's your argument? But no, when I watch, because even when I watch the when I watch the Charm trailer, I'm like, this is exactly like the original well, show. Yeah, it's it like bland. you're not doing anything. You're not doing anything new. Yeah, it was bland. So I kind of feel the same way. Like, oh, the only thing we're going to do new is we're going to have a black Buffy. That, but you're guessing, that though. Sell- you don't even no, know. I know I'm guessing, but at the same time, it's like, that's just, that's what they're selling to the show. We're rebooting Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but she's going to be black. Yeah. It's like... If you did it right... That doesn't sell the show. Kind of does. Not to me. <laughs> you can watch it either way, you Buffy feed. <laughs> Am I? I'm, I'm going ch- to check it out. Yeah, that doesn't mean I'm oh, going to be like... She's black, you're just going to check it out. I'm shut the fuck up. <laughs> if she's black, you're not gonna. I, 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 now she's black. I don't want to watch this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna check it out, but at the same time. Oh, uh, like, you heard it here first, guys. Buffy's too black for Michael. <laughs> no, it's really not. Buffy's too black. I, wa- I want a black slayer, just not Buffy. I hear what you're saying, but I think I'm okay with the reboot changing the race of the character as long as that race change isn't superficial. Like, I. I think changing if you lean into that aspect, and that's the, of the thing. Character. I don't trust even the black characters that Joss Whedon had on the show. Like they were bland as fuck. Does he have a co-writer? Uh, well, Monica Breen. Who's that? 
some woman that writes on Agents. She writes on Agents of Shield. Okay, well then maybe she'll bring something to it. But it's got it's got to bring the 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 change has to be justified by the setting of the world and what that brings to the show. I'm like, there are so many charmed. Like that's a good example because like they're minorities, but it brings nothing to the show. They're they're minorities just for the sake of saying, hey, look. They're not white. Yeah, I'm like, they're supposed to be Hispanic, but granted, they might do it in the show, but I'm like, even in the trailer, like, there's no moment I'm even speaking Spanish or anything like that. No. And the way the trailer's set up, it just looks like a retread of the first charm, just with new characters. But, like, if you said it in a, I don't know. But I'm like, there are so many other characters that are Buffy-like after Buffy came out. It was, became so popular. There are other Slayer-like characters that exist that have their own mythology, like L.A. Banks's books, where this woman called her name is Damali Richards, and she's the Neteru, which you know, the Slayer, basically. That's too fancy. <laughs> I'll never be it's, catching. It's, it's, it's Egyptian, and basically, there's one. There's one that's called every thousand years, and Damali Richards is the most recent one. And she has her powers come from she's she's enhanced, so she has strength, speed, but she most of her senses. So she's like a Wolverine, as it says. So she has like eagle-like eyes. Her nose can smell things from a mile away she can hear things from she can take uh, kind of like daredevil basically so what if they took some of that shit and put it in the black buffy but, but no because that's like, like that's her own mythology so it's like well if they did why, don't, why can't we get that commission that as its own like because they don't got the name brand of buffy fuck that but, but or what if they just but it's take- like even with that like they're rebooting roswell it's like no why exactly that's my a, point that's a why <laughs> but exactly it's like I don't want it. Well, I'm open to a black Buffy, and I guess I'm just more um, just cultured than you are. <laughs> are you though? You didn't even watch the original fucking Buffy, so shut the fuck. Well, I watched it until she died. That's what it did. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want. I don't want. All right, guys. If you have any hate mail, uh, send it to Michael because he thinks Buffy is too black. Okay. <laughs> she she is. <laughs> Give me a new black Slayer. It's just so funny. That joke. <laughs> Was something that wasn't even true, but you're literally saying Buffy's too black. I don't want it. You're literally saying that. And then on top of that, I'm like, I'm gonna have to do a test because how black is she gonna be? Like, I'm gonna have to hold a paper bag to her face. Yeah, who knows? Oh, but they, they owned like, it. Oh, it's gonna be a black Buffy. Is she gonna be the lightest? Like, what if they owned it and then like delved deeper into the mythology of the first Slayer? And it's like she's direct descendant of the first Slayer, something like that. You know what I mean? Like. That would be better as a different as a different Slayer, but why not tie it to the Buffy name? Yes, let Buffy show up as a cameo at 40, 20 years later. I also would be cool with them using the name Buffy, but having her name not be Buffy. Now, like use the name Buffy for the show, and have Buffy be in the first, like have Sarah Michelle Gellar in the first episode. No, that's not what they're doing. The character's name is Buffy. Yeah, I see. What you're, I know. I'm just saying <laughs> what it, my perfect. But world. Everything that you're saying is what I want. Okay. Buffy's Fuck you. I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> Buffy's too black. <laughs> I got it. I'm making this the title of the episode. <laughs> Buffy's too black. Whatever. Anyway, so. You got so mad about it. <laughs> I'm, I'm so, I'm mad. I don't like, because again, like I just said, I don't want your hand-me-downs. Like in a world where you talk about James Gunn and like him being fired, this is like you're more mad about this. I'm way more mad about this. <laughs> tweets who cares Buffy's black exactly <laughs> can you believe that <laughs> like if you wanted a black Buffy she should have been black in the first place okay I don't, again, like I keep saying I don't want your hand me downs like <laughs> you're, you're after the facts after the facts that's essentially what, it's, what I'm gonna call it after the facts anyway oh, let me move on I'm, I'm, I'm pissed off <laughs> you're all flustered so uh 
Diversity, yay, LGBT people. So. <laughs> but not too much diversity. No. <laughs> at least this is a at least this is her own character. So Supergirl and so Supergirl is gonna introduce their first transgender superhero in season three. Okay. Uh and she's gonna be called her name is gonna be Niall Null. And she's gonna be the newest addition to Cat Cole's reporting team. And she's a fierce driven she's fierce and driven to protect others. And Naya or Nia, N-I-A, probably Nia. Naya's probably a little black. <laughs> it's too black? Yeah, it's too black. N- it's Nia. I'm never like, you live this down. I hope you know that. The, act- the actress is white. <laughs> okay. <No>. Anyway, <laughs> Nia will pro- follow a similar path to Kara that will lead her to eventually embracing her superhero destiny as Dreamer. And it doesn't say what Dreamer can do, but I'm and assuming. And she's transgender? I'm assuming she makes people dream. I don't know. But it says uh, DC Comics fans probably noticed that Nia shares a last name with a Legion's a superhero member, Nora Null, a.k.a. Dream Girl. Although these two characters aren't the same, EW has confirmed that Nia and Nora are, Nia is Nora's ancestor. And yeah, she's transgender. So girl to man, man to girl, man to girl, man to girl. Is she, but is she really a transgender person? I think, she, yeah, the actress is transgender. Oh, okay. All right. Well, at least there's that. So, yay, LGBT. Woo! But wow. Buffy shouldn't be black! <laughs> <laughs> Why, Michael? <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> I see. <laughs> I don't... And then, on top of that, it's <laughs> it like... I feel like in the game. Furthermore, I'm like the, the the comics are still going on. Okay. Well, you got a white Buffy going on, but then you're gonna have a show. Different universes, man. No, I don't want it. I don't, want, don't it. want it. Even Val Zod, that's a black Superman, but it's not Kal El. But it's a different world, you know. No. No. I don't want it. Okay. <laughs> I don't want it. Wait. So what about Wally West? Like the black Wally West, New Fifty Two. Like, are you were you against that? That's not the same yeah, thing. Your face looks like you look so hurt. Like your face looks like a mixture of confused and hurt at the same time. You're like, why are you doing this to me? It's not the same thing. How is that the same thing? Because he was replacing the white Wally West for well, a while. Well, guess what? Wallace is Wallace and now Wally are two exist in the same universe. But now he's the That's black. not gonna happen. That's not gonna happen in the in the in the freaking show. But now he's literally the black Wally West in that world. Exactly. That's why I don't like it. <laughs> what? Okay. Because they, right. do, they don't do anything with him. And then he's going to forever be known as Black Wally. That's exactly my same criticism with this. She's going to forever be known as Black Buffy. I like how you just you just made this like label. You've like, she'll never be able to get out of the, the, the shadow of Buffy. She won't. <laughs> what if she does? You don't know. What if? Indeed. Because I, 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 I know you love Buffy. But there's a whole demographic of people who like, did not grow up on Buffy and don't know who Buffy is, really. So what Fuck if... Fuck those people. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so what if in the mainstream, she became the Buffy? Like, the, the new mainstream audience of that demographic, what if she became their Buffy? And then they're going to be like, oh, I'm such a fan of Buffy. Oh, it's continuing in comics? Who is this white girl? First of all, no one reads comics. <laughs> they do. Everybody everybody reads comics. The universe reads comics. Spoken like a true comic fan. <laughs> anyway, so moving the fuck on. <laughs> oh, wow. 
I want to, I want everyone. Where are you, podcast historian? You need to mark this down as the day that Michael was proven to be the ultimate hypocrite. No, I'm not. I'm not. I want black people to have our own thing. Black lighting's too black. Get out of here. That's what you said. No, I did. Yes, you did. You were complaining about the blackness within black light. I'm complaining that I want black people. No, to have, I didn't. I'm saying I want black people to have our own thing. <laughs> not, a, not a hand me down. You spun it. <laughs> that's what I want. I'm trying to get originality for our exactly. people, Jordan. That's what I want. You just saying, oh, black light. Well, yeah, they kind of lean too much into the blackness of nope, the cop. Didn't say that. Yeah, you did. I said that one scene for no, the little ex- force. Exactly. The it's line, too black. Get your black ass it's down. Too it's too that's bl- all I said. It's too black. <laughs> that's too black. That, that doesn't happen to black people in real life. I didn't say it's every, not what there, in real life. There isn't every week that a story comes out when a white person calls 911. I was literally, before I came here, you know, a coupon card, another person that works at the Dollar General called I Black... Just, I just said it's very rare for a cop to shout at a person, get your black ass down because it makes it, it very easy. Is it? Yes! It's, it's not, not... It's not. Many they might be thinking it, but it's not usual that they would shout it while it's they got the recorder too, it's going. It's too black. <laughs> Yet you literally are like, Black Buffy, no! Exactly, because <laughs> I want black liberation. I want our own <laughs> thing. Liberation. Exactly. We. I want our own universe, our own world, not a hand-me-down. Oh, man, but this is that's the same argument people use against having black characters take the mantles of, black, of, of non-black superheroes. Because like, no, well, just that, make your own character. But, no, but that argument is stupid, though, because... They are their own. Granted, they might have that mantle, but they're still their own character. No, I'm saying the thing you just said is exactly what people that like are against that will say. Like, why don't you just make your own character instead of taking the mantle of another one? Like, just literally, no, literally what saying, you said. But no, I'm saying no, that my argument. argument is not the same as that. I understand when you explain it, it's different. But that that soundbite. You can literally play it over like what Miles Morales' new Spider-Man. No, I want this. If you want to make a, more black characters, make more characters. Like why? Why would you need to take Spider-Man or Captain America or Thor? You know what I mean? That's all I'm saying. It's still not the same thing because the man. Same of, words. The man, it's, no, it's not. <laughs> it's the same words. It's this different intention. Okay. Like <laughs> intention I, means nothing on the internet nowadays. <laughs> if I say shut the fuck up, nigga. Oh my god. I can say that. Oh. oh. <laughs> but if somebody else says that. <laughs> oh. PCs out the window. This episode. <laughs> it's madness. Anyway, you know what else is out the window. <laughs> It's looking like Clark Gregg might not. There's, there's. Granted, they might be holding that close to the chest, but they're saying it's looking like as of right now, he's not coming back for Agents of Shield season six. Clark Gregg is Phil Coulson. Phil Coulson? Yeah, what? but he is going to come back as the director of season six. But it's not as of right now. How is he alive? That's what I'm saying. It's, he was moments from death. <laughs> they're saying as of right now, there's no talk about him coming back as Phil Coulson, but he will come back as a director of season six, but you know, who also is set to come back. It's confirmed that Jeff Ward, who played the son of, uh, Fitz and Simmons, he's coming back somehow. So, oh, that so he didn't die. So that kind of confirms that maybe Fitz is, is coming back, but maybe he's going to be a different, maybe but I thought he, Fitz didn't die. Wasn't that the whole thing? Well, that version of Fitz, that yeah, that version of Fitz didn't die, or that version of Fitz died, but there's going to be another Fitz out there. Yeah, but it kind of makes me think maybe he's going to play a different character. Like he's going to be the son, he's going to be the son, the grandson of Fitz and Simmons, but maybe just not the one that we saw because they got rid of that world. Mm. So that world doesn't exist anymore. So he's going to be a different version of of the their grandson. Possible. 
Maybe. Or maybe he's going to, maybe, I don't know. Maybe since he's stuck in the past, he's going to be still be that version. He's just, his future, I don't know. That show should have been fucking over. <laughs> like, it should be done, man. That was a perfect ending. This is like the Buffy season six or whatever all over again. No, no. Oh, I'm sorry. Don't fight me. <laughs> I don't want to fight you, bro. <laughs> anyway, stupid bitch. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so... <laughs> maybe this is we we, t- we talked about on Krypton how are they going to fight because it's looking like Doomsday is going to be the main villain for next season we're, we're like how are they going to fight Doomsday they mm-hmm. have no powers well they just said uh, season 2 of Krypton is going to feature Lobo so maybe Lobo is going to be how but even then I don't want that either it's like why how the, the fuck, fuck is Lobo going to yeah, fight why, anybody not even well Lobo's pretty strong the main man no no I mean like he, how is he in that show that's what I was just about to say. Why the fuck is Lobo showing up on Krypton? And then on top of that, it's like 200 years in the past. Yeah. Maybe he Yeah, com- wait, what? Yeah, is he immortal? Like the <laughs> Or maybe he comes from the future, kind of like Alan Strange. Stupid. Don't make Krypton stupid, guys. <laughs> you had a good thing going. Keep it going. That's what I was saying. I'm like, why is Lobo coming to the show? I don't know, but we'll find out. But speaking of something that I am very interested in, so DC Universe... They announced that their next set of animated movies, the DCAU, they're going to be doing Batman Hush 2019. Are you familiar with Batman Hush? They're going to be doing a new Wonder Woman animated film called Wonder Woman Bloodlines. Okay. And Justice League versus The Fatal Five. The hell is that? I don't know what that last one is. Uh, Let me see if it gives a synopsis. Uh, Justice League versus The Fatal Five is an original script pitting DC's preeminent superhero team against a longtime villain squad, The Fatal Five. And it just says, uh, no, Warner Brothers didn't specify the lineup. Uh, no details on Wonder Woman Bloodlines. And The Reign of Superman is scheduled to come out in 2019. So, yeah, no details, just the titles. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But I'm excited about Hush. That, that was, I, I, like, I like that arc. Hush was good. It was very good. I like the twist at the end. I'm curious of what Bloodline, Wonder Woman Bloodlines is. I have no idea. But anyway, moving on. So this is real quick. I don't know, if I, I don't know jack shit about her, but Stargirl's getting a TV series. Who cares? Moving on. Why the fuck is she getting a TV That's series? That's why I said, who cares? Moving on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so More weird DC choices. Somebody else is getting a TV series that I'm actually very curious about. So we talked about Batwoman showing up on the CW crossover, which, funny enough, they mentioned it's going to be a, a Arrowverse-wide crossover with uh, Batwoman showing up, but they also came out and said Legends of Tomorrow won't be involved in the crossover for whatever reason. Okay. I don't know why, but yeah. So Because they're whack. <laughs> they're going to be dealing with magical creatures. They're going to be dealing with fantastic beasts and where to find them, so they're not going to show up in the crossover. But with that, I guess the news about Batwoman showing up in the, in the crossover was so popular that DC and CW was like, guys, let's make Batwoman into a TV series. So yeah, Batwoman is getting her own TV series on the CW. And I'm not sure if she take if she's gonna take place in that universe or if she's gonna be an alternate universe Batwoman. Man, no more alternate universes. We already got Supergirl in her own universe. Let's have it take place in the main universe. Same yeah, thing with Black Lightning. Hope they bring that into. Because I was gonna say, even yeah, Black Lightning is his own universe. But yes, yeah, so I don't know 
if she's going to be in her own universe or not. But that would make her the first openly gay superhero to lead her own TV show or openly lesbian superhero to lead her own TV show. But more than likely, she's probably never going to get a girlfriend. If they don't have fucking hard references to uh, Batman and Nightwing and all that stuff, I'll be mad. Like, come on. Why do you have the show if it's not going to have references to Gotham and the universe? Just do it. I don't know. No more beating around the bush. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't make sense to have a Batwoman show and then not even talk. Granted, they're probably not going to have Batman show up, but there got to be some hard references. Yeah, exactly. Especially since she's his cousin. Yeah. <laughs> but my the thing I'm looking for is hard references to the fact that she's a fucking lesbian. That's what I want. I want to see her scissor somebody. Whoa. Um, don't think that's going to happen, bro. <laughs> it, it needs to happen. It's on the CW, so give me some scissoring. So I, I, that's the thing I'm skeptical about, especially with it being superhero universe, and then they don't really lean into it in the superhero universe. So maybe I'm gonna I'm gonna focus. Said maybe <laughs> hopefully she gets a girlfriend. Yada yada yada. But also something else that I highly doubt they're gonna lean into. Ryan Reynolds, and this is why I'm gonna talk about it. Ryan Reynolds, and I'm just like I hate all this pandering. Either just fucking do it or just shut the fuck up. What? Ryan Reynolds is basically coming out and says, oh, yeah, I'm a big fan of LGBT pe- uh, LGBTQ people, you know, pro the movement. These aren't his exact quotes, but it's essentially what he's saying. And he's like, yeah, I certainly think this universe needs to represent and reflect the world in very real ways. Uh, the, the great thing about Deadpool is that if we're that we're allowed to do things that other superhero movies don't necessarily do. It's something I would love to see more of, certainly through Wade, certainly through this universe, because it's something that we're building out of. And he's basically like, yeah, in future movies, I would love to see if maybe, hopefully, we'd lean more into Deadpool's bisexuality and pansexuality. Oh, this is what you mean. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, they're not going to do that. They're not going to do it. Because part of me is just like, aren't you the executive producer? Aren't you the the, one of the main writers in this movie? If you really wanted to do it, you'd have done it already. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, the most you're gonna get is those like little moments. Yeah, I'm like, like the moments that you get. It's like you're doing you're doing <laughs> as a joke, grabbing Colossus's ass and stuff. So I'm just like I, I'm I'm just over the I'm just over the pandering. That's really what it boils down to. I'm over it. Over it. Over it. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Lost your goddamn mind. And that goes into the next bit of news. Talk about again this uh, with the pandering. Uh, Fantastic Beasts. They're talking about how uh, you know the whole romance between Johnny Depp and uh, and uh, and Dumbledore. Uh, I can't think of his name, but the actor. Uh, but Johnny Depp, Johnny Depp and Grindelwald. How there's a romance. Basically, they're coming out and uh, saying that. Oh yeah, for this particular movie, uh, I don't think uh, there are no actual there are no actual scenes with Dumbledore and Grindelwald together. But uh, more than likely, we're going to explore the sexuality between them in future films. And it's like, again, pandering. Why, why am I getting more than likely we're going we're gonna to focus on the, their relationship in future films when you already have a film that's coming out now? And granted, I'm not saying it needs to be the focus, but just the fact that it's not even touched on in this movie? What, what the fuck? I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> oh, you, you seem to like a lot of things. <laughs> this whole podcast is about things I don't like. <laughs> things Michael doesn't like. 
And so <laughs> this is all the gay news today. <laughs> so another thing I don't like. Okay. Guess who's being guess who's now being uh confirmed as gay? As gay? Yes. I don't know. Shiro and Voltron. Who? Shiro and Voltron. Which one is that? The black li- black the black lion, the the one with the white hair. Wait, but isn't this the dude everybody wants to be gay? Like he has his whole relationship with Keith. Yeah, like that's like a big fangirl thing. Yeah. Now, so du- he literally came out to be gay during Comic Con. That that they actually came out as I was getting my news together. Like literally while I was talking about the news, this came out. This came out like twenty minutes ago. That at New York Comic Con, they basically came out and had a, a Voltron panel. And the the creators basically said, we can now come out and confirm that Shiro is gay. And it's like, we're on season seven. Like, what what are you doing? What happened with seasons one through... All that little lean-in, the the moments that you had with him and Keith. So yeah, that was all subtext for this reveal, right? I mean, is it a thing where he came to terms with it? Or is it a thing where he's always been gay? He just hasn't talked about it. They're trying to say he's always been gay. Yeah, and he's gonna. Uh, he never flirted with girls in that show. I don't remember. No. And it's gonna. Uh, it says. It says we're gonna reveal that Shiro has had. Uh, wait, what does it say? Uh, he's gonna have a moment with who a guy who's gonna be now doing because they released a trailer for season seven, which I didn't watch. And in that trailer, he had what was called a sentimental moment with this guy named Adam, who's now been revealed to be his boyfriend. Random guy that they introduced. And uh it says he's not married yet, but that was the road they were going down until Shiro made the unfortunate decision to leave and they drifted apart and that was the end of their relationship, it was definitely something that was very beautiful relationship that they developed over the years. So basically before he, they're trying to say before he became a paladin, he had this relationship with this guy named Adam. Is this all retconning? Yeah, they're retconning basically. So before he became a paladin, which was way back in season one, he was in a relationship with this guy named Adam and he decided to leave to become a paladin. And oh, they're not, it's only till season seven that they decided to reveal it. And it's like, come on, bro. (laughs) Man, you can't please you, man. You they get, can't, you get you a can't. gay character. You can't. And you're I like, like it. I don't like it. It's too gay. <laughs> oh, here we go. No, we got too gay. <laughs> it's too black. Yeah, it's too gay. Is it too geeky now, Michael? What else just, is there? Just, exactly, all this news. All this nerd news. Like, who cares? <laughs> you're going to walk out like, you know what? I'm sick of this nerd shit. I'm done. <laughs> Like what? What's wrong? What's wrong with him being gay? I don't understand. I didn't say I, I don't have a problem with him being gay. I'm just like you don't like that's been revealed too late in the series. I just, feel, I just feel like it's pandering. I I don't get that argument that things are pandering though, because like who is it pandering to? The the liberal people, but like if anything, I think it creates more outrage than I think it pleases people. Because the my, my, the audience is like predominantly. And, and granted, I don't know how they're going to do it, but my whole thing is they always try to just, just think of like J.K. Rowling as an example. Yes. Like she writes seven books of Harry Potter. But the difference with her is she after the fact says it and then won't incorporate it into any of her new works. But this is the thing where within the story, yeah, it's late, but within the story, it's still revealed that he's gay. Or even like 
Star Trek, it was revealed that 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 uh, oh, Sulu, Sulu. <laughs> yeah, he was gay, but it's like you only got one moment where he 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 sees his husband, and they like hug or some shit like that, and it was just like that's all you get. So just based, and this, this is why I say I don't know how they're gonna do it. So I, I could be speaking prematurely, but just based on past experience, and usually the past is prologue. I just think about how they always say, you know, pepper in the, oh, we're going to throw our diversity card, you know, oh, this character's gay or whatever the case may be, but then they don't really delve into it or really do anything with it. It's just, oh, like, kind of like Mr. Terrific. He's gay, but they don't do anything. And then he gets his little one little romance and it's like, who cares? And then also on top of that, he's always getting his ass beat. I mean, yeah, but this 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 isn't the same thing as those because this isn't like it's been thrown in there. Or like it's just a one-off thing. They're baking this into the show, and he's a main character, like the main character. Isn't he, isn't he the main character? Well, I haven't. I start. I've stopped watching this since like season three, so I don't know how. I, mean, I did too. <laughs> I, don't how, I don't know how main he is because last last time I saw, he wasn't even a. He wasn't. He wasn't he's, a not, he's not even a paladin anymore. But he's still a main character. He was still on the ship and hanging out with the main crew like every episode. And he was at one point the leader of the Voltron Force. Yeah, when he was a paladin. Yeah, so I'm just saying, like, it's not the same thing as just a like, one scene in Sulu or something, or even, or even like, um, how Korra. You, I was gonna say, oh, you yeah, know, how like Korra how Korra ended. ended. Yeah, but that was that was more of like a pander because it's just like they threw it in and the, they teased it in the last season and then didn't fulfill it until the last scene of the last episode, so they didn't have to deal with it. But this is something where it's not the show's gonna end, right? So it's like. This is gonna no, be part I, don't, of I don't know if this is the last season or not. Yeah, so this is part... Now, now if it's revealed he's gay, and then the next episode, it ends, I, you have an argument. <laughs> but, you know, if it's gonna be in the show from now on, moving forward, I think that's... I don't think that's pandering. But, you know, I'm not gay. What do I know? <laughs> I don't know shit. Aren't you, though? <laughs> well... <laughs> Michael, <Mark, laughs> I think everybody... Sexuality is a spectrum. Yeah. And everybody's a little... Everybody sucks a little bit of dick. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you say all that? Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> no, you don't I, remember that. I remember that. that. I, the first part's true. Juan, <laughs> run the episode. <laughs> Sexuality is a spectrum, but I didn't say a second part. Everybody sucks a little dick. Yeah, everybody sucks a little dick at one. Just, just, just a tip. Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, if you don't put the whole thing in your mouth, it's not it's gay. It's not gay. <laughs> <laughs> if, the ball, if the balls don't touch, it's not gay. Exactly. <laughs> you understand me. So... All this anger about being, uh, you know, being too black and yada, yada, yada. So there's a rumor going around by, it says, a very reliable source from the hashtag show. And this kind of confirms to me that Iron Man's going to die. But they're saying that Marvel's focus after Avengers 4, they want to introduce Ironheart. They, they said that? As the new Iron Man. That's, well, that's what's saying in the rumor. Oh, it's a rumor. Yeah. Oh, well then, I mean, yeah, if that's rumor's true, then of course. I'm saying for a very reliable source. Like, what else are you going to do then? If you have Ironheart, that definitely means. But you were also saying that you want Shuri to be. She can be Ironheart. Well, no, it says Riri Williams. Oh, like Riri Williams, Riri Williams? Yeah. See, that just feels so fucking out of nowhere. Because you got to have somebody that's as smart as Robert Downey Jr. Or, I mean, Tony Stark out of nowhere. I only said Shuri because she's established. Like, it would make sense without having to introduce someone new right away. But, I mean, if it's going to be Rui Williams, I mean, I guess. I also haven't read enough comics for Rui Williams to even really be a fan of her character. Yeah, me either. I don't have a sense of what her character is like, really. Yeah, me either. 
Yeah. But, I mean, I still want to see it. I want to see it, too. And see, there's a difference. She's a, she's the Black Iron Man, but she's not Tony Stark. <laughs> oh, God, here we go. <laughs> anyway, rapid fire. Rapid fire. <laughs> yeah, you white supremacist. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Can I do my rapid fire, bitch? Go for it. So White gay comic. <laughs> I'm going to throw my fucking big toe down your throat and make you choke and die. Oh, my God. Keep fucking with me. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then wiggle my toes as you're choking. This is so violent. <laughs> anyway, let's try this again. Rapid fire. Okay. So, Zombieland 2 has gotten a release date. October 11th, 2009. Uh, Spider-Ham has been confirmed for the Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And he's going to be uh, cast... He's going to be John Mulaney, who's a comedian. Uh, Iceman has had his first... Has had Marvel's first gay sex scene in the comics in uh, X-Men Gold... Uh, what is it? X-Men Gold... I just had... Fuck. Whatever. The newest X-Men... The, <laughs> whatever. Fuck. The newest, the newest X-Men uh, series. And he had a one-night stand with Pyro. Okay. It's a new Pyro. It's not the same Pyro that we... Uh, that we've seen. But oh, yeah. I'm glad. Otherwise, I've been really offended. You, you would have been offended. <laughs> this, but this is the panel. At a one night stand. Ice. Wait, wait, wait. So Iceman and Pyro had fire, fire and ice. Fire and ice. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> no, I'm sure. Did it, please tell me they made some kind of like icy hot joke or something. <laughs> no. Wow. What a waste of opportunity. Not, at least not in uh, this episode. But yeah. So Iceman had his first gay sex and one night stand encounter. So yeah, gay people. This is the first time he ever had sex. That they've that they've ever mentioned, yeah. Oh wow! At least for not first, not he's had sex with women. But I'm talking about had sex with men. Yeah, I I, I assume that's true. Man. He's had a gay kiss, but they never mentioned and uh, him getting busy, busy, busy in the poom poom or boom boom. Okay, the never, boom boom. Never say that again. <laughs> <laughs> never say those words again. Freaky freaky in the boom boom room, <laughs> which makes me wonder. I wonder. I'm like, I see Bobby as being verse. So I wonder what did he do in the bedroom? What did you think? <laughs> I don't want to think. <laughs> yeah, you do. Anyway, so more rapid fire. So uh, there was a possibility that Comcast could have came back, even though the deal was set. It was still a possibility that Comcast could have came back and upped their bid for Fox and made them rethink their mind. But it's, Comcast has officially dropped out of the Fox-Disney deal. So... Now it's looking like all ships are sailing. It's now only up to the government to approve the deal or 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 deny the deal. So that's all we're waiting for for the Fox Comcast. I mean, for the Fox Disney deal, whether the government is going to approve it or not. So uh, final bit of rapid fire news. So this this bit of news pissed off a couple fans. Uh, we talked about Die Hard last week, and a lot of people consider Die Hard a Christmas movie. So a lot of people are upset with Bruce Willis because uh, Bruce Willis came out and said, Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. It's a goddamn Bruce Willis movie. So everybody's upset at Di- uh, Bruce Willis. Like, fuck you. I'm going to watch Die Hard on Christmas. Die Hard is a Christmas movie. How dare you? Blah, blah, blah. Again, fans, toxic. Jesus so. Christ. <laughs> anyway, fine we're winding now finally so even though this was spoiled in the emails shuri's getting her own comic book series we can move on from that because that was already spoiled we talked about it but unless you got unless you got more to say about the shuri no that was it all right so yeah since we talked about it already so finally 
at the final bit of news. Jordan talked about all these reboots with Buffy getting a reboot, Roswell getting a reboot, Charm getting a reboot, Child's Play coming to a you know movie series, Rocco's Modern Life is getting a reboot. Uh, all these other shows are getting a reboot. Roseanne came back. Will and Grace, yada, yada, yada. Well, guess what else is getting a reboot? What? No, Rugrats. There we go. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was thinking... Usa, breathe. Why? Take deep breaths. <laughs> the sun is getting real low. <laughs> so, yeah, Rugrats is getting a reboot on Nickelodeon. Not even just not even just a TV series, but they're also going to do a, a Rugrats movie. But Nickelodeon and Paramount Pictures announced that Rugrats is getting a 26-episode relaunch and a CGI animated slash live-action movie. So the babies, I'm guessing, are going to be CGI. CGI Rugrats, baby. Why are they bringing this back? Because everything is coming back. Okay. Did you ever see the all grown up thing? I did. I like that. Yeah, I liked I liked all grown up, but at the same time, it wasn't the original. No, agreed. But yeah, so Rugrats is getting a reboot. I'm kind of curious of how that, like, how they're gonna draw it, or if they're gonna do computerized animation. Cause I they don't really do hand drawn. Cause Rugrats was hand drawn. They don't really do hand drawn shows anymore. So I'm thinking it's gonna be computers, which I'm I think that will be weird but i don't know rugrats whatever <laughs> yeah rugrats you can tell jordan jordan doesn't care anymore he's on his phone yeah i'm out <laughs> that's how i get when i when he talks about anime <laughs> but yeah that's the end of the news that was it i said that's the last thing oh wow rugrats Woo. rugrats is getting a reboot awesome I'm tired. So if we, we sit here four and a half hours, it's gonna be a short podcast. No, I said board. last week New York Comic Con. I'm like, you know how much news is gonna come out? Well, maybe you didn't rant about how Black Buffy was for like 20 minutes. No. <laughs> so mad. Buffy's still, too I'm, black. I'm still thinking oh, about like Shiro's too gay. I'm, I'm, still, I'm fuming right now. <laughs> I'm about Clearly. to turn into the Hulk. It's okay, man. I don't want no hand-me-downs. It's not hand-me-downs. Yes, it, it is. It could be a reinvention of the character. Exactly. Of a character that already is fucking hand-me-downs. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, well, aside from that. <laughs> give me a new mythology with a new character. But what if you get, like, a new mythology and basically a new character, but just with the same name? It's not. How do you know? Because I said so. Because <laughs> <laughs> then on top of that, if you... Cause, Cause if you make it a completely because <laughs> if you make it a completely different thing, then it's not Buffy the Vampire Slayer. If you're just leaning on the name, people are gonna tune out immediately. If you're not gonna bring anything familiar besides just the name of Buffy, mm. nobody's gonna watch that shit. That's why Charmed is leaning on all the same tropes, more or less, of the show. They just have different sisters with different... Like, they don't even have the same... Like, even Charmed, they don't have the same... It's not Piper, Phoebe, and Paige, or Piper, Phoebe, and Prue. It's Melissa, and Melonia, and Malakalamalamana, and Mollus, or whatever. They're like, see, they're not even... So even though the show is called Charmed, it's not even the same... It's not even the same, like, sisters. So even they are doing it a little different, whereas opposed to Buffy, where it's still Buffy... And the, 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 they're calling it Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and the main character's Buffy. Mm. Interesting. Shut the fuck up. You don't care. You don't care. <laughs> no, I'm like so over it. 
We get it. You don't think Buffy should be black, all right? And you don't think Shiro should be gay. I don't want hand me downs. That's what I want. Gay comic geek. You hate black and gay things. Hand me downs. And that's Michael's quote for the podcast. No. I don't want hand me downs. Yeah, exactly. I don't want hand me downs. And it's too black. <laughs> no, it's okay. I want black liberation. Black liberation. What's that even mean? <laughs> Man, I want our own liber. I want our own mythology, our own verse. And then no one will care. <laughs> yes, everybody will care. It's so crazy. That's literally the argument that I would use to justify why other superheroes can have the same titles even though they're black. Just because... Yeah, but exactly what you're saying. I'm saying... I'm not saying that nobody... <coughs> you can't have another black... Because, sl- like, the title is the Slayer. Well, Thor's Thor's name. <laughs> no, no. The, title, the title that Buffy has is being the Slayer. I'm yeah. not saying there can't be another Slayer. The whole point of Buffy is there's been Slayers before her. But it's, the- like the, it's like the Avatar. You don't have other people showing up as... Aang. You don't have other people showing up. I'm Aang. We're gonna reboot Aang and we're gonna make him a Mexican. <laughs> what? Mexican. <laughs> exactly. All right, you know what? On that note, other than Michael being racist and, and homophobic, whatever, this has been blurred for exactly. the I don't want any gay things. I don't want any, it's all straight and white. <laughs> that's what anything, that's what everything needs to be from now on. Oh, it's like Earth X. <laughs> <laughs> And speaking of black and white things, next week we'll be talking about The First Purge and Sorry to Bother You, right? Both black things. I and mean, I guess you're going to give both those things poor vision because they're too black. <laughs> but with that said, I don't have a problem with Michael B. Jordan being the human torch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wait a second. <laughs> That's for Blur Vision for the week, guys. That's Bye. what I'm talking about. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>